to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Jason Thomas. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Great radio. Yeah! Welcome, everybody! The Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you! It's Monday, July 31st, 6.01 p.m. Pacific. Welcome, everybody. Appreciate it. Welcome to everybody down at the ranch who's listening, if you are able to listen. Loretta Lynn's week kicks off. We believe in you, Kiefer. We believe in you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Fun to have you tonight. Jeremy Albrecht will be on, the JGR Suzuki team manager. Grant Langston will be on, uh, the world champion, the national champion. Grant Langston will be joining us. Jumping Joey Lancaster. He's the man behind the 125 Dream Race. Uh, he will be joining the show as well. We have uh, plenty of things uh, ready for you tonight to talk about. Washugal uh, National, uh, Marvin Muskan, Eli Tomac, Joey Savacci, Zach Osborne. Uh, talk about the RCH team with the press release drop. They are done at the end of the year. I want to talk about Motocross Donations as well. Eli Tomac confirming that was something that we thought would happen. He is not going to go to the motocross donations, although he did say most likely not. Uh, so I guess he don't rule out a hundred percent, but um, I would. And uh, much more. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. If you have a question, whatever's on your mind, uh, please give us a call. Uh, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, we have the btosports.com tweet at Travis segment where he takes your tweets and asks us some question. X brand goggle tear offs. If you don't wear X-Brand, you won't win. So everybody at the ranch who does not have X-Brands on, back your shit up, go home. You're not going to win because you don't have X-Brands. X-Brand goggle tear-off questions. Truck hero question of the day. The NFAB uh, JGR Suzuki check-in. Race tech suspension and engines email segment. The gear alloy cold call. i got some ideas about that. And, uh, and much more coming up on the show. Thank you to our partners. Uh, it's fantastic to uh, have these people here. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX. Big presence down at the ranch tonight. Pivot Works, X Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Get Data, Ride Engineering, and Grandstone Boots all on board with us tonight. And uh, thanks to all those guys. Thanks to everybody who listens and our partners. And you can go to Sponsor Deals on the Pulp Mech Show. All the codes to save is, is there. And, uh, yeah, a lot of our partners offer things up, uh, discounts for just listening to the show. So if you've got a motorcycle, you want to uh, trick it out, uh, go to Sponsor Deals at pulpamexshow.com. Look for the codes, and uh, they will hook it up on there. Also, too, let me throw in a plug for Pulp Hockey Show. If you like hockey, I uh, just did a classic commentary with Ray Ferraro. Uh, please check that out at Pulp Hockey on, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, so if you like hockey, please check it out. And keep the hockey insults to yourself, please. Thank you. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis. With me in studio, he's my regular co-host on the show, but normally he's on the phone only, uh, but he is joining us in studio. He's from Fly Racing, former German uh, Supercross champion, two times, two-time Montreal Supercross champion, uh, privateer hero, the Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. I was just listening to you do that lead-in. Holy cow, that's a lot of talking. It is, right? It's out uh -huh. of control. 
Yeah, it's probably about eight minutes of talking, seven minutes of talking. Ridiculous. Right? I almost left. I uh, was gonna... uh, Fly Racing, how's everything? 2018 launch at Washougal? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I mean, right? it's, it's been two months for me because we started our pre-book with dealers in June, like uh -huh. June 1. So it's finally nice to show everyone. Uh, I've been showing it to dealers for a long time, but uh, yeah, all the embargo talk here. and everybody. Oh, God. Thank God. <laughs> thank it's just, it's exciting to see people wearing it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, me too. The embargo talk is done and over with. Uh, also in studio, uh, he's been here a bunch, and uh, we're happy to uh, to have him. He's here, <laughs> ten time Missouri State champion. He is top Jimmy Albertson. What's up, Jimmy? Not much. How are you? Enjoying my uh, Monday in Vegas. Thank you for coming. Doing in. all the normal Vegas things. Yeah, yeah, we did a lot. Gambled. Yeah. Got hookers. Yep. Did some drugs. The whole did Vegas experience. Snorting lines off the bassets. You know how it goes. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, welcome in. You've been in here a few times already. First time we've had you in for a little while. Uh, happy to have you. We got to know Albertson. Like you've been announcing, you had a bad crash at Daytona, broke your back. But by the way, what happened? I never saw it. I never know anybody who saw it. Yeah, there was just. Um I had taken a couple rounds off, and I was sitting decent in points, uh -huh. but not top 20. And if you're not top 20 in points, and they take the qualifying from the weekend before, and the, whoever did best in qualifying, well, I, I missed two rounds just because I didn't wasn't going to travel to them. Uh -huh. And uh, so I got stuck in B practice. I'll shorten this story up. A lap rider, was just ro he was rolling around the track and um, went to cross over in the chicane section. And it was kind of a last-minute deal. I saw him crossing over, so I jumped a little bit further to the left than I should have, clipped a tough block, and augured myself. Okay, so cartwheeled. Yeah, yeah just, well, yeah. not really cartwheeled. Oh. I just I, I crashed hard, but when I went, I just hit right into the backside of one of the whoops. And, oh, I, yeah. you know, yep. if you can roll out of something, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. usually okay, but it's whenever you're going at a high rate of speed and just stop. So we haven't seen you on the track since. You've been announcing the, the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. You're off to Loretta's tomorrow morning to help out there. Like, are you retired? Um, are you done? I did, like I was. We were talking about this earlier. I, I don't know if retired the, is the right word for me because I feel like the last two, three years of my career, I really I've been doing other things to make money yeah. instead of just racing full time. So um, I don't know. I I still love to ride, and um, I don't know if it's going to change. I might want to race, but at this point, I mean, it's not like I was always putting every single ounce of it into going to the races so mm -hmm. i mean i'm just kind of content with what i'm doing i'm excited to start riding again but sounds like jt sounds like a man who's not ready to race anytime soon yeah i mean <laughs> yeah but can you blame him i mean no no no, yeah, no like, not at all i love to ride i love to race i think you've kind of been down that road before too but it's like oh, this man has let go he has let go of racing <laughs> let go but <laughs> like I, i've never seen as somebody like let go of about it. It's been almost five years. Well, since and, outdoors. And ended. I mean, you did the 125 race, your bike broke. You did the Legends race, your bike broke. Yep. <laughs> I'd rather my bike break than me break. <laughs> yes. So. But uh, yeah. So anyway. So well, yeah. Whatever you do, uh, I'm sure you'll be do well at it. And I mean, you know, you'll be fine. Yeah. I don't know. This last injury was kind of like, all right, how many more can I take? Yeah. You yep. know. Um, speaking of which, we'll talk later about Trey Kennard, your buddy, good yep. friend of yours. Uh, he retired, and he was on the show last week. We'll talk a little bit about that later on, and your feelings about Trey hanging up, uh, 26 years old, and you know, going to start something new. Um, so we got lots to talk about. Like I said, the RCH team, the MXDN talk, and all that, uh, and we will get to all of that to uh, to discuss that and much more. Taking your calls in the corner, holding things down. 
the extortioner, the extortionator. <laughs> That's not a word. Extortion, 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 extortionator. Travis Marks. You're ridiculous. What's up, Marks? What up? How are you? I'm uh, I'm feeling pretty good now. Are you? Yeah, I bet you are. I bet you are. Got a deal done. I bet you are. It was hot negotiation time in the Paul Vemex studio when I, I mean, came in here. Honestly, there was. I just felt the tension. Oh, I, it's not so bad. Uh, I mean, honestly, I feel I need a shower. <laughs> it was dirty. Or maybe hard. I got taken to the cleaners, <laughs> and I don't need oh, a shower. No. I don't know. It can't be that bad. 702-586-757. It's not, it's not your birthday anymore, bro. You can put the birthday balloon away. Right over there. No, I'm keeping it. You got, oh, a, you got a present today. Yeah, I was going to say, it's his birthday today. I just witnessed it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. This guy, I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how awesome and, I am. And if you, know. you know, if you, if you say no, he'll hack you, bro. Right. The little camera right that, in my that, MacBook is yep. hacked. Right. Yep. That's like a rap song. If you say no, he's going to hack you, bro. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't hack your, your camera. I don't want to see what you do over there. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Have you, have you ever seen that Snowden movie? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right there. Yeah. It's scary. scary um, crap going on here. So Travis Mark's in the corner there, and, uh, you know. Fuck you. That's all I got to say I about the negotiations. I just said crap and not S-H-I-T, and then you just drop an F-bomb. Yeah. I, I didn't. Lots, I, clearly, Kenny, clearly. Kenny. Kenny. Wasn't me. Here. Uh, like that, like that nice old lady that listens to the show. Oh, we'll get to that. I, I, she wrote an email. I'll get to. She wrote me an email. Uh, each year, Fly Racing develops, tests, and improves its products to the never-ending pursuit of the perfect racewear. The first to integrate the Boa system on their pant, the Fly Racewear offers unmatched comfort, performance, and durability that make an industry leader in technical racewear. In 2018, the lightest, most comfortable, and durable gear yet. Perform. Prepare and progress with floor, fly racing. JT, the big news for you guys that you couldn't really talk about was the BOA systems on the light hydrogen line for 18. And um, that's, that's a pretty big deal, pretty big innovation. And the fly light hydrogen line is probably the most popular. Um, yeah, it's, it's got the highest percentage growth yep. for sure. Uh, anytime you go up in price to the premium price points for any brand, your volume is going to come down. That's just, you know, it's just how business works and how the market is. Uh, but for us... You hear that, Marks? As the price goes up. Well, you, you go down on Marx's side. He's basically made his bed now because he has a really high expectation level from all of us. Yes. So just, just Good point. I'm going to surpass it. Don't worry. Okay. But anyway, yeah. on the pant, yeah. um, you know, that pant is probably our most popular for racers, especially and all of our supercross guys. So we, I pushed really hard to get Boa onto that piece. We went back and forth because you're, you're dealing with margin and all that kind of stuff. But I, I just felt it was imperative we had to because if all of our super crowds guys are going to wear it it's our highest percentage growth and there's all the other brands out there are pushing that stretch material line that's where they have all their marketing dollars so i felt like we needed to put our best foot forward with that piece uh and that's what we did so i'm i'm, I'm really happy with it. that's my favorite pant to wear too i like the stuff that uh uh the the rocky mountain ktm guys are wearing yep and i like uh what pipes had dusty pipes mm-hmm. i'm sure some other guys had that too but i noticed him the high vis stuff or yeah um no i think it was red and gray Oh Wasn't yeah, it? that's stuff yeah. I wore in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that stuff uh, also. So um, it's um, good looking stuff for sure. So we thank the folks at Fly Racing, and we'll talk more about it as the show goes on. And uh, we got lots to talk about. J Bone, Grant Langston, Joey Lancaster, all on the show tonight. Some cold calling, maybe. Is there a way we could order in like a case of beer for Gio? 
Like we could order just, like a pizza. Yeah. Like yeah. we could have it Straight delivered. There. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like Amazon could drop it off. Right there. He, a drone drop Anybody off. got Jeff Bezos' uh, cell number? He was unbelievable on here, and we got to get him back on. He was amazing. Uh, let's go to Zach right off the bat. Zach, what's happening? You got some questions about Washugo? Wacko? Is wacko? Yeah, what's it going on? It is not what's Wacko. Now, this uh. is absolutely – I'm much slower <laughs> uh. than Wacko, Zacho. I can promise you that. Um, so everybody keeps talking about – how Washougal seems to cater to like you know European riders because of the elevation, kind of slick stuff. But do you think it kind of caters to people with more like balls out speed, kind of not tilled very deep? What do you guys think about that? I'm, I'd have to say that's almost. I don't mean that guy. Like, no, that's so. That's a stupid question. Wacko. I told but, you it was but, wacko. But uh, but it's it's actually the exact opposite. Um, it takes a lot of patience to ride that track, a lot of really thought to uh, pick up speed because it's it's very easy to, and JT has said this earlier today when we were doing our post-race show, it's very easy to override that track. So you got to really make sure you're hitting your marks and really smooth on the throttle. You're not spinning the tire because the dirt's slick. I think guys in Europe are really ride that track well because over in the World Championship, they have many different conditions they race on. They race in super deep sand. They race in, you know, nice, perfectly groomed tracks. Then they race tracks that are just like concrete, hard packed. And when you practice during the week and you practice the hard pack, if you go to a hard pack track and practice, it is literally like riding on asphalt. So um, those guys yeah, just, was, they, they know different was, surfaces. And I was listening to the, the wrap-up show today with JT talking about how Joey Savashi is kind of a grab bag of results lately. Um, why do you think he's able to go fast on a track like that as opposed to something like a Southwick or uh, something we've already seen this year? I think he can go fast on anything. I think it's totally up to him because he won, you know, two of the maybe the most different tracks of the year in Washougal and Millville. I mean, there was with with the mud and how soft Millville was and then how precise you had to be at Washougal. I mean, you're on completely opposite ends of the spectrum. So I don't think it's a an ability level or a, a certain technique or anything for Joey. I just think it's, it's mental. I know they've battled the new bike a little bit, but I really think it's, it's more him. I, I mean, if it's how he comes into the weekend and how his race day goes, because he has the ability, he's won nationals, you know, this year, last year, he was a points leader last year. He almost won the supercross title. I mean, he's talented across the board as far as disciplines. Don't you feel like JT yeah. that starts affect Joey almost more than anybody in that 250 class. Yeah, it, for sure. But then it, sometimes he gets a good start and he works himself backwards for seemingly no reason. You know, it, there's that's, that's the most troubling thing for me is it doesn't seem like there's any rhyme or reason to it. I don't know if he's dealing with injury or it's just something mentally where it just has to click for him or what, but he can be a 10th place guy and look like that's where he belongs or he can win the overall and, looks like, and look like that's where he belongs. And I have no idea which is the real Joey Savaggi. Yeah. And uh, I guess one more really quick thing for you, JT, about your VIP program. Um, is, is in terms of Unadilla, uh, what, what does something like that cost? Is it full? How can we uh, um, learn a little bit more about that? Yeah, so we have a website. The easiest way is just to email me um, because then I can go over it with you in private instead of hijacking Mathis's show. Uh, but, yeah, we do it at all the Supercrosses and all the outdoors. Uh, my email is jason36 at AOL.com. Feel free to email me there. Um, AOL. I can link you to a website we have set up for it. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, obviously I'm super hands-on with that. I kind of handle it from start to finish um, as far as lining everything up. So, yeah, please email me and uh, anybody that's interested, and I'll get you dialed in. Awesome. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Zach. Um, Appreciate and, uh, it. also, good luck to all the privateers at Unadilla in a couple weeks here. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. David wants to ask Top Jimmy a question. What's up, David? How are you? 
Hey, how you doing? What's up? Uh, two, a couple things. I have a 2012 RMZ 250, and I wanted to uh, get the uh, graphics kit like uh, Jimmy Albertson had, the uh, motorcycle superstore, the oh, yellow yeah. and blue. Yeah, with the yellow wheels. I'm trying to duplicate that bike. Yeah, um, just hit up 180 decals. They did all our stuff and all our design work. Um, he'll have those same that same design all in file, so he can get you set up with that. And then for the seat cover, um, Guts does a really good job on all that stuff. And they've got all the all the products over there, all the light seat foam, everything, so they can get you all dialed in. There you go, man. So guts and 180 decals. And yeah, I mean, Superstore's not even replica. around anymore, but go ahead, yeah. Yeah, well, you can always replace I know my brother had a set of graphics done that were the Superstore replica, and he just replaced it with Bud Light. Oh, okay. So, yeah, sounds something, templates there. Sounds like Greg. Yeah, yeah sounds yeah. like something Greg would do. Yeah. Um, thanks cool. for the call, man. Thank you. Cool, cool. And I really liked your Monster Energy Cup song, too. Oh, yeah, well, you know, it's, was, yeah. I didn't know Steve had a guitar now, and he's like, hey, you should have wrote a song, but it was... Not in the writer's mode today. <laughs> yeah, there we go. He's very temperamental on that. Uh, All musicians, bro. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, you got to tiptoe around them. Um, uh, it's not in my paycheck. Rainy Yellow, what's up, buddy? How are yeah, you? Hey, I got to know about my man's knee. I don't know, bro. I, I don't know now, how Cooper... I have a theory. Okay. Is it that he's not really hurt? Or, you know, maybe he had a... Maybe he bugged it a little, but... No, he. Testing. No, Testing he's hurt. Bike. You yeah. don't want to go with that theory. Yeah, <laughs> you, you don't want to go with that theory. No, he's hurt. He's legitimately hurt. Um, from everybody I talked to, he's yeah, he was hurt. So uh, I'm sure he's waiting for that bike. Apparently, he's not coming to the after the nationals, so he's gonna have to stick that thing out. So. Oh really? So that, that, he's not gonna be on that at Unadilla, huh? No. Nope. Uh, bummer. So. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't know. Hopefully he gets back soon, Raniel, because with Stewart and Webb, I, I fear for your sanity. Hey, but at least I get to listen to my man, Top Jimmy's voice, who I'm actually staring at a poster in the garage. All so right. Hear from him. Hopefully you don't have your pa- or you hopefully you have some pants on. <laughs> I don't, but oh, okay, that's all good. I'm, uh, I'm all good. All right, all right, so. See you, buddy. That's why it's raining yellow. Yeah. All right, see. <laughs> it might be raining yellow Golden. soon. Um, the Washugo. So let's talk 450s. Um, Marvin Muscan, four straight moto wins now for Marv, and he was great. He was fantastic at Washougal. Don't give me this stuff about Tomac, you know, protecting a points lead. No. Don't do that. Don't go there. Uh, Marv's won four in a row, and he's better, JT, now than when he had the red plate. Yeah, it was funny because, you know, the the last caller there, uh, Zach, was asking about Washougal and how you have to ride it, and, um, you know, it kind of plays into – how that first moto went with Marv and Eli, because as Eli caught up to him, they ran into each other, which it was neither of theirs fault. Uh, Marv kind of slid and then it shot him back left. And that's where Eli was sitting and they just made contact. It was pure racing. No one meant to do anything, whatever. But in that instance, it can go, it can go two different directions. Marv could have cracked and freaked out because Eli caught him and his whole, his moto could have gone sideways or he can regroup get refocused and start hitting his lines the way Marvin knows how to. And that, that's exactly what he did. He dropped his lap time significantly and ran away from Eli. Two I mean, seconds a lap. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He was, he dropped into the two twelves and was gone. And I was, I was watching the moto with Andrew short and he had a Honda headset on. And he was the first one that told me about the lap time because they're radioing. Sealy was doing anywhere from two fifteen to two seventeen, depending on the lap. Mm-hmm. And Marv was just dropping two twelves, two twelves and, and Cole's in third. You know, yeah. so that just goes to show, you know, people are like, oh, I don't know if Eli was really pushing. No, Marv dropped the hammer. Yep. And yeah, you have to 
understand that Eli is not going to, he's not going to do anything stupid, but at the same time, he's going to put everything he can into it within his limit, just like Marv was yeah. to try to win. So there is, you know, I can understand someone saying, well, he doesn't want to throw a championship away. Sure. He doesn't, but Marv doesn't want to crash his brains out either. So they're both riding on the limit of what they have. It, so it's kind of, you know, if you've never been out there, I understand it, but it's kind yeah. of a moot point to say, well, he's holding back. He's not holding back. He's just riding as fast as he can without doing anything done. I, yeah. I feel like with Eli, though, it's not like he never, uh, he's a, a loose rider, right? Whenever he starts and he's feeling the flow and he's into it, he can just go for it. And it's he's amazing to watch. But when, if he tries to push for more when it's not there, he actually rides worse, in my opinion. He just looks terrible. Like, mm-hmm. he's either super hot or... It's it's not there. Uh, I wrote this last week. The Cowie guys were giving me a bit of shit about it uh, last week. But okay, so I put Eli in the class of a highly elite rider like Carmichael, like Dungy, like Villapoto, like like. Uh, well, it's early. No, I know. But it's early. I he think, hasn't won any titles yet. I think he's on that way. Okay, I think he's going to be the big, guy. Big bike titles. Big bike titles. Yeah, I think he's going to be the guy. And because I don't know about Roxon, Roxon is such a question mark. Roxon could be the guy if he comes back, but man, I got question mark about that. So, but both of those guys, though, they have been in Dungey's shadow. Roxon's got one big bike title, two, two, sorry, yeah, two, two outdoor, outdoor titles. So, yeah. so that's a pretty strong start. Eli has none. Yeah. So the next few years are going to be critical for these guys to make their legacy because they've been in the shadow. They were in yeah. Villapoto's shadow, then they were in Dungey's shadow. But what I, got a minute. Here. What I wrote was, I don't know if I've seen an elite rider like. Tomac and these other guys make as many mistakes as Eli. He makes more mistakes of an elite uh, guy. I don't know. Stu was a okay, mistake yeah. machine. I'm put Stu aside. I didn't mention Stu. Yeah. He's over here because he's Stu. <laughs> yes. Um, everybody else. Dunge, Villapoto, McGrath, Carmichael. Carmichael was – he had he a unique ability some. to yeah. get away with it, though. Yeah. For, yeah. Some, for some you know, yeah. reason that escapes me, yeah. he could do it. Almost crash, have you on the edge of your seat, and still never yeah. crash all season and yeah. win every race. And save it. it. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so Eli makes makes more mistakes than I think a guy like him will, will take. Now, I think he's going to win this outdoor title, and I think he will win Supercross next year going in, unless I see something from Roxon. Yeah. Where I'm like, holy shit, but I think it's... Well, yeah, winning you know, nine should have been ten. He was... He should yeah. have won Vegas. We right. all know that. So yeah. let's, let's say should have won ten races. Yeah, of course. Right. I mean, so to me... He still makes mistakes, though. That New Jersey ride this year and a couple of races. Well, we don't know what Roxon is yeah. going to be either. No, no, we don't. I, no. I mean, Roxon is so far ahead of schedule from what I would have thought he yeah. would be in July. Who knows? I, I've kind of pulled back from any expectation on Roxon that I had previously. I think had. with Tomac, the very first time I watched him ride, and I was like, "This cannot even be the same Eli Tomac because he was completely so, so bad compared to what he was before." Because he, there's times when you watch Eli Tomac and you're like, there's no way anybody in the entire world can go as fast as this guy. He right. is amazing. But the first time I saw that was at Salt Lake City. I think it was in 11 when he was battling with Roxon for the title. And you remember that race? 250s. In yeah. 250s. Yeah. He straight up got like 10th place. He went backwards. He, he couldn't go through the whoops. Well, yeah, and, and the team took some heat for that, took some of the blame on that, I should say, for a setup issue yeah. that they but did. But still, I mean. Because uh, Osborne had the same issues. On a Geico Honda. Okay. Um, so the team kind of said, hey, that's a little on us. Yeah, but, I remember that. But, but it was. I, I, I agree. It was one but, of those weird. But he's, weird had, he's had a few of those. Yeah. He's had a few yeah. of those. And it, I don't I think, think. The point you're making. Yeah. And I don't think uh, 
they weren't making excuses to Tomac Camp, but those shoulders might have taken longer than we all thought. Those two shoulder injuries. Two shoulder surgeries. Yeah. You know? I will say he went from, and I, I will say this bar none, I've watched a lot of racing in my life. His ride at Hangtown 2015, the fastest I've ever seen anyone go. Oh, man, it ever, was. Ever it was, in my life. It was I've, insane. I've never yeah. seen anyone go that fast. Well, Timmy. But, <laughs> but, but the oh, difference boy. when he come, came oh, three, back, oh, you know, what? to Jimmy's point, last year, he was good. Don't get me wrong. He won two overalls, you know, but he lost 20 of 24 motos to Roxon. He was a shell yeah. of what he was the yeah. year before. Um, and that was a whole year removed, yep. you know. Um, so what does Marv win Unadilla? Marv's great at Unadilla. I don't mean to go back on the top, the oh. Tomac tom- topic, okay. but that was the best I've ever seen anybody ride a motorcycle in my entire life was that day at Hangtown. Yep. Eli Tomac. I don't, I don't care. There's gotta be some I was standing on the track. Days. I was standing was on the ridiculous. track and I've never seen anything like it. I'm t- I, I fully agree. And it's not even, it's it, not even close. I, I just, I've never watched somebody who is winning that much just watch them the entire time and not watch anybody else. It was, it was beautiful. Uh, Anyways, on to Marvin. Marvin, Unadilla, great there. So was Eli, though. Yes. Yes, Eli in 2013 on the 250 when he won the champ. No, he didn't win the championship that year. The year he beat Roxon for the title. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yes. he beat title yeah. in 2013. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, he was launching stuff. Yeah. He was had no concern well, for you know, any he, ruts. You know he's going to be pissed off. Coming off two yeah. losses in a row, yeah. four he motos was mad in a row. Press yeah. conference. He's gonna. Well, I, maybe if you want to ask him questions, Jimmy, to I get him it. fired up. I love it. It's not. I mean, you ask he, him real questions. They are real questions. That's a real question. I wasn't like, well, why are you being such an asshole? You didn't go after him. No, not That's at all. That's a real question, though. We don't get a lot of that. Listen, I know I'm a guy. I'm the guy who has people mad at him all the time. So. I'm an Eli Tomac fan. I just want to know right. if are we going to have him on our team. Uh, and yeah. we, we'll discuss that more for sure later on the show. MXDN uh, team, that'll probably be the truck hero question of the day. Uh, Adamson Cirillo makes a mistake on the last lap. Dylan oh. doesn't even make a mistake. Fernandez just, just passes him. And he goes from losing an overall to fourth overall. Oh, my God. What a kick in the nuts. Brutal. Only Adam Cincerello, right? That could pull this off. Oh man, that was that was it's like that the was nice rough. guys finish rough. last. That is that song was written about him. And, and look, full props to Joey Savacci for winning a second race in the year row, a third race overall. Seven one for the overall is a bit fortunate, but whatever. The, hey, you know he had to do it. Um, but I thought again, and I and I don't want to blow him again on the show. But Wacko was phenomenal. I thought God, he was he's great. So good. He fell in the second turn. He was twenty fifth. He comes up to fourth. Second moto. He you know he said he puked after moto one. Second moto he gets up and uh, and he goes to the you know gets second right second yeah. no third third RJ he fought RJ the whole time. It was almost like Dude. in that second moto. Zach, you could tell he was spent from the first moto, but once everybody else got tired too towards the end, he was like equal playing field because he knew how to like just suffer yeah. through it. Joey was great, but Osborne again. I, I was, thought a, was I was a little down on Zach's first half of the second Whoa. moto. I was. Whoa. He was tired. Oh, you could see it. Yeah. He was. He and I would use Whoa. a term. I would say flat. Don't bro like, me. He didn't have any intensity. Like he was with those guys, but Zach has been able to put pressure on anyone in front of him and kind of move forward every moto all year and he just looked he was just like flat and like content flat, to yeah. ride flat with is him. a good term and you could see though as the moto went on he started to get He's, the flow back and i think he just more him. stayed the same maybe you know? so yeah he, you know and, and everybody times, else could have been true everybody yeah. else started coming down towards them. but you could see that that first moto took it out of him because he didn't look like the same guy and when he the first lap of the second moto i'm like zach's gonna win this by uh, 10 seconds you had to have right 
Yeah, I probably thought that too. Yeah. yeah. So it's not a knock yeah, against right, him. I right. just he just you could tell the first moto was hard on uh, him. A few questions for Jimmy before we go to uh, Jeremy Albrecht on the phone. Zach, what's up, Zach? Got a question for Jimmy Albertson quickly. Wacko? No. Different uh, Zach. Yeah. I know Jimmy's super close to Ronnie Mack's program. Oof. Like really close. So I wanted to know if we will see a return of the Mac at straight rhythm. I mean, rumor on the street is he's going to be at straight rhythm, but I mean, that's what two months away now. He's there's a good possibility something's going to happen before now and then. A lot then, of beer drinking, I can guarantee yeah, you. Yeah, a lot of yeah PBRs. A lot of felonies can be ha- <laughs> be caused between now and then. So hopefully, I don't see I don't someone's see got someone's got to put on for Oklahoma, right? That's true, but I don't see why the beer drinking would be a problem. He chugged about 37 beers in between races last year, so. He is a machine. No, it's the, the beer I don't drinking. Think Ron, I think it's Ron, the beer drinking and then getting himself into trouble. Ronnie it's didn't the, think, I think, he, he was that he had made an, that he'd gone fast enough in the qualifying, from what I hear. So Yeah, there is bike issues in qualifying on Ronnie's bike, so he yeah. didn't think he made it. And then he got hammered. So, yeah. Uh, thanks, Zach. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mason, quickly for Jimmy Albertson, what's your question? Beer drink. Mason. Yeah. Hi. Um, uh, quick question for Jimmy. So we saw you. We you did two fifties two years ago. You did four fifties last year in Supercross. Yep. Are there any plans for you this year in Supercross? Um, I think I'm definitely not going to do Supercross this year. Um, at okay. all. And you know, I, I'm He's going still, out on top. I'm, yes, exactly. <laughs> With all this transgen- <laughs> transgender talk, I'm trying to get him in the WMX. Yes. Yeah. No, we're working on it. JT's got a lot of uh, JT's got a lot of inside pull. So, <laughs> and, uh, um, so we've also seen you like I've seen you do those like interviews with Racer X post moto. Is that going to be what you're? doing in the future since you said you're not going to be doing supercross or yeah you're just going to chill i'm not kind of yeah, like i'm that? not sure what i'm going to do yet um I, li- I enjoy doing the video stuff and i enjoyed i've been announcing um at the races doing the live announcing for the actual event um i enjoy doing it but i think it's just something in the meantime to uh to really do that i enjoy doing and it's fun for me until i f- really figure out what my next you know what my next road i'm going to take is because it's it's one of those things, you know. Uh, as as a racer, you always you get to do exactly what you've always wanted to do your entire life. Yeah. Now JT can speak. He has to go to office every day. Exactly. And now and now you got to figure out what you're going to be passionate about next, and it's hard. So I want to kind of give myself enough time to make the right decision. Now if you if you handle things tonight, that spot over in the corner. Maybe maybe could be yours. I mean, if I'm getting those percentages that you were talking about earlier, <laughs> sign me up. Uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, Papa Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Uh, the NFAB folks, we love the NFAB folks, and uh, they support the JGR Suzuki team uh, in a, for a number of years now, whether it was Suzuki or Yamaha in the past. Jeep, truck, and SUV parts, uh, companies made in, built, companies, uh, in Houston, USA, Houston, Texas, built in the USA, lifetime warranty on, uh, on craftsmanship, and uh, NFAB, great guys. JT's truck is all NFABed out. Yes, it is. Steps, bumpers, light mounting solutions, whatever you need. Uh, and folks at NFAB support the sport in a number of ways, including the NFAB JGR Suzuki guys. And we have... The manager for the uh, JGR Suzuki team on the line. He uh, hasn't been on the show for a while. Jeremy Albrecht. What's up, J-Bone? How are you? J-Bone. J-Bone's not there. 
trying to get him back if we can. Jeremy Albrecht, uh, maybe uh, we had phone issues on Thursdays. Maybe our phone issues are back. I don't know. Um, but uh, Jeremy Albrecht will join us shortly here uh, to uh, talk about everything that's going on with them. Justin Barsha, I guess he's okay. He's fine. Ugh. Holy crap. I, I think he hit his head pretty good, though. Yeah, but I mean, as far as, yeah, you know. It could be a lot. I mean, yeah. I think there were a lot of scared people, me being one of them. Yeah. Because uh, we didn't really know what was going on with yeah, him. I was, was freaked bad. out. Because it was right. You saw everything, it was, huh? Yeah, it was yeah. right below the mechanics or the, where the announcing tower is. And I'm watching, and he's not moving. And then, like, I mean, he was down for a long time. And I never really saw him move much. So I just text Georgia. I'm like, doesn't look good at all. So no. when I heard the news that he was okay at the hospital, I mean, literally a sigh of relief came over me because I, it was like, when you see that as a racer, you just know exactly yep. you've been in that spot before. And it's like, yep. uh, it sucks. Um, yeah, I guess he hit his head and we'll, we'll figure out exactly what, what's, uh, what's up with, with um, Justin Barsha. Pike had a good day for the team. He rode awesome the first yeah, moto. He's always good at He's Washington. good at Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Kyle Cunningham's uh, had some bike issues for Moto 1, came back strong Moto 2. Jimmy, that's an old rider of yours. Yeah, Kyle's, yeah. Kyle's awesome. And, uh, and we're going to find out what they, what they want to do uh, next year for sure. Like I said, NFAB, JGR, Suzuki check-in. Jeremy Albrecht, what's up, buddy? What's up, guys? Thanks for coming on. Hey, you know, do you realize, do you realize, J-Bone, it's been 21 shows since you've been on? No. Wow, I didn't know you had that many shows. <laughs> I'm sure you kept track. I'm sure you. Were, I'm sure you were I, dying I every every. All of them. Yeah, no, I know. I bet you you're a huge fan. I know you. You couldn't believe it. Uh, um, hey, I but, wish I had time to listen to the show all the time, but I, I, I don't know. I haven't had a lot of time lately. I film in Fresno smooth too. Yeah, don't stop. I hear, with that. I hear the sir, I hear the service is really spotty he, driving up to Fresno for the freestyle he, show. He gets that all the time, and it's caused him <laughs> it caused him problems. It caused him problems. It has. Yeah. No. no. J bone. It it did cause me a, a few problems. Yeah. That's not, in not corporate show. settings or what? Like they know it's acting. Yeah. You know, it's it's an actor, but. Uh, Everybody yeah, likes I a good fat ass Jack and Coke now and again. Yeah, some of the lines I can do that one, but there's a few lines I yeah I, I, I can understand. For I yeah. Um, hey, before we get started about Barsha, I want to ask you about Barsha and Washugal the next year and everything else. Summer Cross again coming up. Surfer Cross. Surfer Summer Cross. Yeah, he just wants to have a topic <laughs> to talk about Timmy. Yeah. Let's, That's talk it. About, let's talk he about him again. Yeah, we uh, know Tim Ferry won it before. Exactly. We know, Steve. Uh, I'm such an idiot. I am such a moron. <laughs> Surfer Cross. J-Bone is, uh, is coming up, and uh, this is an event you started a long time ago. Oakley and Toyota have been involved over the years, and, and uh, it sounds like it's a cool thing, and, and it's happening again. I know. I try to get you to come down there. This is my 19th year. Holy wow. crap. 20th year. Wow. I skipped uh, I skipped one year when I first moved here because I didn't think Coy would let me do it. Uh-huh. And then, uh, like, at the end of the year, he's like, hey, didn't you do an event out there? <laughs> and I said, yeah, but I didn't do it this time because I didn't think you'd let me. He goes, no, I don't care. You can do it. <laughs> do it. So then he, he let me start doing it again. So. Yeah, this is the nineteenth, nineteenth one. Um, so so where is it? A while. I'm where? glad I only do one a year, though. It's it's a little bit of work. Yeah, really, right? Where is it? What's going on? Tell people about it. It's in uh, Southern California. Yeah, we do it at Milestone, mm-hmm. and I do it during the week. So I do it on a Tuesday and a Wednesday because we do it at a state beach. Yep, in San Onofre in the campground area. So it's kind of been in that beach area the whole time. They only allow a few vents down there, so yep. uh, we get a permit really early and. 
I have, uh, yeah, pretty much like the Oakley guys have helped me the whole time with their event staff and Uh all that. The guys that do all their surf events already, so I don't have to do that part. So yeah, they're 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 a big part. Um, Who's the best? It's it's fun. uh, Who's the best dirt bike rider on the surfer? Sunny Garcia still or? Sonny's always on the podium. He's always top three. Um, This guy Chava is really good. Greenlee, he lives in Hawaii. Um, Mark Gabriel's good. Josh Slay's really good. There's a bunch of them. They're they're all starting to get better. Yep. They know this comes once a year, so they all practice. Uh Uh-huh. And then uh, who's the best surfer in moto guys that you've seen? uh, Like (laughs) Sleater's good. Castillo's good. My brother's pretty good. What about Tedder? Tedder's uh, got to be a great surfer. Tedder's good. Yep. Tedder's what about good. my guy, Sean Borkenhagen? Borkenhagen's good. But there's a whole bunch that aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. But that's what's Ping. fun about it. Like, like, usually the best rider is the worst surfer, and the best surfer is the worst rider. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. really how it works. Right. Because it's, it's, <clears throat> the guy that's really good, all he does is do his, yeah. his sport. So right. he doesn't have time to do the other. I just watch Shark that Week. Are mediocre that are really good at both. I just shark watch Shark Week and I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Not this season. Yeah, Shark Week is scary. They have they've been <laughs> all kinds of sharks have been there. Like I've actually had to think about what we're going to do if we get kicked out of the water because of it. Oh wow! I think they, dirt, they, dirt they, sharks. We're, going. Dirt, we're dirt sharks going. Mathis is out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind the ones in the ocean, but dirt, the dirt sharks <laughs> the, are the ones that I can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't stand that. I did invite him. I wonder if he's coming. Um, for sure, he he's coming. up. For sure. Yeah, that sounds like an event that that they would like. Um, well, yeah, that's offer, man. That's that was awesome. just a slide at that was a slide at J Bone's event right there. What? I feel like that sounds like an event they would like. Yeah, would. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been yeah. trying to get Mathis to go. It's an event you would like too, by the way. Uh, because I don't I ride don't and can't surf. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. You come check it out and then give me tell me what you think. I you know. don't race and I, you go to all those. I come I would, on your show all the time. I know. I Let's do feel this. bad. It seems fun. I just Jay Bone, if I lived in SoCal, I would be there. Who wants to travel on a weekend when you travel it's all the, the time, week. right? Tuesday and Wednesday. During the week. Yeah, but what same thing. That's it's, why I do it during the week, so right. you can't use that excuse. Mm. You gotta work anyway, but I guess you don't really have to work, so it's different. You imagine you <laughs> all get all of us that work, it's actually getting out of work. You get a beach towel, you get all looped up all the time. You can ride obs on the beach. Yeah. Will, will Hanny apply my suntan lotion? That's what I need to know. He might. He actually does he talk to you now? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. He Okay. So I said how might. I said how's the race gonna, that. how's this one thirty five dream race gonna go for you? He's like He's like, oh, I don't know. And then uh, Williamson's like, how's the cardio? And he goes, cardio's not good. <laughs> We're like, all right, Hanny. At Sounds least like- he's honest these days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, 702-586-7857. You got a question for the great Jeremy Albrecht of uh, JGR Suzuki team. This is the NFAB JGR Suzuki check-in. Uh, J-Bone, so we talked a bit when we didn't have you on the phone, but Barsha's okay or, or he's going to be okay. Yeah, he uh, went to see his doctor today. Looks like he's going to be off the bike for just probably a week, so not okay. not not bad. Yep. Mainly just the concussion. He has headache and yep. stuff like that. But as far as anything major, no, yeah, he's good. A uh, scary crash. Uh, Jimmy was scary though. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. said he saw everything. Saw him laying there, and, and... yeah, I was. I, I, that was one of the few times that I've seen a rider laying on the ground. I, I text Georgia, and I was like. It's not good, like, because I was really worried. And then when I heard the news that 
everything was okay at the hospital, I was like, sigh of relief went over me. So I'm glad he's all right. Yeah, there was a lot of people. Yeah, there was a lot of people like, I guess a helicopter flew in right after. So everyone thought he got helicoptered out to like, well, like two people that you wouldn't think care as much. Yeah. Uh, in our sport, like, like other managers come over, like a lot of people were like really nervous for him. So the asterisk guy, I mean, everyone, oh, the, the Alpine Star guys, never did want really, that to happen. The Alpine Star guys did a really good job of not letting him move like at all. So, but in yeah. in my in my mind, I'm thinking he can't move like because they were just making sure that everything was good, you know, and they didn't. Yeah, that's screw what anything that's up. what's hard. Like you you want you want that to happen when you're hurt. But yeah. when you're not hurt, you're like, man, if he, they would have just let him up, he would have known he was okay. Right. Yeah. But, um, but it, it's tricky because if you really were hurt, you'd be like, why'd you let me, why'd you let him move? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so they, like, they did get him down. When he said his neck hurt, they held him down. He had no choice. Right. I actually thought they would take him in the medic rig and actually check him out and then decide if we're going to the doctor. But they're like, no, he needs to go anyway. Just go now, get x-rays and make sure because... Well, and then the ambulance. You don't want to move till you know. The ambulance left with his lights on and going roop, roop, roop through the pits, and I'm like, oh boy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's just ambulance. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's definitely. But you know, it, it's 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 one of those things. Like when he crashed that hard and he was out, and then you know he he wouldn't have went. Like he kind of was rolling his eyes that yeah, he yeah. thought he was fine. Yeah, but, but and it, and it worked out that he is, which is good. Yep. But if he wasn't, like, that's why you have to go. You really don't yeah. have a choice. And I didn't know what to do, but I'm like, I mean, I don't want to be the one to say, no, I'll take that thing off him. He's, he's staying here. Um, he could be, you know, could have been bad. So uh, we're all good. On a positive happy. side, Pike rode well. You got to be happy with Wesson's day. I talked to him after the race. He's very frustrated not being able to pass Fast Freddy. He felt like he was going faster, <laughs> but he couldn't, you know, he couldn't get out. Yeah. Once he got out of the line, Freddy would pull him. But other, th- I mean, I still yeah. think he had a good day. Yeah, he did. I, I mean, I thought Fast Freddy had a great day, too. Right. That was the best I've ever seen him ride. But, um, yeah, Weston, I was super happy with his first moto ride, second moto. Yeah, there was a few times that I felt like he should have kept charging. But yeah. he had, a, he had a, I think, a break fading a little bit that was okay. messing him up, too. Like, like it wasn't that it wasn't working, but it wasn't working right. So it was kind of like yeah. messing him up a little bit. And... uh yeah, the track was. A yeah, it's hard to pass tough, on. But I, yeah. I thought he rode really good. I was, I was, I was happy with it. Um, I mean, he I rose think to the, start, the occasion that top five. Yeah, he rose to the occasion that first moto when Baggett yeah, got on him because he was way back and yeah. he yeah. he dropped it, started going way quicker, and they he, they caught that next group quick. He was yeah, they both yeah, bl- ripping. Yeah, Baggett started pushing him for sure because because yeah, like when he was racing and Baggett was on him, it looked like Baggett was going to pass him early in the moto and he held him off the whole time. Yeah. I really like, thought that he was yeah, going to get, uh, I think it was, was it Martin or Dean on the last lap? Dean. Yeah. I thought Dean he was going to get him. the last lap. Yeah. Through the whoops. Yeah. yeah. Um, Some lapper got in the way. He, he was, right that. he was bulldogging the whoops. You know what? Maybe every lap. Weston might be maturing because he said, uh, I tried to, I tried to hit Freddie, but I didn't, I, I only went halfway. Like I didn't hit Freddie very hard. <laughs> I'm like, wow, he's like growing up, like he's maturing. Yeah. It sounded like if he wanted to, he yeah. could have blasted Freddie <laughs> off of the track. You know what I mean? So, um, well, Weston Pike maturing, everybody. Um, so, yep. J Bone, let's talk 2018 a little bit. Like, what's going? What can you tell us? Uh, we think Pike will be back. What about Phil? What about Phil? Yeah, I, I feel like I owe Phil an, another shot. He didn't really get his shot, so I'm not. 
you know, I'm the kind of guy that I feel like I, I'm going to fight for him to get another shot. So um, uh, see what he's got. So he, yeah, the plan. So he's coming right back. Now I feel like we would do the same thing. Yeah, even though you probably don't agree on the two fifty thing, we have to I go think th- it's still worth trying. We're gonna he have was to go progress a, when he got hurt. We're gonna have to go through a whole off season of Mathis bitching about him riding a two fifty. Look, look, I just I yeah. think he's an elite talent and he should be in the four fifty class like Marty. And I've been proven right with Marty. And I guess no one listens to me. I will over say this, Jeremy. Uh, Phil was riding that 250 really good, and it was starting to come. Like, hold on, we, no, hold on. He was he riding that, the 250. He got, a, he got a fifth. He got a fifth, and How honestly, to get fifth. he got a fifth. At, what happened in the other races? And he guys? looked real. He looked really good out of the test track on that 250. Like, really good. So, all right. Well, yeah. I, I, I really feel like, like sign him up. A long time. Yeah, I thought it wasn't bad either. No, I think I think with uh, if without an injury, building a little bit more, you could have saw him knock on the door for a podium by the end of the season. Yeah, and we got more time to prepare. He did a lot of work with testing, which is the other thing. He tested and helped improve the bike the whole time, and then he got hurt right when it got even better. Yeah, right? and then we tested this whole time while he's been hurt, and so he'll get the favor when it's all better than when he wrote it last time. Uh, we just checked in with Phil about getting back on the team and his reaction. What did God he say? God bless. I don't know. <laughs> no. God bless. <laughs> Is that what he says? Yeah. God bless. Um, so, okay, and Pike, uh, Pike will be back, we think? Yeah, we think. We haven't done anything with riders. I haven't done okay. any contracts yet. What about Chad that's, uh, Reed? What coming, about Chad Reed? coming next. What's happening with Chad Reed? Except the Chad Reed contract. They did that already. What? Okay, we hear yeah, KTM. Yeah, we, we hear yeah, KTM. We hear he's yeah. talking to you guys. What about what's what about Chad Reed? It's hard to say. I've talked to lots of people. There's no. There's nothing set. He's nothing talked to all. me even, and I told him I wasn't racing next year. So, piss off. Okay, because yeah, I was calling. I called Ronnie Mack. He yeah. said no. He said he wouldn't ride anything but a Honda. Do we know if <laughs> Justin will be back with the team, or is that still in the air? We don't know. Still in there. Okay. Everything's everything's really. I mean, for real, everything's in there. I've been waiting to get our bike deal figured out, which is what we're still working on. So when all that's final, the next thing I move on to is riders. Okay. Um, you know, and I'll just start going down the list. So um, I'm, not really, uh, cause, I'm not really there yet. I mean, because we kind of like tickle signing and and, and we think Millsap's I, I mean, I, you know. Yeah, I did hear the milk too. You know, we'll see. Uh, Suzuki thing has been good for you guys. RCH is folding up shop at the end of the year. Um, do you anticipate staying with Suzuki, though? Yeah, we do. Yeah. We, we've liked Suzuki. We like the relationship. They treat us They treat us good. It's been, it's been uh, a really good change for us. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we're really – Really excited, and I mean, we did this change. We didn't do it just to do it for one year, even though yeah, no, I know. Contract was right. Our plan was long term, anyway. That's why we went for it. That's mm-hmm. why we spent all the money and did it the way we did it. Like Coy, Coy's good like that. Mm-hmm. He sees a vision, and he really, in the end, I think we just wanted some respect and help and a plan. Yep. Um, and they, you know, the cool part is that we can make each other better, and that's what's cool. And they see that. Mm-hmm. Where I didn't always always feel like that before. They were good to us, but it wasn't like a. Yep. I don't know. I, I would say that these guys really 
put everything behind it to make sure that we're yeah. better. And, um, they, and they treat us as a partner, really. That's what we wanted. We wanted a partner, not just a sponsorship. Well, you got a partner because the 2018 RMZ 450 launch is this week out at your place. Uh, it's coming here. Pulp MX is yeah. sending dusty pipes out. That's what I heard. Yeah. Well, cool. you got an invite. You're yeah. Getting, you're getting big time. Dude, right? I'm getting legitimate. OEMs are like, yeah, hey, Mathis, got- <laughs> come on out. Come on in. Come on down. Like, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, JT. That's right. JT, so if Chad, what's Chad looking like at JGR, do you think? Uh, how the hell would I know? What do you think if that were to happen? I don't I'd, even know. How do would you like, know? No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, let's say, like, is that a good <laughs> fit? Is that a fit, JT? Supercross only, Chad Reed and the JGR. Are you going to make Chad move there? Because that ain't going to work. No, they gave up on that. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that, that I, is I, like we don't do I'm, that anymore. I'm kidding. I'm that is so 2008. I'm joking. We only do it if we have to. And you know what pisses me off? Actually, come to think of that, <laughs> is now, now that KTM does it and it works, everyone thinks it's the best idea ever. Make everyone move to Alden Bakers in Florida, and no one cares now. They even pay like <laughs> if we would just kept with it. It would have worked. Jaybos has been no. waiting to unleash this theory. <laughs> you know, I like, think that you it's should. Exactly you should, what we wanted early on. You should yeah. get in touch with Budman, and you guys can have the Bud Factory, which doesn't sound very appealing. <laughs> to, maybe Stangdog can come down and it's train be, there. It's going to be in Colorado, but I think I think it's just having basically like a trainer that's the big thing yeah, with them. That's Millsap appealing. said your trainer didn't know nothing, Jaybone. Our trainer was so our trainer was really good at. The gym. Okay, I think on I the will bike say stuff. that he. W- I will say that he was not a motocross trainer, and if we would have stuck with it and changed a few things, mm-hmm. and maybe you know maybe he wasn't the right guy for that. But Alden Baker was not a motocross trainer either. No, Ricky Carmichael got him, got him for bicycles. Yep, he came over here. He trained Ricky. He had success. If we would have had success. It, it would have worked. Right. Who was your, who was your guy? Didn't, we didn't have the success, so we couldn't back it up. I'm picturing you guys had, like, Macho right. Man Randy Savage. Oh, yes. I Coy hope. probably hired him. Old... We had this guy, Tim Gearhart. He was cool. Coy, so Coy went to school. He played football. He knows training. So he hired a guy that he believes in. For him, it's like religion. What he believes in, that's the only <laughs> way you can work out. He has a, he has a specific... Uh, weight training that he thinks is like he he'll argue with you if you had him on the phone you guys should do it sometime he argues over and over that your muscles do not know if you're riding a motorcycle you're swimming you're playing football he says how do they know they're just stupid muscles they don't know nothing <laughs> like he's like he's like <laughs> and then he flexes people. one right in your like, face he got in a big <laughs> argument with steve cox one day because he wrote oh that's a mistake about our training oh boy and and he sat in there and they were going at it it was it was awesome um, I wouldn't like, listen so to Steve stupid. Cox. How, on how does your body know what you're doing? Uh, JT. And there's some truth to it. Chad Reed on a JGR Suzuki. Like, yeah, it would work. Why get not? the Why magic would... back from 09? Uh, I think the biggest thing is anytime Chad is happy and likes his situation of bike, he does well. If he's not, yeah. he doesn't do well. And see, that's, that's the key. That's all these guys. Like, if, if I would say if Justin Barsha was happy and everything was perfect all the time. He could succeed more. Chad Reed could succeed more. Like all these guys, that yep. definitely helps. But the hard part is keeping them there. Yep. You can keep them there for a while, but it's hard to to keep it keep it like that. Here's the thing about Chad, though, with Ken being a big question mark on his arm. 
Chad Reed yep. 100% will be the biggest draw rider at Supercross yeah, yeah. as far as well, for sure. the biggest, media interaction. The biggest autograph line for a fact. Yeah, fan yeah. interaction, media stuff. So you're looking at doing a Supercross-only deal with him from a team owner's standpoint or a management standpoint. Like, okay, he is the guy to go for. Here's what, I, here's what you do. Okay, here it is. So Chad Supercross-only. Pike is signed up. Phil yeah. is good. Uh, you need some lights guys for another team or whatever. But uh, uh, Bogle? Bogle, Pike, outdoors. Bogle, Reed, Pike, indoors. Stamp it. Call it a day. Chad's your draw in Supercross, and in Motocross, you got a couple of good top seven guys. Yep. Done. Stamp. It's been, it's been thrown around. All right, there we go. Stamp I, it. I, I it's done. I heard that before. It's done. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Javon, what can you tell you us? You make it so simple. It is I know, simple. It is. Bro. You don't even need contracts. Well, you, just, you, just get a listen, verbal. Bogle won a moto this year, and he's a great rider, but uh, he's probably looked around at the, the rides left and been like, I will ride for very little yeah. <laughs> to get on that team. And Chad, you have to make Chad sign something that says he does not speak bad about the Suzuki publicly. Get him sign yeah. anything. He, any, anything. You know, no, I love Chad Reed in a lot of different ways, but a happy Chad Reed is good. A mad, no, uh, not happy Chad terrible. Reed is like the worst thing you could do. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like worse than, that part is worse than any writer in the industry because he, he has fans. Like yeah. we said, yeah. the fans like him. Yeah. He's willing to say it, which not all of them are, which is why they like him. Mm hmm. Which is why he is good if things are. Like I'm not saying you gotta lie. Like I'm not I don't yeah. lie. No, that's no, my, you're yeah, that's you, probably my weakness. Right. <laughs> so I'm I don't expect someone to lie, but I don't expect you to blast everybody either. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you you gotta ride that balance. So he's uh, like if a, the bike's not good, I don't say say it's good, but don't go say it's a pile of crap. Yeah, he's like a super elite I don't think any of them are bad to be honest. Yeah. Like a super elite level thoroughbred racehorse. Super temperamental, and you don't know what you're getting every morning. <laughs> right, right, he can yeah. wake up and be the the yeah. best horse on the planet, or he can wake up, piss all over everybody, be kicking and bucking around the arena, <laughs> and you have to put a muzzle and a and a bit in his mouth to get him to shut up. You never know what yep. you're getting. Yeah. And all these guys, they could go win a heat race and look like they're going to win the main event, and then they go out there and nothing happens. Like, or yeah. they could suck and go to the LCQ and win the thing. Like, you never know when they're that good. No, no, absolutely. So it, it, it's it's definitely tricky, and and they you know they want to say it's all the bike, and you make one little tiny change, and that's it. Don't oh, get mad at started. Don't get mad at started. No, because like, JT is on the side of the motorcycle, <laughs> hey, J-Bone. Hey, let me let me just J-Bone. Let JT me, is on the side of bike setup is so everything. Much, let me weigh so in much. on this. Here's the thing: if you're yeah. a rider that always puts it on themselves, and like, dude, if I have a bad night, it's I never yeah. like this bike sucks. I'm just like I think JT was like that. More, I'm, more I'm, than not. I'm terrible. Yeah. I should right. just take a gun to my head right now. I just put it on me. There to to be the perfect rider, you have to have a good balance of saying it's this is the reason why and blaming on something, and yep. putting some of the blame on yourself. Chad Reed is number one for saying if the bike's right, I can win, and that's why he can still yeah. get on the podium yeah. at the age that he's at, because in his mind, yeah. he is still the fastest man on the planet. Yeah, it's yeah. still him. Under yeah. the right circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. But if something is wrong, yeah. Chad had in his mind that it is impossible <laughs> to win. Yeah. <laughs> impossible. Yeah. My whole thing is, whenever I yeah. go do shitty on a bike, and I say I'm back in like 20th place rolling around the track at the end of the moto, I'm thinking like, okay, so say my bike I'm on a, the best bike who's on the track. That's not going to be the difference between me getting 20th and 10th. I might be 17th instead, you know? Yeah. So 
I don't know. That's um, what I don't get. Yeah, I, I agree. I've talked to that about Weimer. With Weimer, we talked about it, like, because I was trying to figure out how to make our team better because he was actually here, and he's super easy to talk to, super knowledgeable, been a lot of places. So I was trying to get information from him on how to be better. So, you know, when, basically when I was talking to him, what I got out of it <laughs> is our team is good. It really comes down to the guy on it, how they gel with the team, if they – I mean, really it's interaction. And some people you can work with better than others, but and some people communicate better than others. Mm-hmm. But in the end, that's, that's what makes them happy. All the bikes are good. Our bike is good. Our team is good. We're not doing good because we're doing stuff wrong. Yeah, I would agree. Um, 100%. It really, it really just comes down to the having the right fit. And, you know, like say it, like a, like a Chad Reed, if he came here and everything did fit and he went and won, then everyone think, oh, it's all great. Mm-hmm. It's Chad. But if, if he came here and didn't do good, then it would go back to we suck again and yep. Chad shouldn't have signed here and he should have went to a different team or whatever. So, like, it, it is very tricky to do. And to get the chemistry right really is what it is. It's more the chemistry than it is anything. And all a lot of these teams are good. A lot of these bikes are good. A lot of good people. But even if you have a good person and it doesn't mix well with the other group or Mm -hmm. guys start fighting and they kind of make a couple teams out of a team, that's when it starts getting weird. So that's the hard part is to keep all that working right together. Yeah. Because you have so many personalities on all these teams. That's your job, Javon. And friends. Everything. That's your job. You're like team mom. They call that your team mom. Management material. Well, you know, like you – I mean, Jimmy did a team and – I mean, all all of you guys have been around teams, and that that is the hardest part is to get everyone to get along, really, and work well, for the same goal. Especially the riders That's, that, you know, there's a lot of egos flying around. I've seen it. Even after I've been done racing, I've seen it. Just riders and yeah, families are, you know, get bitter if one guy's doing better. Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. so much. I'm going yeah. to own, own a team one day. Helping, I'm, yeah, I'm, I think I'm, I'm, you're helping that guy more. No. He gets better stuff than me. Dude, one. You, you went testing with him more You, want, you want him to do better. One One yeah. manager told me. That, yeah. that he got pulled aside by a parent because he was always checking in with one rider before the other one. And the, the manager told me that the reason he was doing that was because it was the, the direction from the track. So it just happened to be wherever the truck was parked. He was the first bike. The first bike he came to for many weeks in a row was the bike on the end or whatever end it was. And he never even yeah. thought, about, thought about it. And he yeah. was pulled aside. What are you doing? Why are you checking in with this? And the guy was like, I'm walking back from the truck, the track, and the first guy I see, I talk to. But that's what we get. That's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, but it is, you know, it's hard because, (laughs) you know, we we don't give them all, uh, you know, super long-term contracts. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, you know, we want them to be part of the team, but they're really only part of the team for a little bit. Yeah. So then when it's not going good, it gets even tougher because, both sides shut down and don't really communicate as good as you should. Mm-hmm. So that that's the hardest part too. Or when you know someone's leaving, like for me, I try to keep it the same as the best you can. It's not exactly the same, but like for me, like if someone was on the team and they got a better ride somewhere, I'm not, I'm not bummed about it. Yeah. I would like him to stay. Yeah, yeah, like but- I mean, even when Millsaps left, I wanted him to stay, but he's like, oh, I want to go ride something else. And it's funny. He went to go ride a Suzuki at the time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was like, hey, if that's better for you, I, I'm fine with it. Yeah. So 
you know, we let him go, no hard feelings, and I still talk to him this day. Like, I got no problems with I, I him. I think it's hard to Even find. Even Josh Grant, he went to Honda, he went to Honda and came back. I was cool with that. It's it's hard to find that uh, perfect balance and, like, you know, the friendship between you and your your guys that, you know, work underneath you. but And then also having that respect as well. Like, if you say something, them knowing, like, they need to get it done. And what, what I kind of started to figure out was, like, okay, like, I can have a good time around these guys, but I need to make sure that I keep it semi-professional. Yeah. Um, or else I don't want them feeling like... You know, oh, it's Jimmy. Yeah, don't worry about it. He'll be cool about it. You know, and most likely I would have been fine and mm-hmm. just you know been like ah whatever I'll yep. take care of it. But just keeping that in check was was always hard for me. Yeah, I, I would imagine that would be hard because you're a pretty social guy, pretty pretty yeah. fun guy. But you know? my guys were great, like Mikey Germain and Austin Kent and our truck driver Gary. We had a good crew. Uh, J Bone, can you confirm yeah. or deny yeah. that you guys are having a second semi for the 250 team next year? We are. I cannot. <laughs> we are. Cannot. <laughs> we are. Cannot. Uh, we're looking, live here, Jay. We are. Just, we are working on. We are working on things. Okay. All right. Not, nothing's final. I heard that the semis. There's up a lot of ideas Fresno, on the, the air. There's a lot contest. of different things that. A lot of balls. Yeah, in the air. Um, are you? Yeah. Can you confirm? I, mean, I, I remember talking to Jimmy about that last year. Oh yeah. Can you confirm or deny Kenny. Kenny Watson will be over there in a in a B two B marketing position? Yeah, I have no clue. There There's so many things. The I mean, <laughs> there are so many things that we have talked about that I don't even know what's what what what's is going on at the moment. We're still, yeah, we're trying to work through all that stuff now. I, I do not any, envy I your situation. This weekend, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, your phone is blowing. Yeah, up, a lot of I'm people sure. have my phone number now. Right, you might want to throw it out on the air. I need a few more phone calls. <laughs> and you're short or no? <laughs> Remember What's he, that? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I when I that was when I was first learning uh, social media, I threw it out there. <laughs> that, that was awesome. that was good. Me, give me a call. For, yeah, give me uh, a call. Hit me up. Uh, hey, the, the best part is I I got a call from uh, somebody at Yamaha. I think it was Keith, and he's like. Hey, don't do your business on social media. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, oh, th- I guess that went everywhere. <laughs> I thought it was just to him. I thought I did it direct. Before we let you go on the NFABS uh, JGR Suzuki check-in with Jeremy Albrecht, before we let you go, J-Bone, are you currently speaking to us downstairs in your house? No, I'm actually still at work. Oh, are you? Okay. All right. I just hey, uh, yeah. My wife and kids are in California today, mm-hmm. so I have no uh, nothing to do, so I was I was here working, actually. All right. Cause I figured I'd stay here till the phone call. Now yep. I might go home. Let me ask you this. So, but downstairs, J-Bone has, like, kind of what the studio is, like a lot of memorabilia and a lot of cool stuff. And J-Bone's done a lot more as a mechanic than I ever did. Uh, never Doesn't have a summer cross win, but has just about <laughs> everything else. I don't have that. You're but right. J-Bone, out of all the things that you have downstairs, mementos, uh, cool things from, from, from Stu, Fro, you name it, what's the coolest thing you got down there? Huh. Like, what's something that's, that's you're just like, huh? I mean, you know, he's got one of those mechanic golden gloves, bro. Like the what? silver. It's actually, it's actually a silver. Yeah, wow, like a Michael yeah. Jackson glove. He's got Pretty one. cool. That's cool. Platinum. I have a bronze boot that's cool. Like your Minios? Um, no, it's no, not from riding, from mechanic. They no, did a mechanic award one time at yeah. the Bell Banquet. Mathis, Mathis lost uh, out on a mini Olympics. Cool. Yeah, yeah lost on the Golden Wrench Award. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, I have a couple. I do have a couple. The funny thing is the AMA, I have those wooden plaques. You have some of those, Mathis? No. Mechanic of the Year plaques? No, I don't have one of those. <laughs> oh, sorry for bringing oh. it up. <laughs> um, Did they give you that for summer cross win or no? No, no, they they, no, that? no. I didn't even get a bonus from uh, Ferry. I'll, I'll take a picture of one here for you in a minute because huh? I have them at my office. And oh. I'll send you what they, I'll show you what they look like. Put that on Twitter. We'll retweet it uh, for, our, for our everybody. Something that I did not win as a mechanic. <laughs> um, yeah, you gotta, uh, yeah. No, I have some cool. I have some cool helmets. I have an Emic helmet. I have a Stewart helmet. I actually have a Stewart bike on display that I want to get back to my house. Yeah, in the basement. Um, it's at that uh, go kart place. Oh yeah, yeah. Pole position. Pole position. I have one there. So I have a Stewart bike and an Emic bike there. Uh, wow. Two, two stroke Dude, and awesome. Oh, you gotta get those. Five is uh, Stewart. You gotta get those back. Have you yeah, seen they're, Stu? They're uh, they're they're. They're real. They're not the exact bike that won, but they're, they're all parts that they're close. Were part of it, yeah. yeah. Like it was the, my spare parts, basically. They were used at one point, but yeah. not that last day. Right, right. The have real one s- went to Stewart, and the other real one went to uh, Emig. Have, have you seen Stu anywhere? Yeah, what's up with Stu? I'm asking I everybody. Have that I haven't talked. heard a peep. I'm okay. asking everyone in the industry when I talk to them. Have they seen <laughs> Stu? <laughs> to be to be perfectly honest, I have not talked to him since he left here. Wow, I, right. I stopped. Stop communication. It didn't. It didn't. Uh, it didn't go. It didn't end how I. I <laughs> envisioned. No. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring up a sore subject. I'm literally just curious. Someone in the industry has to have seen him. I don't think so. Malcolm. Maybe no. Malcolm. Someone. I, yeah, Malcolm's him. cool. Cold he's, call. He's good dude. Would you hire? Maybe you guys should give him a call. See if he answers. He's in Loretta's. Uh, would you hire Malcolm for outdoors? I feel like I wouldn't. I, I'm sorry, I wouldn't. He's fine if he puts the effort in. He was good that year on. No, Geico I know, Honda but bike. dude, it's been so many years. Like, yeah, but st- he's young. He's yeah. The hard part is, yeah, the hard part is what we saw this year was a lot of speed. Obviously, yep. needs more fitness. Yep. The speed was there, mm-hmm. which the speed usually is hard to. Hard to get. That's the hardest thing to get, really. JT, I, I tell you what, get him to move to North Carolina. Get him with that gearhead guy you got, that trainer guy. Macho yeah, man. he's not here anymore. We got rid of him. Whoop when his ass into shape. Him, I got rid of him. Get him, get him before not, not. the Redskins get into training camp too far here. Get him <laughs> yeah. back over to Charlotte. <laughs> you know what? I might. Yeah. The muscles well, the don't know the difference. He came in the office. Yeah. He came in the office one time to Coy, and he's like, Coy, what's my position? He's like, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm doing all this football training. I want to know what position I'm going to be. Like, I'm never riding my motorcycle, man. Look at me. And he takes his shirt off, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. dude. Uh, typical um, Hanny. Yeah, typical Hanny. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's epic. Thanks for coming on, J-Bone. I really appreciate it. Thank you for staying. It's late We're out back east. And so um, appreciate it. Good luck. Have fun at Surfer Cross. And uh, thanks, man. Thanks for your yeah, time. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you guys. Good talking to you. All right, thanks. Yeah, send, us, send us that photo of the Mechanic of the Year. I'm going to send it right now. All right, thank you. you Jumper Sharks and, and Michael Phelps. Jeremy Albrecht, everybody. JGR Suzuki, uh, team manager, brought to you by NFAB. JGR Suzuki check-in. Uh, let's take our first commercial break of the night, shall we? And uh, come back. We have uh, much more coming on. We have uh, Joey Lancaster and Grant Langston coming on. Grant is doing okay, I think. Are we checked in with Grant? Beer? I had two things on my mind, winning races and smashing pussy. All right, we'll get right to JGL right after this. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. <laughs> I'm Weston Pike. I ride for JGRMX Suzuki, and you're listening to The Pulp Show, and Steve Mathis is an idiot. 
All of us have one thing in common when it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. Due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices, from motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life, Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com, they make much more than just moto gear, mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. FlyRacing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Attention KTM riders. Need a little orange bling for your KTM? Maybe some cool new KTM power wear? Or just a few parts to freshen up your ride? Whatever you're looking for, KTM Parts Express is your place to shop. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. With over 40 years' experience in the motorcycle industry, customer service is our specialty. Our warehouse is packed full of the latest KTM Powerwear clothing, Powerwear accessories, and genuine KTM replacement parts. Huge inventory, great prices, fast, accurate shipping. Use the code PULPMX to save 15% off your order. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go PulpMX17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, 
great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulpamex 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. 
Want a chain and sprocket kit, but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a Defender Roost Guard or Guardian Body Armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JDR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels. 
hubs, wheel building services. They've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica Patterson. Be sure to check out all the gear alloy wheels at gearalloy.com or atdwheels.com get your trucking gear starting now you can use the code pulpmx17 to save on gear alloy at socalsupertrucks.com gear alloy wheels for your jeep trucker suv get your trucking gear Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented ProLaunch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique tack hour meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. Microphone. Microphone is the word of the day. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV by taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit. PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit, PivotWorks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, PivotWorks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, PivotWorks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. 
E.K. Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D chain by E.K. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors, chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength, 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-Rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support. BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Top Jimmy Albertson in the studio and Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. Enjoying the Pulp Next Show tonight. Thank you, Jeremy Albrecht, for coming on. Travis Marks in the corner over there. Uh, J-Bone, we just tweeted out the Mechanic of the Year plaques that J-Bone won. And uh, I would like to thank um, the, uh, the guy in the corner for the snarky comment on there. Thank you very much for that. I'm not really sure what you're referring to. I, J- wouldn't, I would never do that. The J-Bone uh, Mechanic of the Year post. I posted a factual statement. Ooh. I'll, Ooh. Tell you, I'll tell you what's factual. Just the facts, man. <laughs> that didn't work. Because it's in the end. That's what you get. <sighs> hey, fuck off. You understand that Steve's whole livelihood revolves around him saying non-facts, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how, uh, Bassett's, Bassett's eat a lot. He has to lie sometimes. That's my entire basis of my show. If you yes. want something to get out, you tell Mathis. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, Jimmy Albertson brought to you by Roostamx, the Roostamx Roost folks. Uh, Cycle Trader, big, fun, big sponsor of the Cycle Trader Rock River team. Lorenzo Lacruccio. Bradley Taft had a good race for the team. He did. Uh, Lacruccio's been good, right? Like, yeah, he's had some ups and downs. Yeah. But he's uh, riding, he's riding Daytona. Well. Was yeah, way up. absolutely. Yeah, mic, think, put, I don't think you, of up, put, I don't your think put my mic up. Yeah. I don't think you qualify the next race. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, 
But uh, it's been good, and we thank the Roost MX folks. Whether it's wraps, uh, uh, helmet wraps, uh, uh, wraps on your uh, trailers, uh, pit shirts, stickers, custom stickers, uh, Roost MX has got you covered. RoostMX.net. There's a whole pulp section on their website as well that uh, will have you covered, and we thank those guys at all. Pulp MX, uh, Pulp Nation saves you uh, some money at RoostMX.net. Uh, so thanks to those guys. They bring you Jimmy Albertson tonight. So. Yeah. Chris and Christina? No, no, uh, comments, no. No. Christina does a great job. Uh, gear Alloy, by the way, SoCal Super Trucks. If you want some Gear Alloy wheels, and Gear Alloy is a big part of our show, uh, if you want some Gear Alloy wheels for your uh, Jeep or truck, uh, go to PulpMX17 is the code. SoCalSuperTrucks.com is where you go. PulpMX17 is the code, and uh, they offer a complete range of custom wheels, tires, suspension, accessories for your truck, Jeep, your SUV, and Gear Alloy. Uh, you can get a discount on the wheels, whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Nissan, Jeep. There's a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different styles to choose from. Uh, GearAlloy.com. Uh, they're proud sponsors of the Rocky Mountain ATV MC team with uh, Baggett and Bloss. As well as the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC team with Ricky Russell and Josh Toth and uh, Cole Richardson. Uh, they just won a GNCC not that long ago, those guys. Uh, so that's awesome for them. Uh, and uh, Gear Alloy has been a proud sponsor of the sport for a number of years. And you can see the wheels on display at the uh, in, at the uh, KTM, Rocky Mountain KTM team truck. So, um, uh, so this is a Gear Alloy cold call. Uh, I don't know this guy that well, but his name is Moser. He's been on our show a little bit. I'm unfamiliar. He, he yeah, was, I have no... He was a mechanic this weekend for Alex Ray at Washougal. And I don't know, JT, what's his blood alcohol limit as he's... Limit or level? Level as he's... Limit, there is no limit. As he's no. holding the pit board. I'd say fairly high, and he could have even not even drank on Saturday, and it would still be fairly high. Yeah. So this is the Gear Alley cold call with the great Corey Moser. Checking in, seeing how his mechanic job went. Hello? Is this Corey Moser? Are you sure you got the right number? We do. We actually well, have the right number. you haven't said if it's Corey Moser, so we don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, I'm not familiar with him. You are on the Gear Alley cold call, bro. We had to check in tonight. with yeah. top, top Jimmy's in studio with JT, as you know, uh, because you provided some questions. Um, you were a mechanic for Alex Ray this weekend, and I went and checked on you a couple of times, um, and you said it was a lot of work. Um, it occupied a lot of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm not sure how much work it was per se. I mean, I didn't do a lot basically because Alex didn't have any tools or any of the normal stuff you would need to prep a race bike, <laughs> like a spare air filter, oh, chain no. lube. Were you in a semi though? Yeah, so I borrowed a lot of things. I met all the guys on the team really quick because otherwise I would have been just standing around rubbing Alex's arms down for arm pump or something. All right. Well, like a spare air filter and stuff. Isn't that like team stuff? Um, well, he wasn't even supposed to be under the semi. So cycle oh, okay. uh, trader at the last minute was like, Hey man, like, you know, you're totally kosher to pit under here, which was super cool. Yeah, I mean, they let sense. us use the pressure washer and stuff. And, uh, but like he brought his own stuff. So it started with him trying to find his gas can in the morning. Like you can't even make this up. I'm not sure where my gas is. I mean, the first thing I ask is, what can I do to the bike? He said, uh, check the gas. I said, okay, it looks like you need some gas. And he said, I don't know where my gas can is. I can't find it. <laughs> this is a true story. I mean, you can't yeah, make This rider qualified so, 23rd, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I mean, basically the hashtag of the weekend is, he must have said, we'll just run it. Just, we'll just run it. Like, just run no fuel. <laughs> not a big deal. <laughs> 
that, um, these yeah, are the so, small things that are holding you back. Now, he, and he adjusted his chain. Alex adjusted his chain, and the axle nut was almost falling off after one practice. Mm. That's not good. Yep, so another mechanic noticed that, that the, uh, the axle bolt was loose, and Alex admitted that was his bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that happened, then I started going through his toolbox, which was a complete mess. Um, I'm kind of OCD, so like my toolbox, I don't like anything being out of place. And, you know, I haven't oh, really rented shit. a bike since I stopped racing, which has been a good 10 years. So I'm, I'm definitely a little rusty, but at least I had the proper tools to work on the bike I owned at, you know, yeah. a particular time. Yes, so, yes. Um, at that point, I figured I just should start checking bolts at random, you know, yeah. because I felt yeah. like I should be doing something. Yeah, and I didn't want, I don't want the kid to get hurt either, right? So um, Steve, when I was washing the bike, noticed that he was missing a bolt out of the triple clamps. Yeah. The, the, pinch, we, the pinch bolt for the, uh, for yep. the steering stem? Yeah, that's to make it lighter. Everybody it was gone. That. It was gone. Well, we thought maybe it was weight, flex. Weight, um, no, weight shavings. No, pe- no Shavings or savings? Eat. Savings from the shavings of the weight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what else was he missing. Um, glove. Missing a glove. Yeah, yeah, he ripped a glove off in a crash. Can someone, well, no, he didn't rip it off because he had it back on when he came back in. So he said it completely fell off, though. So, I again, how do you crash so hard? You your glove completely blows off your hand. Ask Grant Langston. Um, and to him. and what? So what? You head to the mechanics area. Nice clear glasses, by the way. Nice fanny pack. Ray hook, yeah, Ray hooked those up. I think the the company name was like something Viper. You had and those uh, things were those were sick. You had Jeff Stanton era Axo gloves. Yep, yep. I got those at a garage sale. Um, those were sweet. <laughs> they were I brand guess. new, like still those. in the package. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, so what did like Nate say when Nate saw you in the mechanics area? Oh, there was like no more, there are no less than like four guys that I know, obviously just from hanging out over the years, um, and being a shorty fan. They like, they definitely did a double take. They, you know, they'd like glance over and I'd like give them the nod and then they glance back and like with a confused (laughs) look, they go, what the F are you doing down here? Like, how did you get down here? Like I'm mechanicing today. And they're like, What? Like, that's not even possible. There's no way they're letting you out here. And so, um, I mean, just for that fact alone, it was well worth the day's worth of work. So, uh, Moser goes to get his pass, and you have to be an AMA member to get a mechanics pass. I don't know if either one of you knew that. but No, uh, you do. Oh, and so, I know Kathy that. Tomac is working for the AMA on the weekends just for some extra cash and to help out. She's probably bored. No, she, but, I doubt she needs the money, I believe. I asked her, I said, you're, uh, you're, you're Tomac's mom, right? She goes, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm like, all right, well, that's cool. Um, and so Moser says, I have a lifetime membership. Makes I'm Kathy check. He knows he doesn't have a lifetime membership, hoping that the, the, the last straw. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a, I thought it was pretty quick on my feet with that one, but she yeah, she instantly just pulled out her cell phone. And apparently there was good enough service at the track still. Damn it. And she looked it up, and I hadn't been a member since 2002, I think. So you're now an AMA member. All right. I'm a, I'm a proud AMA membership card uh, owner currently. Mm-hmm. The next year at least. Cost yeah. me 50 bucks. Uh, Gear Alloy, cold call with uh, with Moser here. Gearalloy.com. Uh, Get your trucking gear. Uh, thanks to those guys as well. Uh, Jeep truck and SUV wheels. Um, what kind of inspirational messages did you give uh, A-Ray out there? Um, so I'm not sure if you've told this story yet, but so if uh, he had a, you know, David's been training this summer, and I, if you guys haven't seen Ari with his shirt off recently, yeah, uh, he, he's lost a lot of weight. He actually looks pretty good. Looks I don't want to give him too much credit. Ari's working hard. Yeah, I don't know what this Davy program is, but uh, it's working. So you know, kudos to Davy for 
I, I mean, I don't even know why Davey took him under his wing. I, mean, I don't know either. Sense. Yeah. I, th- I feel yeah. uncomfortable saying, I don't know if you've seen him with his shirt off lately, but he looks pretty good. He spent, I'm okay Alex with that. Is pretty, Alex is pretty happy with his abs. He pretty much spent the whole day with his shirt off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then most hey, of the good. photos he's posted how was, recently on Instagram. How was, oh, dude, can, can, is there a rider that could post more photos of himself than, than Alex Ray? Like, we get it, bro. We get it. You raced Washugo on a dirt bike. All right, got it. You know, um, how was his Tinder game at Washugo? Did was there oh any- he had it. I was I don't have Tinder, right? I'm a happily yes. married man, but right. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to find out what this Tinder thing's all about. He'd already deleted it off his phone for some reason. Uh, maybe uh, that's part of the baby program. A, I don't he's know. He's got a side. He's got a chick that he's yeah probably he serious with. Told me he didn't have a chick. All right, so back to this Davy story though. So yep. it was part of racing Washugo was part of Davy's plan. I don't again this. this <laughs> Top secret plan, nobody knows what the details are. But if he didn't get top 20 overall, he has to wear a dress to dinner with Davey. And so one of my favorite, you know, inspirational, um, you know, things on the pit board was, yeah, was, you know, writing anytime he was outside of the top 20, which was most of the day, I'd write dress underneath it. You know, I put some boobs on there because he's got, he's got boobs on the back of his helmet. He's a sick guy, apparently. Um, I might have done a couple other things that were slightly inappropriate, but uh-huh. uh, it, it got a good chuckle from the other mechanics standing around me. Right, right. And he got 23rd in Moto 1, right? And uh, 21st Moto 1, or maybe 22nd. 21st or 22nd. I think he went 22, 28, I think. Ouch. The 20, second 22, Moto, 28. Second Moto, I. Um, I lost him, or I thought I lost him, but he just crashed, and he was way back. He crashed He and crashed then, three times, he said. Yeah, yeah, twice in the same corner, apparently. <laughs> Neat. Uh, I gotta, so one thing I learned about being a mechanic is it kind of sucks for viewing. I mean, Washougal's tough. Washougal oh, is the worst. Yeah. You can't see anything. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Did you, did you have those? The TVs were nice, though. At least you can watch something. Did you, uh, did you have, were you stressed between motos, or was it okay? Just a, a filter and, and gas and... No, we didn't do. We didn't change a filter all day. Oh, Ooh, it was dusty yeah. too. Um. Okay, I got a. I got a, a. tweet from somebody that said you asked another mechanic at Cycle Trader how to turn the gas off. Oh yeah, that was that was pretty funny. So that was actually at the end of the day. And so I always grew up laying the bike over so you can wash, you know, yeah. the fenders and yeah. the bottom of the skid plate. And I'm looking at this thing and looking at this thing. And I'm like, finally, I just swallowed my pride. And Kyle was the other mechanic over there that helped me out a tunnel. Day, super nice guy. I'd never met him before. Um, is that the uh, and, uh, smaller, skinny dude? Is that Kyle Defoe? Uh, I think so. Yeah, he's yeah, uh, he's a good Harrison's mechanic. Yeah, yeah, nice he's guy. An awesome. Dude. Well, and then I forgot this part. So um, Kyle had rebuilt this thing. Almost all fell apart last week because A Ray blows a tranny on a bike that has less than 20 hours. Blows a tranny. So, yeah, blew the bottom. All right. <laughs> I, it, it, so, never get blown on training. Lipstick on your dipstick? That's why he got rid of his tender. Yeah. yeah he's, yeah. he's, he's on um, grinder now. Boy, one tranny, that takes you right off tender. <laughs> so, so Kyle helps him rebuild this thing like the night before uh, Vital brings his bike up to the race. And we started to go out for practice. And Kyle goes, have you even ran that thing at all? And A-Ray goes, nope. Uh, just first time I started is right now since putting a brand new tranny in. Oh boy, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I go to. I'm trying to figure out how to turn the bike gas off so I don't spill gas. There's no everywhere. carburetors anymore, bro. <laughs> yeah, he goes. It's fuel injected, and I go. So what? Does that mean it's not a? There's not a way to turn the gas off. He's like, it's not going to leak out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, 
to say I didn't really know what I was doing out there would be an understatement. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I did. Uh, I did wear a fanny pack though, and I did wear uh, just normal tennis shoes. I didn't. I didn't put on boots. Uh, and so I made. I made fun good. of everyone with boots on down at the starting line. Yeah, that's good. That good. To, good to hear that. Yeah. Um, and you were you videoed Henry Miller with a fan, so I don't really know what you were doing. Why you weren't helping your rider out, but. Uh-huh. A Ray J said, "Just run it." Uh, do you want me to pack the gate? No, we'll just run it. Goes back to blowing a <laughs> train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did use the. I did. I felt pretty cool though. I saw someone else. Uh, I think it was Bowers mechanic using the pit board as like a fan. Yeah. Like, like a. Uh-huh. So I did that move on him a little bit. So I, I gave him a little a bit of a blowjob. Uh, not a full not a full blowjob like Henry Miller. J- uh. JT wanted to know more than anything. He was impressed uh, that you were able to make it because of the blood alcohol limit on Friday night was high level. Yeah, Friday night was yeah, we were up pretty late Friday night. I mean the Portland has that brew fest. Uh huh. Like three hundred micro brews or something down on the waterfront. You tried so, them all. Uh yeah. Uh, we were, were there for a while. You were hammered. Your whole group was I thought you guys were gonna get kicked out of Ten Barrel when we were at lunch and that was at I don't know, one o'clock? One thirty was he yeah. was he embarrassing with Bradshaw or no? No, just shorty. Just shorty, okay. Just shorty. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, well, now I can add that to my resume. Shorty's third ever beer in his lifetime spent with me. Yep. So oh. I, was pretty, I was pretty happy with that. You made it on the podium. Well, the crier, the crier like, backs into Bradshaw, like, all drunken. Uh-huh. Doesn't even realize it's Bradshaw. And Bradshaw <laughs> he's eating, and he's like, oh, sorry. It's, you know, Bradshaw's like, oh, sorry. Like, he didn't even do anything. He's like, oh, sorry. Yeah. And the crier's like, oh, man, yeah, sorry, bro. Didn't even know it's Bradshaw. It's like, hey. God, crier. Stumbles out of the <laughs> way. embarrassing cry. East Coast well, asshole. <laughs> ten, minutes, ten minutes before you text me that you guys were right down there. Yep. Prior goes to me, hey, man, I think I just saw JT with, like, four fly bags. And I'm like, no way, dude. There's no way you just saw JT. Well, that, was, that was Jeff Northrup, but okay. he was All coming right. so to I meet knew, us. It wasn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But still, the irony was sick. Um, did you enjoy it or what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely fun. I'm glad I did it. Um, simply because, I mean, when am I ever going to get the opportunity to do something like that again? Yeah. Um, yep. And then I almost being a pulp fan, right? Like, how many phone calls, emails, voice messages do you get saying, like, how do I get to be a mechanic? How do I? Yeah. And so, could you imagine if it is like somehow area is like, well, I want, I, you know, I wanted Moser to be a mechanic and he wouldn't do it. Like, right. I, w- I just felt like I was like letting down. So, I mean, you couldn't get hammered up on the hill at the fly at the fly hospitality. What you're trying to say is being a mechanic suck compared to sharing a huge emotional moment with Andrew Short like you did last year after the race was it, over. It was, it was fun to do once. Like, I'm glad we did it once, and I can say I did it. And uh, I didn't I, – I mean, I've met Alex Ray once, ever. But super nice guy. He's awesome. Um, yeah, the guys under the tent were super cool. Yeah. Steve um, – is, uh, is Steve the manager? Or he works with Christina, or is that Christina's husband? I That's Chris. That story there. That's Chris. Chris? Yeah. Okay. Not Steve. I'm Steve. Okay. No, I thought there was a Steve, but I got them mixed up, I guess. Um, yeah, they're a big part of the Roos, Roos MX crew as well. Chris, yeah. Christina. Yeah, so, I mean, so. everyone was super nice, and, I mean, you never get to go down the line. No, right? like, not, you're, you're there, no bro. Were you hanging? Yeah, so. Now, my, my strategy was always go near the guys are going to get on TV, so you can get TV coverage. But I guess you didn't. Have oh no, no! Pick. I'll send you. I'll send you a photo of my left arm holding goggles next to Henry Miller. I just saw it on Instagram. Oh, nice, nice! So Fantastic. I kind of made it. I kind of made right. it. On TV. It's a big moment for you. I <laughs> <laughs> finally made it, guess. Uh, the, the That's the breakout that, you needed. The fact that Alex Ray uh, gets along perfectly with the Noof and Moser, uh, two of my friends, is not surprising. Not at all. 
that you guys all bonded. I, I, I'm not surprised. So, Noof is awesome. Yeah. Um, First thing I see in the in the WPS dealer hospitality tent, mind you, I don't know how he got in there. Yeah. He's not a dealer. Yeah. Uh, nor is he even an American. Uh, super tall boy. And I even called him out and I said, hey, nice tall boy. And he said he was like a super big one. Yeah. It looks like a canteen. How did he, how did he get in there? I don't know. He's noof. <laughs> He's yep. noof. He just got in there. And then almost, Moser, the, the motocross gods rewarded you for your hard work all day long. You stumbled upon free beer at the end of the day. <laughs> the fountain of youth at the top of the uphill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. I still, I've told the story like six times a day. Nobody believes me. You, you, uh, you were on the phone with Wygant while we were driving him back to his hotel, and we could hear you through the phone, the excitement on yeah, this oh, could treasure you chest you found. If Weeds would have been there still at the track? Oh. Oh, you, you, did you hear the disappointment in his voice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what happened? Tell us. Uh, so, you know, Washougal sucks to get out of. There's the one yeah. river road. So we, we were hanging out. Uh, I was having a couple celebratory beers for getting my rider. Also, his top national finish ever. Okay. I wrenched him, too. Um, so we decided to go for track walk just to check it out. And we get to the top of the uphill, and there's a beer garden. They have one up there. And uh, we see a couple in, in couple people inside the beer garden, which is a little odd because they lock up those chain-link fences, mm-hmm. right, at the end of the day. Yep. Well, this one had been left unlocked, apparently. Maybe on purpose. Who knows? But all the kegs were still tapped in this trailer. <laughs> all of them. So as you can imagine, slowly but surely, people start gathering, and this is like the best thing ever. Yeah. And so we might have hung out there for a while <laughs> and uh, <laughs> had a couple what a What a, a find. In the house. Like finding the lost Ark of the Covenant. Just fantastic. <laughs> Moser's, Moser's Holy Grail. It was, pretty great, it was a pretty great end to the weekend. How you many, deserved you know, it. How many free free beer texts did we get on Saturday yeah, night? Yeah, oh, a lot. Yeah, just letting us know that there's free beer going on. <laughs> Stolen beer yeah, tastes better. <laughs> wasn't as many as yeah. Wasn't as many texts went through as, as, as how many beers I drank. That's for sure. Uh, Georgia Lindsay, someone named Georgia Lindsay, texted me and said that uh, A Ray was also shirtless around her, showing him showing her his abs. That doesn't surprise me and one she, bit. And she yeah. she commented on his abs, so he's <laughs> he's very excited. Alex yeah, Ray, everybody. Yeah, um, you like that. Um, well, thanks, Moser. Thanks for picking up the Gear Ally cold yeah. call. Uh, no, you... Thanks for calling it. You know, pull up a max. They make dreams come true, even if it wasn't necessarily a dream. <laughs> I, uh, More I of a wet dream, a right? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Washougal for me is a vacation, right? It's, it's something I get to do once a year with my buddies. We get to be not responsible for, you know, a couple days. <laughs> JT can vouch for and, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm a normal person. I got, I got a wife. I got kids. I got a real job. And so it's nice to let your hair down, you know, once or twice a year. And so I, I you know, I put that on hold yep. for like six hours and put most of a best foot forward for A-Ray. And we had a good time. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was a good memory. Oh, yeah, one more thing. He's never ridden at Washougal, nor did he walk the track or even <laughs> yeah. attempt to watch <laughs> yeah. the national with the race. Yeah, yeah, that's not smart. Why would he walk? That's cardio that's when he's trying to get those abs ripped. He's, gotta, gonna, I mean, he's crunching. That's you get it. a whole two apps before time. Yeah, time yeah. I mean, that's plenty of time yeah. Yeah. to know which way goes just, left and right. right. And... No worries. <laughs> just just send it. Just run it. That, that was the motto of the weekend. Just run it. <laughs> just run it. So, uh, uh, it. It was almost scary to see what a bike can go through. With no pre- uh it just yeah, it was scary. I honestly was worried the bike was gonna break and somehow I'd, you know, mm-hmm. be responsible. Well, so. you did it. Marks does a backflip, you become a mechanic, things are all happening together. I knew my last year I was over it whenever I stopped walking the track before 
raced it. Yeah. Like, they would make track changes, and I'd be like, oh, that's new on my first level <laughs> practice. Wow, that's big. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy how fast somebody can go on a motorcycle with, you know, minimal yeah. bike effort. Wow. You know? So. Yeah, JT had him in fantasy just uh, uh, up until the last minute. Literally and, like 12.58. Yeah. I sprinted yeah. out of the truck to take him off my team because Mathis said he was not going to do well. I said he had one moto in him. That was it. So, um, yeah. Well, hey, Moser, thank you for picking up. I appreciate it. Thanks nope. for the stories. No, thank you, boss. It was a good time. Great Gear Alley cold call with Corey Moser. Mechanic to the stars. <laughs> That's you. All right, see you guys. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Corey Moser, everybody. Mechanic to Alex Ray this weekend on the uh, Pulp Mech Show. Gear Ally, cool, cool. What's crazy about Moser is up until, I want to say two years ago, you know, I've known him for, I don't know, five, six years now. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, Maybe seven. Um, He's always, every time I've ever seen him, he's just blackout drunk. Right. Because I only see him at a couple races a year, and it's his getaway weekend with his buddies, and they're just belligerent. Yep. Like, a whole new level. I guess Debo would be... A whole new level from yeah, that. But yeah, Debo took it further than... Yeah, they're out of hand. Let's just put it that way. Yep. But I saw him a couple times now. There's probably been three or four times I've been around him when he's sober, yep. not drinking at all. Yep. And he is the most conservative, level-headed, normal person I've ever been around. And I really, really like being around him sober. I don't really love being around him when he's wasted because he's so out of hand and I can't deal with him. Uh-huh. But he's awesome. Like, it's crazy, the personality change. Yeah. Like, he is – I think everybody gets this idea that he's such a crazy, wild person. But, like you said, it's two weekends a year. Normal, He's normally, like, super like, – Well, I remember chill. sometimes he was watching go free press for a few – I stayed years. at his house. Yeah. yeah you did? Right. Yeah, yeah, you and Greg right. stayed yeah. at his house. That was, yeah. like, that, was, that was, like, early days, right? How long ago no, was that? No, 14. That was 14. it. Yeah. Was he hammered? No. Or was he normal? But he's no, so normal, normal right? No, yeah, yeah, he's around awesome. his kids and wife, and he's um, very conservative, which is cool. Like, he's a normal guy, which I never would have thought. Michelin Starcross 5, they can be purchased wherever Michelin motorcycle tires. This is a tire that is taking the off-world world by storm. Uh, Kyle Gillies? Gills. Gills. Yep. Uh, Race Washougal, it works for WPS. Does. Race Washougal on Starcross 5s. Yeah. So there it was uh, in the in the moto. Starcross 5, uh, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Four versions, hard, medium, soft, and sand. Michelin Starcross 5, completely redesigned casing, more aggressive self-cleaning tread design, a durable yet more flexible sidewall. And a more pliable bead package for easier easier mounting. mounting always a good feature. Michelin Starcross Five pushing the boundaries of off-road performance. We thank the guys from Michelin. Please check them out. Great feedback uh, from social media from people who have uh, have purchased these uh, uh, tires. And uh, one more thing uh, before we get Grant Langston up here on the show: um, uh, the Grantstone JT. Uh, you you you're involved with Wyatt and everybody at GrantstoneBoot.com. Uh, high-end boot for for uh, classy, dressy occasions. Alex yeah. Ray also running Grandstone. Yeah, boots. business, business, uh, casual, going out on the weekends. I mean, they're they're a really, really nice quality boot for sure. It's a new take on a classic leather shoes and boots, Jimmy, that provide an all day long comfort. I know nothing about this. Whether the business casual shoes or work boots, work boots as well, the outsoles can replace to prolong the lifespan, offering real value. Check out Grandstone on Instagram, Facebook, or GrandstoneBoot.com to see the full collection. Uh, something really cool about Grandstone Boot is they are giving us some money to give to privateers uh, because uh, uh, the Wyatt down there used to race, was a privateer, understands the struggles of these guys. And uh, so we have a little cash bonus that we've been giving out to different privateers this year. Um, Fast Freddy Norn got it. Uh, Austin Koba got it. Morgan Berger got it. Um, 
forget about all the guys. I think we gave it to Henry Miller one week, too. Um, so different guys get the different cash bonuses. People who have hard, sort of hard luck at the races uh, each, each and every week. And JT and I kind of text That's it That's awesome. We talk about it. And, and it's not a ton of cash, but... Nothing uh, like a good pair of boots. Right? Ask, ask Mike Grant. I need to, I need to ask... Uh, I need to ask... Mike for a, for a little tryout on them boots. He, he loves boots. He loves boots. boots. Yeah. yeah, I always had them on. Um, so we're going to give the Grandstone Boot Award, Privateer Award, to uh, Stank Dog this week. And let's try to call Stank. Uh-huh. Let's call Stank. He doesn't know we're calling, but... Does he answer? Mm. What could be going on with Stank Dog right now? No. I'm going to say no. All right, let's try Stank Dog. It's not the Gear Alloy Cold Call. This is just the Grandstone Boot Privateer Hero. Boy, that 125 sky high this weekend. He was running 21st. Dude, He's, I had him in fantasy. I liked his chances to get points. He was killing it. Well, I he, talked to his sponsor, uh-huh. um, Scott over at Motorsport Hillsboro, and he said he hadn't been riding very much. Please leave your message for 91688. So, <laughs> throw that cell phone number out there for everybody. Yeah. Uh, Stank Dog, hey, this is Mathis from the Pulp MX Show. Uh, just wanted to call in and uh, congratulate you on winning the GrandstoneBoot.com uh, Privateer Hero Award from our show. Uh, you had some tough luck while running near the top 20, which was awesome, and uh, on your 125, and you're Stank Dogging it. And um, so we, uh, we're going to give you a little bit of a award. I will text you the info and get your info and get some money over to you, and we thought we'd call you on the show, but uh, you're not there. So um, congrats, Stank Dog. See you later. Thanks. Bye. Grandstone Boot Award winner. Uh, Garrett's thank you. Remember we called his number, his old number, and the lady picked up? Remember? Yeah. Marks? Yeah, she said people call him all the time. Yeah. All the time. Stuck. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> no. her it was number. her son's phone. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, what What kind of things do people ask for? And she's like, oh, yeah, you don't want to know. Oh, dude. <laughs> We're like, oh, boy. Uh, let's get to Brian. Brian, what's up? Welcome to the Pulp Show. What's happening? Hey, just hanging out, listening to the show. All right, right on. What's going on? I just wanted to say uh, thanks for JT for the hospitality this weekend. I got one of his VIP treatments. Nice. Yeah, man. Good hanging and out then, with you. And then, yeah, I got to hang out with you for a bit and hang out at the Western Power Sports booth up there. But uh, the funny part of my day was, is first thing in the morning, I'm like, let's see Mathis. It's pretty early. Kawasaki truck, coffee. Roll up there. There's Mathis coffee yeah yeah bro and then, yep. a couple of, couple hours later what have you got in his hand some guy from canada brought him some cheesies mm-hmm. no 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 guy from australia yeah, australia a guy from australia yeah. a, a guy and a girl from australia he, he was at the airport when i flew out oh, he was? Night too. yeah i saw him talk to him about the cheesies talked to him about dirt bikes moto gear whatever yeah. and then i saw him at the airport again yeah yeah it was awesome and another guy gave me a 50 dollars starbucks card brian so what are you giving me oh well, I didn't. I didn't want to interrupt you. I had a hundred dollars Starbucks card. Ah, shit! Uh, damn it! You should interrupt. You me. Know, I didn't want to interrupt. You. I'm just pulling, um, pulling your chin. No, that's all right. Thanks for everything. It was great listening to you up there with uh, Jimmy up in the tower. Yeah. Talking a bit about coming up GPs. Yeah, cool. yeah. I'm. 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 Well, I, I was supposed to promote the USGP that's coming up in Gainesville. Now it's the WW Ranch. And they wanted me to talk about it a little bit each week, but then I was told that Monster said, "No, don't talk. We don't want Math Mathis to talk about it." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, like whatever. I don't care. They they don't want me talking about it." And then Monster or Dirt Shark, or I, I, don't I don't know. And then this weekend, I was back in. You were so, an, official, you were in an official in Oregon. An official from Oregon. 
Yeah, an official came up to me and said, okay, you're talking about the USGP. And I'm like, I'm back? I thought I was out. Now you're I'm always back. in. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, you know, Josh Hill's from Oregon, so he might have just said, hey. Maybe. No, no, I'm out. It's in Oregon. I mean, honestly, uh, like, promoted or not promoted, I there's nothing in it for me either way. <laughs> I'm good. But I will. I'll gladly help out a promoted. I do follow the GPs, and, and I love the series. So, um, you know, but anyways. So, thanks, buddy. Thank you for all of that. No, thanks, guys, and uh, it's always a pleasure to listen to the show. Have a great one tonight. All right, thanks. Thanks, man. We got a question for JT from Porch. What's up, Porch? What's your question for Jason Thomas? Hey, guys. Hey, uh, JT, I've been hearing uh, Mathis whenever he promotes the F2 Carbon. I've heard him say that it comes pretty much straight out of the box and onto the factory rider's heads, unlike other helmets. I'm wondering, what do these other companies do to these other helmets for to make for factory riders that fly doesn't have to do? Uh. You know, it, it's not everybody doesn't do the same things, but uh, I have seen other helmet companies in the past kind of uh, let them try on a bunch of different helmets to find the shell that, you know, some shells come different. They're not all perfectly uh, delivered. And I, I think quality control has improved over the years, but I know there's a situation where a, a rider was would go try on a bunch of helmets and find the ones he, he liked. Um there are other brands. There's some that, custom, custom stuff. Yeah, some yep. brands uh, let their riders wear helmets that they only sell in Europe for uh, some weight reasons, uh, which we don't really do. Um, we only allow ours to wear the ones we sell, which are DOT and Snell. Um, so where are you going? It's not so much that they're uh, better or worse. It's just we believe in uh, selling the same thing that we deliver to our customers. One helmet company made a totally different shell for our rider that they did not sell, which is kind of that's. God, freaking costly. Yeah. But they yeah, made a and, whole different shell for the I don't have they don't facts on all. I hear these rumors and stuff, but I no, only. No, mine's yeah. facts. Okay. And that's fine. I, I appreciate you jumping in. I just, I only <laughs> am going to talk about the things that I know. No, this is. Fa- what are you laughing at, Albertson? You and your facts. I love them. <laughs> you are fake news. You have facts. That is a fact. Uh, so, no, I, I'm proud of that, though. Yeah. I. I literally watch the helmets these guys wear they come right out of the warehouse just like everybody else's some go to dealers and some go to riders so it's uh yeah it's it's something we take pride in i've, I've wore, been wearing bell the last couple of years and i love my bell stuff they do an excellent job but i had when i wore the f2 carbon uh for all those years it, i always had great luck in them they never had anything bad happen so so there you go porch anything else uh no that pretty much covered it thanks guys awesome appreciate thank it. you appreciate it 2018 fly uh, available now, right, JT, on the website? It's all at yeah, the local dealer? everything's live. We're, uh, we're yep. processing dealer orders this week. Uh, so, yeah, should be uh, arriving in stores any day. Big day. Big weekend for the fly folks. And they're a big part of this show, the, the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, a recap that we did today, us three, and uh, the Fly Racing Moto 60 show on Thursday. So fantastic. Oh, by the way, uh, this happens to us all the time on this show. Nobody wants to answer. First time. Stank Dog, you're back. What up, dog? What up, bro? How are you? Oh, shit. Still driving home. You know, took the day off Sunday, chilled with some friends and family, and now we're just driving home. I don't want to be mad at you, Stank, but I did pick you in fantasy, and when you were 21st, I was so happy. I was so happy. Uh, I know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm bummed with my bike. You know, it's, it's same old shit as last year that keeps happening to me, just bike problem after bike problem. That sucks, but hey, you. But until then, looking on the positive side, you're riding great. Were you happy with your ride? Yeah, I was actually uh, not too pr- surprised the position I was in, but uh, 
the fact that I've only ridden four times before this in the last two weeks because I had the AC separation in the shoulder mm-hmm. and just got the okay about two weeks ago to start riding. So uh, not not much preparation went into this, but you know it's yep. we're all we're all kind of in in motocross shape as even if we're healing up, you know. Yeah, man, Stank was good. Yeah. Oh, go on. I was just saying, that's why I didn't pick him, as I uh, heard he hadn't been riding a whole lot. Yeah, but he stank off. I know. No, yeah. I, I'd also heard he hadn't been riding either. Yeah. So when I saw you running 21st, I was like, damn, yeah. that's that's good. Um, Hey, so the reason we called was we have a, a Grand Stone Boot Privateer Award uh, that we give out each week to a guy that kind of has some tough luck uh, on the day, and, uh, and you won. So we're going to give you some cash for your efforts. It's not a lot of cash, but better than nothing. Right, so uh, Shit, probably more money than I made this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> probably not far off, man. Um, so we thank the folks at Grandstone Boot. It's a classy dress boot uh, and work boot, uh, Grant uh, Stank Dog. So just want to let you know. Right about up Stank that. Dog's alley. Yeah, right up your yeah. right up your alley. Yeah, go go nice with my Red Wings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and your and your and, and flannel goes goes great with flannel. It does go go well with flannel. That's part of it. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. I see models on their website with flannel. <laughs> All in right. Um, are you doing the last three? Uh, I'm doing Unadilla for sure. Okay. And then uh, gonna gonna see what the funds are after that because it's Unadilla's all the way across the country for me. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what I'm. I'm hoping to. We'll see what we can put together. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Did you have a lot of fan support there? I mean, obviously it's close to your hometown, and you're on a 125. How was that? Oh. It's same as always, you know. Fucking can't can't sit there in the chair for five seconds. <laughs> I love it. So, have you ever thought about uh, racing the two fifty two stroke Husky in the in the four fifty class instead of doing the one twenty five? No, the roost hurts too much. <laughs> the roost hurts too much. Like, what would be better? Do you think? I don't even know. I don't I know what would two, be better for me. A two fifty two stroke in the four fifty class for sure. It would be more. Man, competitive. I, I can agree with that. Yeah, it would be more competitive. People don't yeah. understand how slow one twenty fives are. It is ridiculous. Like, as it it would be hard for anybody who's doing well on a good mm-hmm. team to go out there on a one twenty five and score points. Yeah. Like. It's they're slow, right? Okay, okay. They're, they're slow. Uh, yeah, but a two fifty two strokes rad. They're badass. Yeah, well, you can make one fast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, hey, Stank, we got to run, but thanks for calling us back. Congrats on the award. I'll text you to get your PayPal or your address or however we got to get this money to you. Um, and uh, we'll see you at Unadilla. And uh, nice job at Washougal until until the bike went went out. But uh, other than that, I thought twenty first or so, twenty second, whatever you were running was really good. So. Cool, cool. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, Stank Dog. Thanks, buddy. All right, take it easy. Oh, wait. Hey, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so I got to get to the bottom of this. Uh, we called you six, seven months ago, maybe more, <laughs> and, a, and a lady picked up, a nice-sounding lady, and said that she ha- her son had your old phone number in it. That, that's, that's the truth. Um, I had to uh, get a new phone number because of a crazy ex-girlfriend, and like two <laughs> weeks later, my old phone number was already already being serviced to another phone plan, and the kid's like 13 or 14, and right. uh-huh. he was getting some uh, inappropriate texts and phone calls. <laughs> like Larry Sellers the text on Big would be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> You're no, killing your and, father, Larry. <laughs> Just in a complete the, the group chat with all your buddies. Over. Yeah, the mom had to take the phone over and, chain, and uh, give give her, her son her phone. Yeah, we we said, what kind of calls is your son getting? She goes, oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> and we're like, oh, I, could, I, 
I can only imagine what he is getting. There's a lot of hate mail. <laughs> poor, poor kid. <laughs> poor Larry. He's probably still in therapy, stank dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for, from what I do, that 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 kid's in more than therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, awesome. Yeah, well, I'm glad that all got straightened out because uh, we cold called you, and this lady was, she, she didn't, we we're just like, yeah, that's stank dog life, bro. Like, <laughs> she's like, I've heard. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. She, know, she knows the deal. Right. Uh, awesome, man. Thanks for, thanks for picking up. Thank you. Right on, dude. You right. guys have a good time. All right. Th- see you later. Stank dog, everybody. Getting the Grand Stone Boot uh, Privateer Award. Um, it's great to, uh, to have them on board. It's great to help out um, uh, guys like Stank dog. So we're going to get to Motocross the Nation's talk for sure later on. on the show. I think oh, next what? next week, yeah. cold call, we're calling that lady. Oh, yeah. We're calling the lady. We're calling okay. Stinks. We got to track I mean, the phone number. I think we just call it right now. And <laughs> we call You got his the, old number? The kid. Hold on, I'm looking. Yep. We call the kid, and we talk to him and see if he's been in contact or has had any carnal relationship with... Stank dog's crazy What if he picks up the phone and he's like, stank pup here? <laughs> <laughs> or she answers. The yeah. ex-girlfriend answers. Okay, hold on. I don't know if I... I'm still looking. Great radio, bros. Well, that's where my co-hosts are supposed to pick up. Well, what do you want, what do you want to talk about here? Okay, I want to talk about... We're, Grant Langston's coming up. Okay, I do have the number. I yes. do have the old number. We got to do this. Um, yeah. Okay, so we need to do it after commercial. When, when can we do? It? We don't want to do too late. It's already. Not, yeah, just drop it right now. That, we, we're on the stank topic. Let's let's just dial it up. All right, let's call her up. Let's see. Uh, let me double check, make sure. Because then, like, we'll just act like we we'll just act like uh, like we're looking for Stank Dog, right? Yeah. Like she won't even know. Okay. All right, I got it here. So. A lot of, a lot of cold calls. Uh, this is a good. This is a good idea. Have you ever seen Big Lebowski, Jimmy? Oh, yeah. Have I seen Big Lebowski? Remember, remember they go to kids' house? <laughs> yeah. This is exactly what this, poor this, this is. child's life is like. Exactly. Right You're killing your father. <laughs> See if she. Hello? Hi, is Stank Dog there? No. Is, is this is this Stank? No Stank Dog? No. Are, oh. you, are you familiar with the stink dog? stink dog? Are you forget? No. Are you for, are you familiar with? Are other people calling for stink dog? Oh. Yeah. Oh boy, how's that going? Uh, crazy. Really? Yeah. Oh man, is what, it? What about text messages you get? Or is it just out of control for the yeah. stink dog? Yeah. What do you got to do? You got to change the number back? No. We're calling from on a from a show called Love Line. This is uh, Adam Carolla and uh, my partner, Doctor Drew. We're uh, we've we've heard about this character, Stank Dog, and uh, a we're, we're trying to track him down. Particular female he's been involved with that may or may not have uh, yeah. be off a rocker. Yeah, he's got some girlfriend issues. He's been catfishing this woman online, and we're trying to get to the bottom of it so they can meet and become a couple. Oh, they're gone. All right. That uh, didn't work. But no, he was he was young. We we're gonna say anything to him. We don't want to be that those people. You're um, killing your father. <laughs> killing your You're father. Killing your father. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so all right, before we get Albert or forget Albertson, uh Grant Langston on, I got Jimmy Albertson and Jason Thomas here at Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com on Fly Racing. I want to talk uh some of the news that came out before Washugal. Uh RCH done. Uh, they're packing it up. Suzuki put out the press release. I thought that was a little odd that Suzuki put that out so soon and sort of 
said they're parting ways with RCH. And then in the press release, I think Hart says, we're wrapping this thing up or something. I thought that was a little odd. But uh, anyway. I, from what I was told, that yeah, they had a meeting. Um, Suzuki decided that they didn't want to continue the partnership. And I think, you know, it was already on such unstable ground going into this year that Suzuki had to bail them out. That without Suzuki, they're just like, hey, we're this has run its course. First is the Superstore team, and now it's RCA. <laughs> it's tough. I, you know, I think they were a victim. I don't want to say a victim. I think they were in a situation where they built the team up so big, and they had big budgets and a lot of personnel. It's tough to go backwards. It's tough to go back to a level that you started at and actually enjoy it and not race with competitive equipment or racers and i don't think they were interested in doing that i don't want to like be debbie downer because sometimes I, i'm accused of being that like what like, about negative nancy yeah that either i was told this weekend by somebody that uh all i seem to do is ever is complain and, and i get that so i don't want to be that guy and I, and I do do that sometimes but but you know what's almost worse than a complainer hmm. is somebody who's overly happy all the time there we go yeah, like, so like maybe, Georgia. Maybe just find yeah. a balance. Yeah, like Georgia. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, no. What I'm saying is, look, when Ricky Carmichael and a, on a factory Suzuki team and Kerry Hart can't get deals for the team, that's not good. That's not a good thing. Like, they once had two casinos in Dodge yep. and, and phenomenal sponsorship. And it was massive. And, they you know, that Rockstar for a while back in the, in the H&H days. For them to not be able to find a title, they almost didn't go this year. Suzuki Marine kicked in uh, the money to go racing. I don't know if you saw that massive outboard uh, in their pits every week. That's how they went racing this year. So this is basically two years in a row that a team with Bogle and Tickle and Carmichael and Hart and WMG, to a certain extent, is Hart's agency there behind. They can't find sponsors for this sport. But do you think that they couldn't get the level of sponsorship they require. Exactly. I, I, I don't exactly. believe that they couldn't get any deals. They could have pulled together quite a bit of money, but that would have locked them in to those sponsors. So they were wanting to hang there for a while and try to get something bigger, and it never came know. along. When I you're mean, signing $2 million deals plus, I think the couple hundred grand here and there that, that companies can pull off, I don't think those are attractive. Or do they leave enough budget for them to cover all their expenses and for Kerry and Ricky to make money doing it? I just think it was it had run its course. I think they were they in just, a situation where it wasn't worth their time. And, you know, it's got to be profitable and, and it's got to make business sense to run a team. I know, but, I mean, look, the riders aren't really making any money this year, you know. But, you like, know, but they're not selling a product. They don't, you know, Carrie no, and Ricky no, are not the, selling yeah. a product. So it's not a marketing play in any sense of nope. the word, right? No, so, I mean, it's like JGR, you know? Yeah, but at least JGR has something going. Like they have an amateur, they have products and they have engine and suspension company. At least they have something. With RCH, they don't have anything. If they're not profitable, why do it? I think the big thing, too, is like Carrie and Ricky both were going through some changes. And Carrie with the Indian bike stuff. I think really think that this year for them, Kerry did not want to leave his guys high and dry, and they just pulled it together to make it happen. But I don't think that there was any push really from the ownership side to make it happen. Like this year, they just kind of wanted to make sure that none of their guys were going to just basically unexpectedly not have a job, which is a good thing on a ownership side to see that they cared enough to do that. Yeah, I, I mean. A lot of good people are going to be out of work. It's for a bummer sure. for sure. Yeah, it, it sucks. sucks. It was a it really good team. Hard. I mean, they were they won the national championship last year. Yeah. How often do you see a team win a national championship? Well, 
private teams usually don't win national championships, no. but to go from winning a title to gone the next season, not even all the way through the season, that's a that's a bummer for sure. But you got to think, you've got to think that Roxon leaving was the catalyst for all of this. Yes yeah. or no? Has to be because I think so. He took the money with him. I don't want to. Not even with him. Yeah, I mean Jimmy John's didn't yeah, go. You know, when you lose Roxon, and it's not a slight against. Justin Bogle or Brock Tickle because they were much better than I ever was. But those sponsors are looking at, well, we won a title. We were winning races all the time. We had arguably the most marketable guy in the sport worldwide. Now we're taking a significant step back from that. You know, I think that was, I think that was the death now. I think Roxanne so leaving I was mean, the catalyst for yeah, this going away. Like, so what you're saying is sponsors don't want to join teams that, that don't have elite well, guys. They're caught in the middle right now because they started off on being the team that was notorious for yeah we're not going to have the best riders you know that are going to win races but we're going to have good guys and we're going to do a great party in the pits and have the marketing there and everything and we're going to make money and then once they started to get you know that mm-hmm. taste of possibly winning and then all of a sudden like JG said they're all the way up the top here with rocks and they've just won a championship it is and they lost rocks and it's kind of like well we either got to go they, – they really at that point can't go all the way back to their original plan mm-hmm. because the, all the other sponsors are too worried about winning now because their title is that team. So it's, it's, it's just – I don't know. It would have been tough for them to reset just, to what they were – Who are even going to get that can win? There's no one they could even – no. they lost rocks and there was no one to go get. Marvin was, was signed. Dungey was – you know, there was no one. So if the sponsors are saying, hey, we, got, we want somebody that can win or we're out, if Roxon leaves, you're screwed. There was no one. And you know the bike has to be good with Bo- Bogle won a race this so, year. So let's look at 450 teams in the pits. There's two, JGR and Moto Concepts, that are private teams. Rocky now, Mountain. Rocky Mountain. Yep. Sorry. Rock River. I don't know. I wouldn't put them on the same level. Oh, no. They're yeah. not on the you same level I mean? as those other teams. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, it is one of those deals where, like, so are, is, are there more sponsors and more teams going to 250s now? You know, are we going to get more help? With like, a little disappointing that these teams can't make it happen in the 450 class. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. But you well, know? what are you going to do about it? Yeah, I mean, they made a podium with Tickle this year. Three podiums or four podiums. I think that just there's so much more money at the top of the 450 class. It soaks up a lot of budget. Think about how much money these guys, these OEMs are having to pay riders. Yeah. You know? That 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 speaks so, a lot so for teams that could help. Is it just going to be more than ever a case of have and have nots, where you have, I don't know, four guys making, you know, five million each, and then it's going to be on that on some level because you think about okay, what's the top level, the best two fifty guy making this year? Four hundred mm, salary. Four hundred might be J Mart. Yeah, I would say four hundred. Yeah, the ceiling. that would be good. Yeah. So. Then go to jump to 450. The top guy's making three million ish, you know, somewhere in the yeah. two, two oh three, whatever. I mean, that's there's like um, that's there's like 15 guys between 400 and yeah. 100. Yeah, let's say. I mean, you're seven to eight times more. Yeah. for that guy. So think about how much budget. If the 450 guy was making the same, think about how much money they could distribute. That's never going to happen, and that's how capitalism works, and blah blah blah. Yeah. But that's never going to happen. But think about how many more teams they could support well, not in only the 450 that, class if they had that money. But Roxon being one of the highest paid guys, you got to think not only does he get paid from Honda, but Red Bull, Fox, you know, those are 
two big ones right there. So, dude's making money. Uh, I, I again, I don't want to be negative, Nancy or uh, Debbie Downer. Either one. No, Deborah. Not good. No, it's not good. When Tickle and Bogle were already struggling, Bogle Tickle, we understand, is going to go to Red Bull KTM next year. Um, take Trey Canard's spot, you know. Um, but man, like Justin Bogle, Jake Weimer, Justin Brayton, Mookie. Mookie, what are these guys making next year? You know, or yeah. JG. I, I think I think JG's going to stay. Oh, is he going to? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's Keep awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he'll be all right. But I think that's a good pick. It's uh, it's never good when that something when that happens. Uh, speaking of good though, uh, Vortex Racing, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb using Vortex Racing sprockets. The Babbitt's uh, Kawasaki team uh, use Babbitt use Vortex bars and sprockets to uh, <laughs> dominate arena cross the V3 bar and uh, the sprockets are all uh, a fantastic company at Vortex as well. Get your EK change through the folks at Vortex. You can get Vortex change as well through them. Uh, Vortex Racing. Email Jake at vortexracing.com for a killer deal on uh, on anything Vortex sells. Tell me with Pulp MX and uh, they will hook you up. They are pleased and proud to present our next guest on the show. He is a former national winner. He is a former world champion. He is now the color analyst on the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship Series and one of our favorite guests ever on the Pulp Show, especially when he's in studio, Grant Langston. What's up, GL? Hey, Mathis. What's happening, guys? Uh, Hi, Grant. (laughs) What's happening, JT? Jimmy? How are you, boys? Um, thanks, thanks for coming on. We'd be better if you were here. When are you coming back up here, GL? That's a schlong um, shot. We, yeah. <laughs> have, you got a, have you stocked your fridge up yet? <laughs> we can, Actually, there's a lot of Bud Light and Guinness in there right now. We can stock it for you. You say the word, that thing will be stocked, <laughs> GL. Do you? Are you still getting people yelling phrases to you at the races? Yes, yes. Every every weekend. <laughs> I, uh, I think I was telling Weege, I was like... I said, I think most of Mathis's fans definitely go to the Nationals. Because I'm like, <laughs> if I walk anywhere through the pits of the crowd, someone will be like, yeah, GL, winning races and smashing pussy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, GL, I just walked over to the fridge, and I'm cracking a beer for you right now. Oh, since, since, you can't, since you can't be here. I thought it was an ice-cold Red Bull. Uh, hell yeah. Well, when I'm a, that's when we're announcing up in the tower at the Nationals. When we're cracking beers, we're cra- um, we're, they're Red Bulls. Or, or it's a schlong schlot. That's on Twitter all the time, GL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hear that one, too. Yeah, it's a schlong shot. <laughs> we got to get you back up here. Um, hey, first off, before we get too far, uh, the story came out on RacerX that Wygant talked to you. Him and I did a, a teamed up to do an oral history on the 2001-125 series. That, of course, one of your things that you'll never forget, uh, uh, breaking the wheel at the last round, and anybody who was there won't forget. Did you read it? What would you think? I, You know what? I actually read... Um, Probably about almost almost two thirds, I would say. Probably okay. two thirds of it, and then uh, that was when I was um, between traveling, and then uh, when I had some time at the hotel. And then, to be honest, since I've gotten back, I've just been kind of wide open. So I haven't finished it, but I, I, I've read I've read most of it. And, yeah. uh, it was funny because you know everyone when you read other people's mm-hmm. you know their their account of what happened. You know, it's always, you know, different how you remember it or or there's also stuff where you're like, oh, I didn't even know that happened. Yeah. I didn't even know that went down, you know, and uh, and uh, it, it does seem, you know, at times it seems like it, it, it was just yesterday and at other times, mm-hmm. you know, like, man, I'm trying to remember what happened, you know, because it's 17 <laughs> right. years ago now. Right. But, uh, but it was, you know, I, I thought it was a good story. I thought, you know, everyone that 
contributed and, and obviously, had, you know, put it together, you, Weege, all the guys. Yeah. I thought it was a, a good read because it was kind of like a, it almost felt like that kind of documentary style where yeah, everyone's yeah. moving along with the story. And, 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 and uh, the cool thing was, I do think it was a, a fun year when you look back uh, yeah. for, for for the fans, for people involved, and and uh, definitely one of, definitely a memorable year for me. Obviously, it didn't finish quite how I wanted, but you know, 17 years later, you kind of let it go. Yeah. And uh, I still just re- remember thinking it was still just a awesome year, you know, yeah. for, for so many reasons, especially for me personally. I, uh, I liked how uh, talking to Mike Brown, like Mike was like, yeah, it was just good hard racing. Like just good. No, no, Mike, you guys hated each other. GL, when GL took you out of Binghamton, you wanted to kill him. And, and you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, time, time eases all these memories. But Brownie was just like, yeah, it's all good racing. No, Brian. No, Mike. It wasn't. I was there, and you hated him. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Brownie. At times, I think he almost forgets like <laughs> right. some of the things he did on track. You know, yeah, yeah. the yelling, the screaming, the brake checking, the running people off the track. Because like sometimes you'll say something, he's like, "Oh, re- nah, really?" Huh. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. It's almost like it was second nature for him, so it didn't. I don't even think it rings a bell half the time. Yeah, because you told the you said the first ever time you remember Mike Brown, he ran you off the track and gave you the finger in Europe or at Nations yeah. or something. And then No, it was uh it was 1999. I, yeah. I remember it was the Brazilian GP and I think I either got the whole shot or you know, I got a good start yeah. back then. I was light and the K team was fast. And he was quicker than me. He caught me. I didn't do anything like block or anything mm-hmm. crazy. He passed me and he slowed down, looks over, and then just swerves and tries to clean me out in a straight line. I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> and I, I, I so my first thing was you know, screw this guy. So I went and I squared him up and I hit him in the tree. So then we ended up getting into this game of riding into each other and it actually cost him the overall because he went 1-2 and uh, a French guy ended up going 2-1 and I got two lonely third-place finishes, but it didn't change anything for me. I was going to be third no matter what, but he threw away the overall. But I was I couldn't figure out. I'm like, what's this guy's deal? Like, yeah. I have never met this guy. I've never had an issue. and now. But, he's- in, but in the story... Mike's like, I never knew Grant until 2000. <laughs> like, yeah. like, we probably didn't know who To be was. fair, yeah, he probably, yeah, he probably thought was. that was a completely different person. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, Grant just told this story in detail about you hitting him and flipping him off. And, and Bright, Brownie's like, yeah, I never knew him until 2000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No problem. That's, Whatever. That's what I was thinking. Maybe, maybe he does it so frequently that he actually forgets about <laughs> that's how what happens it. when you have 30 you know, years as a pro nature, you don't even know you're doing it yeah no i thought it was great thank you for your time for that it was, it was uh you look at pastrana and brown and you were the, the the world champion and brownie was the guy that was washed up at one time and pastrana was the golden child and i was on ktm then and it all was coming together and what a year man it was it do was you, cool do you remember at hangtown so gl goes out spanks everybody at Glen helen first yeah. first yeah. round we go to hangtown Travis Pastrana's dad, Robert, is walking behind the starting line. Yeah. There was a fence with his shirt off. You know, he was Marine. He's ripped, right? Yep. Yelling, who's going to beat this guy? Who's going to beat him? Yeah. Who's going to take down this foreigner? And yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm in the 250 class, so I'm just chilling. I'm in my street yeah. clothes still going to watch this 125 moto. And I'm like, this guy's lost. His, yeah. He's lost his damn mind. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I, I remember thinking the same thing. I'm like, what is this guy talking about? Yeah. Who's going to beat <laughs> it's like whatever go awesome. away yes oh it was funny um and he was sweeping other people's gates too or other pe- concrete pad 
Robert Pastrana was yeah, sweeping he's helping people's... Any, he would want to help anybody. Yeah, he helped anybody's yeah. concrete pad with a broom. You're going to be GL? Except for Grant. You're going to be GL? I'll help you. He was yeah. pouring oil on Grant's gate. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's, uh, well, hey, GL, uh, uh, let's talk about Shugal a little bit. Uh, how about Marty Davalos, GL? Third overall. No, it was nice to see for him, you know, it. Uh, um, you know, I think if you're a betting man, it was a bit of a schlong shot to put your money <laughs> on him for a podium, but at least he delivered. And, you know, I think one of the things was a lot of people had been like, all right, man, you know, you've been camping in a 250 class your whole career. Uh-huh. You know, it's time to move up. And then, you know, he moved up, and obviously nothing has been um, too flashy, but he's been quietly just kind of putting in better and better rides. Mm-hmm. And, uh I must say, he's pleasantly surprised me. I know that people are going to say, well, there's a few riders injured and all that. That's part of racing. A podium's a podium. And I think it's quite impressive for him. And I think just looking at Husqvarna, to think a few years ago, they didn't really they didn't even have a factory team. What they've been able to do with what they have, <clears throat> I think, has been quite impressive. They should be quite proud of what they've accomplished. I think Dean Wilson was a good find for them. Yep. I think Marty's done well. Obviously, Osborne's just killing it. Mm -hmm. And Anderson's had a good season, uh, you know, up until, you know, not being able to race as of late. But overall, I think those guys have have really done well. And um, so, yeah, awesome for them. Awesome for Martin. Nice to see him make that transition and be curious to see what he can do, you know, especially in, in Supercross because I think he's equally as good in Supercross, if not better, than he has always been, yeah. you know, towards outdoors. So I think if he can podium outdoors, you know, he could be a top five Supercross uh, guy. So some people times. think. And, some people think that. Yeah. <laughs> um, good to see you. Uh, Vortex Racing bringing you Grant Langston on the uh, Pulp Mech show, presented by uh, BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. And I guess GL, so with the with the timing of the TV, there's no chance for you to do the 125 race, right? Did you ever look into it? Did you think about it? Did you want to do it? Um, I actually did ask when they did that one for Glen Helen last year because I yep. was doing a little bit of riding at the time. I thought, oh, that will be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And they just basically NBC flat out said no. <laughs> you can't do it. I'm like, yeah, no. I mean, I'm like, I'm not going to go crazy or crash or anything. I'm like, no. Yeah, forget it. <laughs> so, um, I figured I was talking to deaf ears, so I've, I just dropped it. You been riding much? Have you done much riding? Um, you know, as of late, not a ton. Um be honest, uh, I've just been spending a fair bit more time at the shop, just like new projects and just, just expanding and things like that. So it's all been it's all been good there. And I don't know, I think maybe at this point in my life, you try and find things that you enjoy. And I've actually in, been enjoying uh, learning the business, growing the business, improving it. So it's been, right. a, it's been a fun challenge. So that's taken up a bit of time. And then, you know, it seems like once the summer gets rolling between – um, traveling almost every weekend because I also did some TV for, you know, the talk series and um, some other events and highlight packages and blah, blah, blah. So between yep. that and then uh, and the kids being off, yep. you know, I get to spend more time with the kids during the week. And then it's hot, so I'm not going to lie. I'm a, you know, I'm a bit of a prima donna <laughs> these days. If it's, if it's, if it's touching near triple-digit, you know, numbers, I'm not too keen on that. You know, I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to sit by the pool, you know? Yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, let's get some phone calls for you. First up is Kyle. Kyle, welcome to the show. Vortex Racing bringing you GL. Grant Langston, what's your question for Grant? Uh, I was, was going to ask uh, Grant, speaking of back to riding, uh, were you ever thinking of uh, going back to Loretta's just for fun? What about that? What about a vet race at Loretta's, GL? Oof. Hey, I tell you what, I think one thing you've got to take 
seriously is when you go do these events, there's a lot of guys that <laughs> still go fast and they're in shape. Yeah. So, um, there's definitely going to have to be some dedication and commitment. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's a no. Maybe so that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> but GL, hey, you know uh, Mike Brown is racing. Different. Mike Brown is racing this week. You could go down there and get your revenge. Yeah, could you could you just imagine that? All the kids are on the side of the track watching, and there's like this full-on fist fight. Oh, yeah. Panic going out. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so, no. So, but, uh, Kyle, uh, maybe maybe one of these years. I don't know. I, I know sometimes every – I don't know, JT, if ever you feel that way, um, or Jimmy's not there yet. But, uh, you know, I'm pretty much. <laughs> sure at some point people are like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to – I want to do this event, or I want to – I'm motivated. Some guys want to go and do Mammoth or, you know, go do something else, so – when I get that feeling, then maybe. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm a little bit too uh, lazy these days. <laughs> so there, there you go, Kyle. Don't look for GL racing anytime soon. Sorry to be the dream crusher. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, actually, GL, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, Jason Thomas has let racing go. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> he is. He has no desire to go down there in the ranch. And, uh, and that's see not what's necessarily it. true. No? I'm. Uh, I'm thinking about... How's that phone? uh, Is the phone good? Yeah, it is. It's actually pretty sweet. All right, good. Uh, Two years from now, I am considering it. We'll see. Okay. All right. Uh, That's that's a pretty good time frame. (laughs) Gives you enough time to get ready for it, I guess. Yeah, it's a big effort, though. I mean, to do it, I don't want to do it halfway like these Legends races have been going. Like, I want to get two bikes, practice bike, race bike, ride a lot. And actually, like, really do it. So we'll see. We'll see when the time comes. How about these guys today, GL? You're probably not aware of this. There's a bunch of vets at the ranch. Today was practice. They took their transponders off so they didn't want to log their practice times. Like, come on, I'll tell guys. tell you what, my brother should have. <laughs> these guys are killing me with Greg, that. Greg should have taken his transponder <laughs> like, like, off because he was 25th and 18th. Look, Mike Brown's in the plus 40. Nathan Ramsey, they, they log practice today. I don't think you're getting in Mike Brown's head or Nathan Ramsey's head by not posting your practice times. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's one of the things everybody wants to just know whether 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 Nathan or Mike like what they see or not. No one. I don't think people really care that much these days, but they want to know. Well, it interests them. So apparently, the apparently people do care. On. Yeah. Uh, put the egos away. Put the transponders on. Yeah. There we go. Next question for GL from for Andy. Andy, what's up? What's your question for Grant Langston? Hey Grant, guys, what's up? What's up, man? Yeah, um, basically, uh, I was just uh, Grant, man. Like in '01, man, you exploded on the scene. Uh, what did you win? You won like three overalls in a row or something? Did he kill them? I can't. Yeah, he 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 just destroyed everybody, and then and then that. That old one season, I, I I still think back to that when I'm watching that. Did you read the article, Andy? Did you read the story? I I haven't yet, but like I I just I just remember it, it was just brutal. Andy, how about you? How about you read the twenty six thousand word story that's on Racer X? What's about it, it called? Um, uh, the oral, oral history, yeah, oral history of uh, Fight Club or something. Oral history. Yeah, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out, but. And then, like, um, you know, like, Grant, I remember, you know, your pro circuit days when you were riding outdoors. Like, I'm from Michigan, so I always go to Red Butt. And I always remember, like, I don't know, when you were racing there, you just had that little that edge over everybody else. You just, just in every section, I just remember watching. 
you're just a little bit faster than it. it was you know so it was pretty cool and then of course your your 450 title i guess my question is is uh hey, andy what are we where, thought, where are we going with this andy have you thought about um like maybe perhaps starting up your own team he actually has done it before i i i did i did do a team before it's one of those things i mean even when you see what's happened with with carmichael and hart's team at the moment it is one of those things <clears throat> having a team is is tough and i remember i was like all motivated and pumped <clears throat> and obviously we didn't have a huge budget and this and you know tons of stuff but people chipped in it was a good good learning experience but Man, it, 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 it is a tough situation, especially if it's not a factory-backed team, because the factories need to go racing, obviously, to try and sell bikes. Right. But with the privateer team, you're pretty much relying on sponsors and, and relying on other people as well. It's a little bit dicey and iffy at times. Um, if the right circumstances came around, obviously, I'd always be interested in a, in a team, and I'd obviously want to be a part owner. Um, but it would have to be the sure. right circumstances. I wouldn't want to do a, a half-ass type type job. Right. Um, but, you know, and the other thing, too, is obviously for the sport. You know, we always want it. We need teams. You know, you need the the Rocky Mountain ATV teams. You need, you mean, right, right. if Mitch Payton wasn't around, it would be, you know, such oh, a loss yeah. for the sport. The one thing about UGL is – we were just talking about RCH. They don't promote anything. JT was bringing up that point. You could help Langston Motorsports. You could set up an online company, you know, and yeah. promote the Langston Motorsports hardcore with the race team as a venue. You know what I mean? Like all of that would, would work out for you if you wanted to do it again. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. I mean, I think there's a, there's, there's a few ways about going with it, but I think it would have to be the right circumstances. You definitely really would like an like your title sponsor or one or two anchor sponsors that you can have a longer-term contract. Yeah. That are actually going to pay. That's another thing. Signing a piece of paper is one thing. We've seen a lot of teams struggle because they didn't get, actually get paid. But um, yeah, so I have done one before. It didn't go all according to plan. It was a good learning See, experience. I, I think it was. I don't. Was sorry to interrupt. Fun, but yeah. I don't. I don't remember when in in. in it was uh, uh, Wit Wit Motorsports. It had Les Smith. Um, Zach Freeberg at one Zach point. Zach Freeberg, a KTM okay. team. Um, the reason you probably don't remember is it's not like we set the world on fire or anything. Okay, okay. Well, basically, I mean, you know, look uh, like you know, Andy at, at one race. At one race, Andy Langston told me that the team, the team's philosophy was, we don't fuck around, we buy around. <laughs> so that might give you an idea of GL. Well, like the thing, the thing is, like I don't know, the, the, the timing might be right because you know, like the banner Langston racing, you know, like. Yeah, maybe. RCH, RCH losing Suzuki, you know. Hey, I mean, Andy, guys dropping left and right with injuries. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Know, maybe Honda yeah. would. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for the call, bud. Appreciate yeah. it. We got to run. Uh, there you go. GL doesn't even want to go riding right now. Never mind, start a team. He wants to lay by the pool. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, speaking of uh, great 125 riders, and uh, we were, and we got one on the line, uh, we also have one calling in. Todd DeHoop. What's up, DeHoop? How are you? What's up, Mathis? I'm still mad at you. Why? What'd I do? <laughs> you remember with the Larocco thing? Oh yeah. yeah, I said I said the the hoop was lucky Larocco didn't race all the races. <laughs> My bad. Uh Sorry, the hoop, but we did do a podcast. We check it out, everybody. We, we, we made up. You made it better. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. 
<laughs> What's up, man? So I know I want I wanted to call in and uh, and uh, bust GL's butt. I want to see if he's going to come over to that that destination so I can run him wide and give him the finger. No, you know what the problem is? You got guys like the Hoop out there who still <laughs> probably faster now than than when he raced in the nineties. <laughs> I was watching him like, dude. I'm like, did you? Did you have a midlife crisis and decide to become this like gnarly, dedicated motocross rider? <laughs> Todd's like eight. Yeah. I think he looks younger than ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, like, I'm not that gonna, like uh, Dogger did that, and he didn't have any fun. Dogger's like those guys haul ass. I wasn't ready. Like the track was weird. I didn't have much practice time. You know, and to hoop, you love it. It sounds like, but some guys are like, I'm not ready for this seriousness. Fro was like that too. Fro was like, I'm not ready for this seriousness. You know. Yeah, I, I think Fro got a little wake-up call. The track's gnarly. It's super rough. And yeah. take it pretty serious. Right, and guys like the Hoop are, are motoring down and all that. So um, it does look like fun, though. But It is super yeah, fun. They treat you so well. Do they? Great people. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah we had a cool little uh, – I wouldn't. you don't call it a hotel. It's like a bed and breakfast type place. But there's a really cool place that we got to stay at this last year. It's like real kind of – Old school English quaint. Mm-hmm. It, it's a it's a cool venue and a, and a cool track. But I, I tell you what, trying to ride a KX five hundred in the mud on the greasy hills, <laughs> it, it it's never made me feel like such a wanker in my life. I couldn't do anything, man. I was useless. Oh. Yeah, I hear they're bringing back the beast thing this year, though. So you should should be coming over for that alone. I'll have to see. Um, but the problem, too, is by the end of the outdoors, the last thing I want to do is go traveling again. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think it overlaps with the national, doesn't it? Or it used to, I think. Or maybe no, not. Yeah, no. I think this I think this time around it's the same weekend as the GP. Okay. Um, to who, who's going? Do you know yet? Is Kalos back in? and, and do, No, do, it's actually it's actually uh, Dubak. It's Dowd. And then Brownie's coming over. And then yeah, they say Brown's doing that. Oh, okay. All right. So GL, we just talked about 2001. There's your revenge on my mm. ground. Get a get a get a husky. Get a 1988 husky dual shock bike like Fro had, and then T-bone the shit out of out of Mike Brown. I just say you got well, squirrely. Brownie's riding a 510. Oh, jeez. Blame yeah. it on the uh, blame it on the drum brakes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they were wet. <laughs> and be like, take this, bitch. Sorry about my brakes. <laughs> so what's the rule on that? What's the rules on that race? What bikes do they have to ride? Does it matter? Nothing newer than '89. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Bale told me he had his '89 works bike. If the motor was done by the same guy, and mm-hmm. like very serious stuff. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, all the bikes are extremely tricked. They, Nick is still cylinders on the back of a Stuttgart mall factory. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and then uh, I saw a YZM500 was there. <laughs> Somebody had a YZM500. So hey, I yeah. tell you what, oh, yeah. there's a lot of liquid cool, cool old classic bikes there in the other classes. Yeah, Some of these guys, I swear, they just spend 364 days a year polishing this damn thing, and then they spend one day just trashing it because last last year with the mud. I felt so bad. I saw some of these bikes that were just pristine, mm-hmm. and then they were out on the track, and you couldn't even see they're all brown. And yeah. half of them were grenading because you know they weren't exactly designed <laughs> for that back then. So what do I you was like? Oh, this is painful to watch. Did Wobbles get you the KX five hundred? Um, actually, no. Oh, okay. The guy in South Africa that uh, collects bikes and um, has a big museum, uh, Gavin, Gavin Williams. Williams. Yeah. He actually built them up. He built all the bikes up and shipped them out there. So, uh, yeah, um, it's pretty cool. Hey, Todd, why don't you come? 
hit me back up uh, to come back on after the race. I'd like to talk to you about how it went. Like, we never done that really. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, for sure. It's a great time. Yeah, it looks great. It looks yeah. fun. And, and it'd be cool to get a, like, a little bit of how this is how Team USA did or whatever uh, recap from you when you get back. So For sure. For All right, sure. man. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, have guys. a good trip, Todd. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Thanks. Yeah. 1988 125 Supercross champion, Todd DeHoop, and original member of Honda of Troy. Yeah. The first wow. guy on Honda of Troy. Um, GL, before we let you go, uh, interested to get your take on Eli Tomac uh, saying he's out of Motocross the Nations for the second year in a row. And Jason Anderson is out, and Blake Baggett is out. What What's your take on this? Um. Yeah, this is the yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a exactly. It's one of those where it does suck because you know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, these guys need to have a little more pride for your country, and and um, it's just if you look at it, even from Tomex's point of view, guys had a long season already. Then he's got to do the GP. And Monster Cup, and the nation's only a couple of weeks before Monster Cup. It's just one of those events where, for those guys, it sucks because if you're Eli Tomek, you're expected to go and you're supposed to win. And if you don't, everyone's asking, "Well, what happened to Team USA?" You don't get paid. You know, you're always halfway around the world. For these guys, it's like. They feel bad not going, but I think deep down it's just like, man, I, I really don't want to get picked for the team anymore. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Sucks. It kind of sucks because back in the day, I mean, for, for a lot of people, it was such a, a prideful thing and, you know, an honor to go represent your country. Um, but I just feel like those days aren't quite the same anymore because the schedule is so brutal and just the timing and, you know, it's always over there. You know, maybe if it was at Redbud or something, it wouldn't be the same ordeal, but every time for these guys, it's load everything up. No one makes a penny. It costs you money because you got to take your wife or your mom or mm-hmm. everyone wants to pile on and you end up spending. I mean, I remember doing donations. Like, Man, I just spent like $10,000 of my own money to go yeah. to a race and no offense, but when you're riding for team South Africa, it's like, all right, let's just hope we qualify yeah. because you just didn't know how the team was going to, it wasn't like we went there to win. It, mm-hmm. So it, even at times it was like for me, even like, ah, this is what I don't like about the whole situation is Marvin Muskan last year was like very upset about not being picked from, for the French team. Mm-hmm. And like, he's chomping at the bit to go race that race. And he has to race just as many races as Tomac throughout a year. Yeah, I mean, and, that's a good point. And he is upset about it because he wants to freaking go ride for his country. And Tomac is everybody, and we need Tomac, really. Like, Not necessarily true. He didn't have to ride the two GPs. The two US. Oh, last year. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, it, I mean, we need Tomac on the team. Yeah, absolutely. And he's not going to hey, do JT, it. Hey, JT, don't let the stats get in the way of a good story. Jason Wigan <laughs> told me that one. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, um, was, Jimmy was giving us a nice emotional speech. It, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, this year it's one less race. You know, um, I talked to the Kawasaki guys about it, and they told me there's no rider, premier rider in the world that rode more races than Eli Tomac did last year. Really? Yep. Wow. 20, 20, 29, Monster Cup, and 2S. Two US GPs. Yeah, so, no. I mean, but on, and honestly, like, I get it. I, 
I mean, but it's the schedule ending so soon. And we'll get more into this after we let GL go. Cause we, we, and the timing, too, because, yeah. like, like I said, for, for a lot of the U.S. teams, once the Nationals are over, they might give their guys a week or two break. And then Supercross. right when donations is happening, everyone else is getting into the Supercross swing, getting ready for Monster Cup. So it's, the timing is also just yeah. sucks. I think the timing is the biggest factor. Yeah. It's a whole month. It's over a month. It's five, five weeks Those, after the season ends. Yeah. That's a long time to stay ready for an outdoor race. Absolutely. For a race that doesn't, you know, again, doesn't co- cost money, doesn't bring you anything. Here's another one, though. Since Tomac's got to race the USGP, I mean, does that make it any easier? Because he's got to be ready for that. So, but that's I mean, still another month. That's a week after Indiana. Yeah, it's a month. I know it's a month, but he, he still he has to, like, it's not like he would be continuing to ride outdoors just for one race. You know what I mean? If if he were to decide to do motocross the nations. Could you... GL, let me ask you this. If you're Tomac, could you ride Indiana, ride the USGP, and take two weeks off? Or is that just too much? No, you could. You could. And then get get busy? You could, for sure. I, I, think, I think, like G- JT saying, at this point in the season, you're, you're, so, you're so dialed in and fit that two weeks would probably – you'd actually probably come back and ride a little bit better because you'll be fresh again. Mm-hmm. So he could. But typically after those two weeks, once you get in the Supercross mode – and I think maybe it's different for different people. But for me, I think it's just really tough to go, cool, we're doing testing. Okay, drop everything. Yeah. And then, you know, let's switch 180 again and go back. Yeah, start go hammering 30s again. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just such chopping and changing and timing in so many races. And, and, and riders are just getting burned out. You know, nowadays, yeah, people go, oh, they get, that's why they get paid the big bucks. But it's just the physical side, too. You're traveling so much and then... During the week, you got to do, do this for Monster and that for Cowie and this photo shoot and that promo and this new gear line dropping. And you know what I mean? There's a, there's a lot of that behind the scenes stuff that by the end of the season, the last thing you want to do is get on the plane and travel halfway around the world. Yeah. To get a race on a track you don't know. Okay. So and just deal with all the media and just everything again, the jet lag. Let me, done let me ask you this. So next year, it's probably in America, it's probably at Redbud next year. Yep. But the same situation will be at hand. Five weeks of waiting. Well, so I don't know that the date's set, but yeah. But okay, four, four weeks. Four to five weeks, say, yeah, for sure. Say it is. Will we see those guys turn it down? Well, I yes, can't see thing. it. I can't see it. I think, I think when it's in your backyard, it changes the ball game quite a lot. Okay. You know you know the track. You The Americans have the upper hand. Tomac's probably confident he can go there and win in front of his home fans. He'll be the American hero again. You know, there's so many, you know, easy way that Cowie can take their rig up there. You know, there's no shipping and yeah, yeah. working out of containers. There's so many benefactors to it. Short little flight, you know, from his house, what's it going to be? Two-hour flight. Yeah, yeah. You know, one-hour time. You know, there's so right, many right. things that make it easier. That I, And especially being in America, I would really think, I think if he turns it down then, it's going to be like, yeah, he's going to lose a lot of fans over All right. Okay, well said. Uh, thanks, GL. Thanks for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, good work on the TV show, as always. Uh, we got to get you back in here uh, when you can. Um, thanks, man. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Jimmy, good job on the live announcing. Mathis, doing your thing as usual, killing it. JT, I must say, I like some of the new colorways on the gear, bud. Thanks, man. I, I like, the, I like the, the the gear that the Rocky Mountain team wore on that, that – uh, 
kind of soft blue and orange looks sweet. Yeah, thanks. I, yeah, wish, did a good uh, job with I can't really take credit for designing it, but I'm happy to be selling it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, thanks, sir. Uh, nice. Well, thanks, thanks, Jeff. Thanks, everyone listening. Thanks. Okay. You're the man, Grant. All right. Grant Langston, everybody. World champion, national champion, GL. Uh, does Langston Motorsports stock fly racing? Apparel. Yeah, absolutely. They do a great they're, job for they're, us. They're, they're big for you. Good. Yeah. Good, WPS, good man. All those um, shops use that. Uh, thanks, everybody, for More listening to Grant Langston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pivot Works. Since 1999, Pivot Works has simplified your trip to the parts counter by creating a single, simple solution when it comes time to replacing the worn-out chassis and suspension components on your dirt bike. Pivot Works is the premier aftermarket solution for rebuilding your wheels, forks, linkage, swing arm, shocks, steering stand bearings. 40-50% off of what the OEMs charge. Pivot Works, uh, great guys. Uh, do it right the first time and save money with Pivot Works. And uh, they have a lifetime replacement program as well with a proof of purchase for the Pivot Works guys. Uh, email us uh, using the show contact form on pulpamex.com uh, and we'll give you a hell of a deal on anything Pivot Works has. And we thank those guys for coming on uh, board with us as well. Thanks to Stank Dog for picking up. Thanks to Moser. Thanks to Jeremy Albrecht. Thanks to Grant Langston. Thanks to Todd DeHoop. Larry and- Sellers. Larry Sellers, all and 12. just random stink dogs, old number. Yeah, too. absolutely. Jimmy person. Albertson and Jason Thomas in uh, studio uh, here on the show, and uh, we got another guest lined up tonight. Uh, he's the brainchild behind this 125 Dream Race series that happened at Hangtown, at Lakewood, and at Washougal. Uh, FMF was a big part of it as well. Ivan Tedesco won this weekend. He did. Uh, our buddy, the Noof, whole shot. Then promptly ate shit in the back and pulled out with a bleeding nose and a busted thumb. So it right. didn't, didn't go so well for the noof. But uh, this thing's been really cool, man. A lot of people uh, watched it. A lot of people are into it. And uh, if David Pingree were here, he'd be basically jerking off about this series because he believes there's a 100% a, uh, a place for this, for this a class. A market. A market and a place for this class. But let's get, uh, let's get the man on the phone. Joey Lancaster. What's up, Joey? How are you, man? Hey, how's it going, Steve? I'm, uh, I actually just wrote down everything you just said, and that's going to be what I'll use for uh, all of our press releases. So. Oh, fantastic. Good to hear. <laughs> hey, by the way, Joey, that new fly gear, just fantastic. Just oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah, you know, did you see what Tedesco was wearing? He was on the number one spot on the podium. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice one. Um, thank you for coming on. Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, thanks for getting the new fin. It didn't go so well, but, uh, you know, hey. Whatever. Yeah, I saw. I went down and walked down and saw him on the line before practice, and he was all stoked. But yeah, I mean, at least he got the uh, he got the whole shot photo, so yeah, that's yeah. really all that matters. Yeah, you know, absolutely. In, in old new territory, he would have got the whole shot, and then he would have been cracking beers before the actual race was over. So yeah, absolutely. I'm glad he got that out of the way. Um, hey, what about the Glen Helen guys uh, trying to jank you and do their own two-stroke race? You care? Does it matter? Did you try to get with them? What 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 happened there? I well, first off, I think it's all good. Like. Uh, each one of these is promoted locally um, at the at the races, so mm-hmm. I don't have a relationship with those guys. So you know, why would they kind of take okay. me under the wing? But there, from what I understand, I mean this this whole thing, like our original dream race, we started six years ago at Washougal, and it mm-hmm. was just a fun weekend event. Yep. And then last year we got the opportunity because there was a little bit of time in between the NBC uh, TV schedule, so uh, actually John Ayers and Davy Coombs reached out and said, "Hey, if you want to do anything, well." Ryan Huffman that uh, runs yep. Washougal hit me up and knew that I would be able to come in and make something happen and something that was fun. So that kind of led into this year, and really it was it was last minute. I mean, right. I got the email from Davey Coombs and the call from John Ayers, like, 
we were, it was almost five weeks before uh, Hangtown. And from what I understand, like Hangtown already had something going. And then to answer your question, Glen Helen had already been promoting their two-stroke race. So it kind of, uh, mm-hmm. they didn't want to step away from that. They kind of already had some momentum there. But the Hangtown guys were kind of able to uh, change some stuff around. And then, uh, of course, the Colorado guys were, were all thumbs up. And then Washougal, you know. Um- Obviously. Now you there. can you can uh, you can discount this all you want, but the fact was, Joey, you had full gates for all three rounds, didn't you? Yeah, actually, the, it was funny walking around in the pits. Um, I mean, I look at we're just privateer promoters, is what yeah. I call us, because we're just we're just doing this for fun. We're volunteering our time to really make it happen and to show that you know more or less you can. There's still a lot of fun to be had on motorcycles, even though the high end pro racing still needs to happen. But yeah, we had uh, we actually had more guys at Hangtown than there were in the 250F class there for a little bit. So yeah. the talk was funny as we're sitting there at our at our uh, RV and guys are walking up asking what's going on so yeah um yeah it's been crazy i mean the inbox has been smoking you know as soon as we put out word that this was happening and and that was really the hardest part was to figure out the politics and figure out how everything needed to happen and the timing for everything you know moving forward so that was the big hurdles that we had marks what'd you do there you just hit the intro button I didn't mean to. You didn't like Joey? You didn't like what Joey was saying? <laughs> yeah, you just cut him right off. cut you right off I, for I a second. Joey. Joey. That was my See, I, I said politics, and they started coming back out. Already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he's fired. Don't worry. He'll be immediately fired. Um, hey, uh, so the 120, we had FMF and Husqvarna stepping up and giving away uh, 125 to a guy who did all three rounds. Uh, I understand there were nine guys up for this? Yeah, it was nine guys, and that goes back to, like, early on, you know, when we were we were just the, – the timing was just so close that you know, we wanted to do something that was almost like a little mini championship. So that's how the Triple Crown came uh-huh. out. But the timing in it, I mean, you've you got to remember, you're, you're, you're talking to guys that are, you know, old A-class riders, old pro riders. They, nobody was ready for this at all. Yeah, so yeah. when we first put out the press release, it's not like everybody was like, yeah, I, could, I totally have time to travel all. Yeah, yeah, no, so, yeah. You know, it was it was a little bit different, but what we wanted to do, and it's something similar that we do at our original races, we like to have it more of a kind of a community event, like not necessarily the fastest guy won, although Devin Watson was the guy that actually walked away with the new Husqvarna 125, and he was he would have been right up there if we had like a full um, yeah. championship series. But you know, it's kind of more or less let's try to give back to the dudes that did drop. Yeah, yeah, had and yeah. I like try that. To make it happen. I like that because oftentimes the winner doesn't need it or or you know has the most support or or whatever. So I like yeah. the idea that you did that. Now, who did win the point series if you added it up? Did Lane you? Shaw. Yeah, Lane Shaw oh, okay. would have been would have been the rider out of out of uh Texas and uh you know he was he was actually um I mean he was he was up front and having fun. He actually hole shotted the first one at Hangtown and it was uh you know, everybody was going right. nuts in his camp for that. But um, you know, who knows where this thing goes? You know, it's okay, I, <laughs> the amount of uh amount of talk behind yeah, it and you yeah. know, I feel like the only the only thing negative about it are just the dudes that didn't get the call to to race. Everybody else is excited. <laughs> I have a small it wouldn't be the Pulp MX show without me having a complaint. I have a small mm-hmm. complaint. I don't know and JT's kind of on board with me. I don't know about letting the 150s in there. Mm, yeah. Like, it feels right. like that's a massive advantage compared to huge, YZ 125 or huge. KX 125 or whatever. But I don't know how else you get around that because now you got to check and there's going to be cheaters. And I understand the bikes are identical. So 
I don't know. Yeah, Joel. well, that's so at the beginning. I mean, it's just all about having like who do you, who do you have police it? You know, if there's yeah, people, yeah. if there's people behind it, yeah, I'm all up for making it making it real. You yep, know, and yep. and I mean, it's 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 myself, my wife, <laughs> yeah, and exactly. my, other, my other buddy Kit that are out there, and we're the only you know like right. MX Sports has been awesome, and they're you know they're excited to have us there, but they're like, yeah, here you go, like have, right, have yeah, fun, no, no, I know? get it. I, I get mean, it. you can visually see it. That Tyler Livesey was on a on a one fifty at. Colorado, and he was popping the triple step up, and I'm just like, dude, there's 250 guys short in that. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I don't know. The, yeah. the noose, not the leanest individual. No, he is not. Earth. No, a lot, yeah. lot, lot of tall boys. <laughs> and he pulled yes. the whole way from gate 34. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. That's it. That's the only thing. It's just like if I got a YZ125, I'm like going, ah, oh, shit. Or know? a Honda 125, like yeah, uh, well, Tyler Villapoto. Yeah. The history around racing motorcycles, right? If there's nobody there to actually no, check, yeah. somebody's always going to yeah. run something. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. If you had nothing, if you just said, hey, it's 125 only, guys. If you're not cheating, just, or just, if you don't get caught, yeah. it's not cheating, right? right exactly. Yep. Um, and I thought, yeah, I thought it was really cool. So let me ask you this. One of my questions are. And I, and I guess I really didn't understand sort of what a skeleton crew it was with, what, that you're doing this with. But, like, I think you could take this out there, man, and do something with it. Yeah, it's... Uh, like, I, don't, like I know I you have a real earlier. job. I know you have a real job and everything, but I think there's a market for this. I'm good with him quitting that job. He's oh, fine. okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the best way to Quit do the it... job, Joey. The best way to do it would be to advertise it as, like, some sort of amateur all-star event. Like, um... No, I don't... Well, we... We go both ways. Like you see what happens in Europe, easy. right? So that's easy on going the amateur ways. event. Like the the next riders coming up, giving yeah. a little bit of national, you know, yeah. exposure and, and an opportunity to ride the tracks. But mm-hmm. the other thing, and the other the other boat is the one that Pingree's in, just rowing the shit out of, and that's the one that you know you. It's the kind of the older A class riders. It's the regional guys that you know maybe they never got their pro license or maybe they did, but then they you know life happens. They got a job or, yeah. or you know whatever happens, right? Um, it's that's where we see a lot of the traction is like these guys coming out of the woodwork like dude this this was my dream to do something like this and mm-hmm. uh you know be able to kind of come out and do that and then afterwards they're all sitting in the pits drinking beers and just telling epic you know bench racing stories yeah. and not not to think that that would take away from the amateur stuff but there's already such a big amateur you know schedule that you've talked about plenty on your show you know yeah. in, what in about US, that it's like you know even coombs i mean coombs just threw out a huge story in the the latest racer x if you have a chance to grab that but never heard he of talks it. about doing a nine race series where it's you know it's three it's three on the west coast three central and and three on the east coast and then you kind of take the top 10 from those three races each and then you throw in some of kind of like the back to like the political side of it some of like those high-end guys that you yeah. want to get in there right and then all of a sudden you have like a champion one final well, this championship is, race this here's, is your chance to make some money make it happen joe you could do this here's a fun <laughs> one that you could do um and it probably wouldn't work and this is just me talking but you've had some beers yeah well i'm still on my first okay. one don't worry about right. it but you could do a deal with the manufacturers like say ktm or husqvarna and you could have like Basically, KTM used to do this thing called the Race of Champions, and they'd ha- they bring ten. Uh, it was like almost like Junior Challenge. They bring ten sixty fives and have the be- the ten best sixty riders in the country yeah. race them. Yep. And um, you could do the same thing with the one twenty fives and just have like a bunch of old vet guys, you know, the old former racers come and they have to ride the identical bikes to each other. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's kind of what the whole like 
idea is, you know, I mean, every every professional racing organization will always have the top, the high end. Like, the dream race is not necessarily about, you know, two yeah. strokes forever and yeah, yeah. 125. Like, yeah, we, we love them because they're easy to work on. We love them because they're cheap to find. But at the same time, when you get down to it, it's, it's about find, building that community of people that aren't scared to work on the, the machine that they're riding with. Or yeah. maybe they don't know, but maybe their dad does or maybe their buddy does. And it really brings a community together. You know, like some of these guys will spend the entire year building, building bikes, you know, just yeah. for that one chance to either race it at this or an original race or, or whatever it is. And it's hard to see that mm-hmm. when you're dumping. I mean, we we all see how many, you know, how expensive these bikes are all the time. That the new ones that are coming out, and we need those. We need yeah. those for the high end of the sport as that continues to push. But I feel like we're missing those first two steps on the ladder of uh, of motocross, where we're we're taking away that maybe quote unquote spec class. You know, where maybe it is the same. YZ125, where they continue to reprint the, you know, Cowie gets back into it, and they yeah. just hit reprint on James Stewart's 05125. You know, for right. for into the future. You um, know, but. What if it was five grand? That'd be killer. You're yeah. gonna put the different bars and different stuff on it anyhow. So. Yeah. Um, JT also too. Uh, one thing about the one positive, another positive about this race is that it's hard to get hurt on a 125. You can, of course, yes. Noof did, but speeds are lower. <laughs> it's just way more forgiving. Yeah. They just handle like, well. Speeds are lower. Speeds are and lower. That's why you're saying you can get away with just bringing bikes and riding them. You couldn't do that on a 450. Like yep. it'd be so dangerous. Yep. But I've already got the name for the class. It's called the KTM Senior Challenge. Senior Boom. Challenge. There we go. Boom. Boom. Pitch it to KTM. Um, I'll take ten percent. My big That'll thing. With, my, my big thing with this, Joey, and I've said it to Ping, and I've said it on these shows. Like, I'm okay with two strokes coming back. Sure, get, get, like, like uh, I get it. Uh, less expensive, uh, more fun, easier to maintain. I would, I would argue on the easier to maintain part because uh, if you, if you, if you don't modify the shit out of your 250F and just change the oil, they're not, you know, they, they go longer. But here's my thing. These OEMs, they got to stop being fucking greedy. You can't ask $7,000 for a 10-year-old YZ125. Like, stop it. Stop it, yeah. Yamaha. Stop it. That's what they're doing. You can almost it's get a 250F for the same price. It's not much more to get a 250F. Now, so they're being greedy in my eyes. Like, price these things accordingly. Sell them. You know why they don't want to do it is because they, they're trying to sell four-strokes, and they know if they label those... 125s like they used to that i don't think they're trying to sell four strokes if they would they would just discontinue two uh, two strokes that but they haven't yeah well it's all we've seen in the past if there's if there's a market there i mean same thing that me and jt deal with all day you know at the dealership level like if there's a market for something like it'll create its own feet you know yeah and in you know just so you i mean look at villapoto was up there on what a 12 year old honda yeah you know yeah, like he was getting if you keep it so bad if you keep it a carbureted bike or mm-hmm. carbureted machine and you yeah. keep the displacement the same like there's no reason why you can't just go find that favorite bike you know if, in case something crazy happens this is suspension in the future whatever it is right Right, like all these bikes are still competitive and that's what that's what really opens up a lot of those eyeballs is like yeah there is you know ktms and the the husqvarna's and and uh you know like you said the yamaha that's been really the same for a long time but that's maybe why yamaha keeps it that way i mean it works and obviously they're seeing a little bit of change with the you know husqvarna ktm you know coming out with some new crazy fuel injected bike but You know, as as it moves forward, it's, you know, it, I mean, that's a big part that drives, too, and that's our aftermarket side. Yeah. You know, like the story of buying these bikes off of Craigslist or whatever, you know, nickel ads or whatever yeah. crazy stuff you look at, like, that's uh, a big part of it. And you talk to a lot of the dealers around, and 
they're not never hesitant to help out because they know that they hadn't sold a whatever you know yeah. two-stroke spark plug or air filter for that bike and all year, except for a month before the Dream Race. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't charge full price for these things, OEMs. That's all. Just stop it. Just make them, make them affordable, and they'll come back, and everybody will enjoy them. I don't know. I mean, like, I think half the fun of riding a two-stroke is buying a used one and, and cleaning it up and yeah, building it up. Like wow. it, it really is a I lot know. of fun. I, I got one down in the garage that I built, the '89. I've got two. It cost me right a lot now. of money. It cost me a lot of money. <laughs> so <laughs> I got an old uh, RM two fifty two-stroke that I. Got and I got a I got an aluminum tank for it and W did all the wheels up for yeah. it. It looks bitching. I'm just like, there's so much still so much work to yeah. be done. But once it's all done, it's gonna be awesome. So there we go, well, Joey. Honestly, you, oh, uh, well, you should see like a, our original race. We do we have a 250 class, we have a 500 class, and we have like a vet class and the and the kids classes. It's all two stroke. But there's dudes showing up with kicks 500s that they've built that are electric start and like just crazy stuff that you know like they bring out of the woodwork and it's just some of these guys that's their that's their excitement is all year i mean maybe they you say it's expensive but you know maybe they maybe you buy yourself a six-pack of beers and buy yourself a new set of wheels and you stay home instead of going to the bar and it really turns yeah. out probably about the same at the end you know uh did you make any money on this thing joey for your effort you and your wife and, and your buddy and everything like i hope that i hope you uh, made some money this is a lot well, of i put out a uh a, a little coin machine that had some old used uh, 125 parts in it to see what we got. And I think we got we were it was tw- 50 cents we made at uh, Hangtown. We made uh, <laughs> I think it was 75 cents at Colorado. Yes, and it, it actually tied at Washougal for 50 cents. So, so there you go. But a uh, quick story uh, is old. The funniest thing that happened at Washougal this weekend was uh, old our old buddy Watson was up on the uh, podium. So first lap, they're out there, right? Oh, if Ivan's anywhere near there, yeah, they'll be Watson will be nearby. Yeah, yeah. Tedesco's out there in Villapoto, and Watson comes up to me and he goes, "I'm here to protest." <laughs> I go, "I go, why?" And he goes, "Villapoto's ran way more laps than Tedesco here. He's got a he's got an advantage." And I go, "All right, perfect." And I go, "I bring an old uh, Excite bike arcade machine, and anybody that protests, it's the fastest lap on the on the." Her fastest time on the first lap uh, wins the protest, and, and Watson <laughs> just started cracking up, and it was like finally that was my. I've been trying to make Kenny Watson laugh my entire life, and finally I did it at the 125 Dream Race at Washougal. So oh, what, what think, a dream! Well, yeah, if you, it's if you, a dream come true. Yeah, it, it is the dream race. If you're looking for Kenny and Tedesco is around, just look for the the feet coming out of Tedesco's ass. It'll be it'll be Watson because <laughs> he'll be right up in there, right up in there with Tedesco. God, he was probably just stroking himself at the island up front again, just and stroking himself. Yeah, two stroke. That's himself. why he shaves his head so he can slide in his ass easy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he loves himself, some Ivan Tedesco, and and thanks to FMF, who's a big part of our show too, Joey, for for coming up with this bike and sponsoring the series and everything else. Yeah, a little. It was funny getting thrown. Like I say earlier, there was only like five weeks into it. And, yeah, and at, at this point, right? Like the the only thing I've done is just just you know my my day job, just being you know at those races and helping out friends and privateers. Like I was a faster A rider, but I never got my pro license. I had fun racing the four stroke nationals back in the day and then you kind of see it i saw a door open in the industry and i went that direction and and uh kind of stopped racing that way but you know on the other end like it's i don't know you, you never know what's going to happen yeah. you know like there's so much talk going on and we got just thrown in like conference calls you know where it's all, all these guys in there and then all of a sudden on the other line there's little d and he's like well you know we'll yeah just throw our name on it, you know, like He's all the budget of everything was spent at this point, you know, but sure. I just basically at the last minute, you know, they, 
they they realistically out came down to they asked me how much I wanted to get paid at the beginning and each one of these are promoted locally so I don't you know I have a relationship with Wash Eagle but I don't with Hangtown or Colorado right, right. you know they're you know MX Sports is hitting these guys up saying hey uh, we got a guy that's going to come in and put on this quote unquote you know it's a halftime race right yep, yep. Um, do you guys want to pay for him to do that and they don't know me so obviously I mean if I was in their shoes I'd probably the same way like well we can do that you know so last minute I just said hey you know I'll I'll do this because I want it to happen like you guys don't have to pay me I'll we'll show up and we'll get all these riders together and and bring them out there just to kind of if you build it they will they will come type of thing and mm-hmm. that's really what's happening right now with all the talk so it's exciting yeah that's awesome uh and thanks to little d at fmf for, for making it happen and thanks to also uh um pivotworks for bringing on joey lancaster pivotworks.com uh as well uh making your there's trip a, to the parts county what? there's a lot of pivotworks and those bikes out there for oh sure. yes absolutely. Flapped out bearings <laughs> left to ride on those old any rebuild old i do cars. i just pivot works you have to oh. have pivot works and Vertex, hot cams, that whole setup. The whole thing. Yeah. Um, well, Joey, thanks for your time tonight. Congratulations on the, on the Dream Race uh, series. I hope it comes back next year. Um, I think it will, right? Everybody liked it. Like you'll do. Yeah. It again, all, right? all I can say at this time is, if you leave, if you live anywhere close to a national track, you might as well get yourself a 125 ready to go. Yeah. There we go. See. Um, and uh, good luck with your day job because that 18 fly stuff is sweet. Like, well, you know, we, uh, they're on, they're on Thursday night motocross tower. Um, got talking to, uh, the old man there, JT and, uh, I told him I was going to take him out trail riding, so maybe we'll go out trail riding. Maybe, maybe oh. only one of us will come back, though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Hey, thanks, thanks for your time. Thanks for your help in getting Newfin. Uh, I had to text Will Hahn and tell him he was out. He was too busy. Right, he couldn't right. go in. But uh, So I don't know what strings you pulled to get Newfin or whatever, but thank you for that. I, I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, yeah, thank you. It's always good good time to have all this up, and thanks for having me on. Have yeah, a good thanks. night, guys. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Joey. Right, See, See you, Joey. Yep. Uh, Pivotworks bringing you Joey Lancaster, 125 Dream Race, uh, brain child behind that thing. Uh, did he make it sound like it might be 12 of them? 12 of them. If you live near a national track, by all three sweet. <laughs> cool That's race. a lot of racing, what? man. It's a cool race, though. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. do it. I, do, I just want to do it, right? I want to buy my own bike yep. or you know, have a sponsor of a bike. Will you ride my 89? No, no. I would want to do it right. Build oh, a bike, wow. get a fast one. I would. I probably my bike's just, done. It's done up. I should just go buy a stock 150. Would be the easy answer. And then you're then you're dialed. Or you just yeah. You know what? If you're doing out. that series as seriously and you don't have a 150, you're an you're idiot. You're screwed. You're yeah. an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, everybody. We'll take our second commercial break of the night. Jimmy Albertson, Jason Thomas in. Uh, we're going to talk some motocross to nations more. I want to get into this and who mm. we're going to send and yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Marty. We'll, get, we'll get into that. We have uh, X-Brand tear-offs, race tech emails. Send the hoop. The hoop sounds like he's ready. Langston sounds like he's not ready. No. Langston's out. We'll be right back with much more on the show tonight. Please stick around. And thanks, everybody. Get your tampon out and freaking suck it up. All of us have one thing in common. When it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that is passion. At BTO Sports, our foundation is built around family, which allows us to offer unparalleled customer service. Knowing we share a common interest, we look forward to the weekend as much as you. So we offer three-day express on orders over $85. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motorsports parts and apparel for well over a decade. 
due to our reputation for excellent customer service and great prices. From motocross to mountain bikes, sports bikes to UTVs, BTOsports.com has what you need because our passion reflects yours. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life, Van Halen and Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com, they make much more than just moto gear, mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. FlyRacing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative high quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX Show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say... I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate... Blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. 
And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet, you're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows, they might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. You've worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Race tech, suspension, and engines. Great guys have been with us for a number of years now. You know what race tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose race tech. Look, maybe you don't race supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil. Change the bushings. Change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. PulpMX17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Racetech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. Attention KTM riders. Need a little orange bling for your KTM? Maybe some cool new KTM power wear? Or just a few parts to freshen up your ride? Whatever you're looking for, KTM Parts Express is your place to shop. KTM Parts Express. The number one online source for all your KTM needs. With over 40 years experience in the motorcycle industry, customer service is our specialty. Our warehouse is packed full of the latest KTM Powerwear clothing, Powerwear accessories, and genuine KTM replacement parts. Huge inventory, great prices, fast, accurate shipping. Use the code PULPMX to save 15% off your order. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right gearing for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, hard coat silver, and our long-lasting laser-cut steel vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to Vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to 
Shoes, Sprockets, and Chain. Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines, brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800-440-3559, extension 222, and mention promo code PULPMX2017. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com and see you at the track. E.K. Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D Chain by E.K. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D Chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors, chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength, 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X-Rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit EKChainUSA.com and click on Rider Support. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JDR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust of ya. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it.
Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code HELPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit pivot works has what you need to get your bike or atv handling like new for a fraction of the price of the oem parts if you race ride for fun or just like restoring bikes like mathis pivot works should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement after almost 20 years in business pivot works is still the leader in oem quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits and PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. 
Gear Alloy wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Starting now, you can use the code PULPMX17 to save on Gear Alloy at SoCalSuperTrucks.com. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented Pro-Launch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique tack hour meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. This is uh, Jimmy Albertson's song right here. 
What, you got a problem with it? No, no, Billy Squire. Yeah. You, like, you're, you're saying that, like, when I said that, you acted like you'd never heard no, of Billy Squire. I know Billy Squire. Okay. Just Everybody sure. wants some. Yeah, and the stroke. Stroke. Stroke me, stroke me. Stroke me, stroke me. Yeah, yeah. JT? I've heard it. Yeah, oh. I, don't, I don't know it that well, right, right. but I definitely have heard it, obviously. It? JT refused to uh, take his song choice. Uh, gave it up to Jimmy Albertson. Well, Jimmy's the... He's the co-host. I kind of hijacked his Monday night. I don't you care. You did. That's true. I declare, make sure it was clear, uh, good with both of you that the other guy was coming. I couldn't believe you even asked me. I wanted to make sure. I, Maybe there's beef. Like, Maybe you guys are fighting what? over Dude, beef. I don't on, know. Bro. We used to sleep in the same bed. That's true. What? Yeah. Sounds yeah. gay. It, 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 well, I don't know. He's a good, he's a good uh, partner in bed. Hold on. Hold on. He's good in bed. He stays to his side. So can poke. <laughs> what? You guys could only hit one room? Well, no. Like, there's a nice king bed, right? Had to share. You had to share a bed. But why would there only be one bed in the room? It's just right. how that worked out. Like, worked it's out fine. I said on my side. No, he I, 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 I know, it was a, if it was a deal, like if we were like worried about it, Forrest yeah. would have been like, no problem. We'll get you another room. Yeah, but you it's can like, have two beds. No. They didn't have it. A, it was whatever. It would be a king. Oh, so it was one time only. Yeah, it wasn't like, well, well it was yeah. probably a couple times. <laughs> yeah, a few times. It wasn't like we preferred it. It just happened. Like, Except for that one time we had two beds and we slept in the same bed. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't think yeah. we were talking about that yeah. time. No, but that was after the season was over on vacation. <laughs> that yeah. was Hawaii. Yeah, that, that was Cabo. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Jeez. Uh, yeah. Ryan's on one. He's been a hole forever. Ryan, are you still there? All right, Ryan's gone. Uh, John, what's up, man? This, this one's for Albertson. Ooh. Dude, 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 bro. What, how well do you know about Billy Squire? I mean, uh, enough, <laughs> I guess. Do you, do you know he's a freaking closet fag? Oh, he is. So that's probably why I like him so much. Got a lot oh, in common. Oh man, and I liked you so much. Yeah. Oh, uh, hey, you so know, bad. okay. It's it's about cares, it's, it's about the music. Yeah, look at Elton John. Right, Terrific I mean, uh, look music. At, look at Michael Jackson. Yeah, but Elton John's not a closet fag. He's open about it. So who cares? I'm telling you what. So why are you outing Billy? Why are you outing okay. Billy on the show? Here's what you got to understand. Here's what, here's what you got to understand about rock stars in that age. They got so much pussy that it just wasn't enough. They're like they they would try anything on for size. Yeah, they were so bored. They were just they were so bored. Like they've already <laughs> fucked every chick in the world. They're ready to try something else. All right, thanks for the call, John. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks for that. That's, Those that's were awesome. true rock stars back uh, in the day. Jimmy, uh, today you went to uh, go grab a workout uh, yeah, before the yeah. show, and you're here. You flew in from Washougal. I played you, basketball yesterday in Portland too. I played it today in Vegas. I'm just so doing a little today, NBA Jimmy, world uh, tour. Yeah, you got to drive the 2017 Honda Ridgeline. I sure mine. did, and and it's fantastic, and you loved it. And uh, by the way, if you want to get a deal on a Ridgeline, Honda World Downey, five freeway and 605 freeway meet, over 1,000 new Hondas in stock, over 100 used cars, including certified Hondas, and uh, 30 minutes for anywhere in L.A. Honda World Downey located right in the center where the 5 and the 605 meet. And uh, they will give you the best deal on a new or used Honda. So whether it's a CRV, an Accord, yeah. a Civic, a Ridgeline, uh, the, the, the Fit. The My fit. mom had Honda a Honda fit. Accord, and that thing ran forever. Like They're well known for that. Yeah, uh, Honda World Downey. See Steve down there, and uh, they will get you a deal. Mention Pulp MX Show. So if you're in the market for a Honda and you're in the L.A. area, please check them out. Uh, 
Tell them Pulp, Pulp Mech send you, and they will hook you up with a deal. Uh, the Truck Hero question of the day, truck-hero.com, proud sponsor of the Auto Trader JGR Suzuki guys. Uh, they're a supplier of premium vehicle accessories made in the USA to outfit light trucks and SUVs from bumper to bumper, NFAB, undercover, back industries, bed rug, all under the name of Truck Hero. They are the name you can trust when it comes to the finest products for your truck, including my beautiful Ridgeline that Jimmy Robertson drove today that I got from Honda World Downey. I'm working all that in together. The Truck Hero question of the day is simple uh, to you two jerkies. It's really simple. Who in the hell do we send for Team USA? Oh, don't get me started. For the motocross I'm the writing nations. a column tomorrow morning about this. Yeah, JT came out right out of the bat when this conversation opened at lunch and said three names. And after I went through all everything in my head, I told him it was, I like barked at him the we first time he said it. Yeah, we, yeah, I went through everything in my head and I'm like, whoa, he was... You dropped a lot of insight on me right there, quick. I I, and I was like, yeah, those are the three guys. I'm stressed out. I'm okay, stressed look, out. I spent $1,250 of my own money on an airplane ticket listen, to go to this race already. I'm already twelve fifty. Listen, deep. I'm deep that deep, and I bought the hotel room that you're sharing with me that you have not paid me for. Mm. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, I might not go. I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> well, I plan on sleeping in his bed there while we're at the You're getting at some Racer race X too. money, bro. You're going to get Racer X money. Ah, very Where's little. Where's my Racer very X little. money? No, I'm um, already going to try to con you out of that because I'm already going to be over there. Oh, so. <laughs> great. Um, maybe we'll get Hansel and Kyle there. I want to go, bro. You know uh, I want to go. You I've know sp- they're coming. I've spent my own Hansel money. Hansel and Kyle. I've spent my own money every year to go. <laughs> We can't even. We, I, I, yeah, but I, I, we can't tell the story. So a little I'm, inside, I'm just, a little too I'm just, inside. Yeah, right. I'm just going over it. Um, a little too inside. I'm just going over it. Am, I'm driving right yeah. by. Yeah, yeah, it would a, be a great right, story. Right, right, yeah. right. I'm not stopping. No. Okay. Uh, you know, I've spent my own money to go to this, so I really want to go. We keep losing every year, and I still want to go. But if USA doesn't send a team, I'm not going. Okay. I fully s- expect them to send a team. But I think they shouldn't. I think they should not. Me. The Canadian uh, in the room thinks this, they should not. Okay, this so let, is the let, best chance we've had to not send a, send a team yeah, in a while. Let's time. go through it for people who don't know. Uh, Eli Tomac is bowed let's, out. Well, no, let's, let's start at the top. Just oh. the way I'm going to do this, my art column okay. tomorrow. What's the best team? Well, the we gotta best t- but, but we possible got, no. team we could send. The best possible. And then let's start working down. The best possible team is Tomac, no, 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 Baggett, and Osborne. Oh, I see what you mean. I yeah, thought, yeah, I, let's I thought start. you meant now. And then we'll I'm start sorry. eliminating. I got yeah. so Baggett, paint the picture. Baggett, Osborne, and Tomac, or, ba- or Anderson, Baggett, or Anderson, Tomac, and Osborne. Okay, okay now let's, let's. I really think so Anderson and Baggett that, is a flip of a coin. You guys are saying this is okay. going to be their worst team of all time, right? So let's. The worst team of all time is probably Dungey, Tedesco, and Weimer, right? Uh, that team, Putting, the Wiles team in uh, Australia, wasn't. That's yeah. spectacular. Mm-hmm. But that was pretty bad because Dungey was a, hadn't even you're, raced you're, the You're diverting from... No, what I'm saying is, is this team that we come up with going to be better than that team? I don't know. Okay, History so, will decide that because those guys won. Tomac they did not, win. Tomac is not going. Baggett is hurt and going to need surgery. He is not going. Anderson is not going. He is getting a plate taken out of his foot. He Which is, is kind of breaking news. I feel like we're breaking that. Okay. <clears throat> yep. breaking yeah. So, he, so Anderson is not going. Um... So that's the three 450 guys that are basically one, two, three Americans right now. Yep. They are all not going. The next guy to send would be Cooper Webb, who has a torn knee meniscus in his knee. I believe meniscus. Yep. Maybe not. Maybe yep. something else. Meniscus. Meniscus. Yep. Uh, meniscus guy. So Cooper has a bad knee. He has not ridden. He's missed races this year. And the team has to be picked in two weeks for Unadilla. 
so he may be out. Barsha has ridden very well at this race. He is switching teams most likely and or has this concussion going on. Although J-Bone was pretty optimistic about him racing Unadilla. So, but he has issues going on with the team switch. How many guys have we seen not race because of team switches? And, yep. and that's understandable. I, I, think in, I think the first weekend in October, if, they don't, if he's not staying there, I don't see how he's racing that race. Right. So we are now down to Osborne's in. He's a lock. Yep. We are down to his two teammates on a 450, which could be Seeley if you go by the points, and mm-hmm. Justin Bogle would be the next two guys in the points. But Bogle's losing, switching teams too. Bogle switching teams too. Yeah, would not his choice, but it's it's a yeah. fact. So, so do you put Osborne on a four fifty? He rode for Puerto Rico on a four fifty. No, uh, seven years ago. I thought I, we were I, put, I thought we were putting him on a four fifty. Oh really? Yeah, and then we put Alex on a two fifty. Okay, and then J Mart. Right. Now Alex is hurt. He is hurt. I I think it's going to be longer injury than is being reported at the moment, but that doesn't mean two months from now he won't be okay. Um, Jamont? He's just been riding okay. <sighs> yeah. I, the Would you put Jamont on a 450? He had the 450 thing saying, like, it refresh him and give him I, new motivation. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it, but it's not ideal. He's not He's not doing all that well right Dude, now. Don't go. I, he I was say doing don't terrible go. in Supercross, though. And when he hopped on that 450 and went to Daytona, it was he was good. Okay, wait a minute, though. He crashed in the heat in the semi. He had to go to the LCQ, and then he pulled a third-gear start from the outside and yanked it. He rode credit. great in the main event, though. Yes. Great. His yes. lap times were right. And he rode good in time qualifying, too. So, yeah. like, if you're sending J-Mod on a 450 and Osborne on a 450 and a on a 250, don't go. No offense to those guys. You're from Canada. You can't even weigh in on this topic. Okay. But the big, the biggest problem with all of this is, and you know, it's 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 just a matter of geography and logistics. Is that we are based really far away and we can't drive to this event. Yeah. If we were Belgium, we could wait till the week before the race and decide. Because all you got to do is load your bike, build a bike, and drive it over there. It's not, or you can drive under the, you can drive the tunnel, and straight to England. But for us, you've got to have months, or at least you know, at least a month to prepare, build bikes, ship everything, yeah. buy flights. It's a it's a prepare two bikes. huge yeah. ordeal yeah. for the USA versus everyone else. I mean Australia, yeah, okay. That's but they typically they borrow bikes. But they typically get GP riders too yeah. that their bikes can be driven. So for us it really puts us in a bind. Not only are all of our guys hurt and can't race or don't want to race, but we also have to decide six weeks before the event and we don't even know what the situation's gonna be. We can't decide if Cooper Webb's gonna be good. There's no way. I'm sorry, Wacko. They're not going. Well, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, I, I. Do you think they go? Yes, I do. Jimmy, yeah, they're going. Okay. I think they're going too. I do. <laughs> but I think they shouldn't. If you can't set, if you're sending fifth and sixth place in the points. Yeah, but I, I you I'm, know, I'm good with it, and I'm probably going to get articles written about it, and these pundits in Europe that want to take everything we say and make an article out of it. That's fine. I'm good with it. I will go to England. I'll have a great time with you. I really enjoy going to Europe. I'd spent a lot of time there in my racing career and I, I enjoy every second of going back, especially now that I don't have, I just get to enjoy the experience. And if we go there with not our best team, which is looking like what's going to happen, Sealy Bogle, Osborne, whatever, the, whatever option that ends up being, it's not our number one pick. 
Okay, that's just or not two. that's just not going to happen. Or right. three. Right. As long as everyone understands that, and we're going in there and like, hey, this is what we got to deal with. These guys are going to try their ass off. Let's go get them. I'm good with that because like it's too it. expensive to do that. I like it. Too much money. It's not my money. No, I know, but but I'm saying as long as everyone understands the situation, and it's not like if we don't win, if these guys try their best and we yeah. don't win, and everybody's like, and then everybody's like, aha, you guys lost again. That's what I don't want because uh, I don't think that's fair. Like these I don't guys, think people. I don't think people would be oh, like that. For sure, they would. With with a, with a C team or a D team, yeah. I don't. No, think there so. will be certain people that will. Okay. Yeah, well, dance, dance on our grave. Um. Yeah, it's really expensive. I There's like, already apathy towards this event. Like, not for me. No, I, just I know. But towards bucks. the teams. Towards the teams. I like the Plessinger idea too. I'm in on that too. I like Plessinger. I'm in. I, I think four fifty. Four fifty. Four fifty. Yep. Um, that track could suit him well. I'll tell you what, the biggest thing I want, and I'm, I'm okay with Barsha too if they can find a way. Uh, by the way, people are asking about Covington. He is on Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah. He is on Puerto Rico. The biggest thing I want out of our USA guys, and this, it's not just this year, it's any year, I want guys that want to go. I want guys that want to go because it, that translates into effort. But I feel like they've all wanted to go. Uh, I, I don't feel like everybody's effort has always been 100% in. I don't feel like Dungey's been fully committed uh, in certain thought, years. Yeah. I feel like he was going because he felt pressured to go, but I don't feel like he was motoring down in September leading up to it after he just won a title and went in there like gangbusters. I, I don't fully believe that. I, I, think, could be, I could be wrong. It's just an opinion. But I just want guys that want to go because I think they'll train for it, they'll ride for it, they'll go in like, yeah. I want to be here and I want to win. I don't want guys that feel like they're peer pressured or sponsors are talking them into it or any of that because that just lets everybody down. It's not worth all that. I think that um, Barsha does well over there because he truly yeah. Want, yeah. loves yeah. being you, there. You can see it. He, he rides yeah. his ass off. And I remember vi- vividly in France, we were in the media tent and they got beat. France was better than them on that day. France was the best team. And I talked to Barsha. He's like, man, I, I tried. Like, I I tried so and I'm like, dude, you have nothing to be sorry for. Like, yeah. you rode your ass off. You rode great. You fought for every spot. You have nothing to be ashamed of. Like, France was the best team today. That doesn't mean you guys weren't spectacular. Like, and that's all I want. Like, you guys ride hard. You guys ride great. Pfft. Well, you know, the results will speak for themselves. I just want guys that want to be there. And and I know Dungey, He's a great champion. Listen, he's one of the best that's ever done it. Period. Bar none, period. But I don't feel like – I feel like there were many years where he didn't want to be there. Here's another factor, too. Barsha's fiance is from England. Yep. She's English. Yep, so maybe true. he wants to go over there. I just he's. I think he's out of that team, so then he's out. Like, Would you agree with that, though, that you feel like there were years that Dungey didn't want to be there? Oh, 100%. Lomo, mm, for sure. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know him well enough. Uh, he looked like he tried. He just didn't ride well. yeah, well. he's trying when you're in the race. Of yeah, no, that's what I mean. So, like, race, I don't but, know. Like, but he knows better than anyone. Anyone that's ever been at a level higher than me, because I certainly knew, the race isn't is irrelevant. The, your result is based off all the effort in the month or two months before that. Yeah. Your race is just you're going to go out there and execute whatever yeah. preparation I mean, you've got. Honestly, they could have sent Jesus to Lomo. They weren't winning. You know what I mean? It didn't matter. So yeah, but at other you know yeah. in uh, Latvia, and they got third. We so. could we could have won in Latvia. Oh yeah. You know, but you could have won, Ryan, not me. Uh, no, okay. Ryan didn't ride very well. Yeah. Eli rode great, yep. came from last. Ryan didn't uh, ride well. Jeremy Martin had a broken foot. He did. Well, though. He did. Yeah. But Ryan just didn't ride well, period. Uh, Trevor has an MXDN. Trevor, what's up? You got an MXDN question? Yeah. Um, I've always been curious. How come they never put it out for like uh, like a public vote on 
you know, like how they do some of the all-star games and stuff like that. Like how come there's not like a public vote for who they want to ride or like best whip? You know, for, well, yeah, that's a shit show. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, and then the other thing is how come it's always up to Roger? Like how come the, like all the teams don't well, get it's... together and, it's not totally up to Roger, but it is up to him more than anybody. Uh, he talks to teams and talks to people. I know Peyton's been pushed out, and he's not exactly pumped on it. Yeah. Peyton got pushed out maybe right. three, four years ago, and he's like, eh, they didn't ask me. They don't care yeah. about me, my opinion anymore. I think, I think to answer your question on the, the voting thing, there's too many variables yeah. because you know the mass majority of the people don't know Barsha's situation, and I, you know, a lot of us don't even know, but Roger, it's Roger's job to go speak to these individuals and say, hey, can you do it? What's your situation? Are you going to have a bike? Will your team pay? That's what he's got to do. For the public to vote on, you know, a bunch of guys, what if what if the guys don't yeah, can't even go? You know, it's just I understand right. what you're saying, and if everybody could go and everybody was locked in deals, that would be that would be cool. Like it would be cool to be a fan vote. Like, hey, you guys got voted like an all star team. You know what I mean? Just like an NBA all star or all pro and NFL or whatever. But there's right. just too many moving parts for Moto and switching teams gotcha. and all this crap. I have one other question for you guys. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so at at Washougal, watch Blake send it off of that big single after the triple. And with him having this thumb injury, wouldn't that have really, like, I mean, he launched there, like, I don't yeah, know, like, no, I, four minutes left. I don't know. Like, what the hell is he doing if he has a massive thumb injury? I mean, that was- I've injured that same ligament in my thumb before, and it's okay if you know you're going to have a hard hit because you can grip okay. grip onto it. The the worst part about thumb injuries like that is when you're hitting unexpected chop that is just a small stuff beating it up and when you're on your front brake because it's on his right hand when you're squeezing your front brake it's putting all that pressure back onto your thumb the bike's slowing down. So, I mean, yeah, it probably didn't feel great, but there was probably a billion other things that happened that weekend that made his thumb hurt worse. Yeah, it just seemed kind of odd that just at that point of the race like yeah. at that time. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. It was massive. Um, thanks for the so. call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, thank you. All right, thanks. Uh, Dean, what's up? What's going on? You got some rider suggestions? Yeah, in case uh, DeCoster is listening. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We throw J-Mart on a 450. Let Zach go ride the 350 and put A-Mart on the 250. Let's, let's put him on a 450. Yeah, the 350 do doesn't do any good, you know. It's, you don't think he'd ride the 350 better? It doesn't matter. He wouldn't get a good. He wouldn't get as good of a start on it. And the 450 is so light now, just and so easy to ride. Here's my idea: stay home if you're going to do that. Just regroup. It ain't working out. <laughs> just, and come back. Don't ride the 350. No, just don't everybody's Team USA bow out. These, if Corolli's not riding the bike that KTM yeah, the, built for him, these jerk that's offs, saying something. These, right. these, these jerk offs at Ustream, like True. seriously, like help help America out a little bit. It's already everybody. The schedule sucks. The cost sucks. You're gonna get yeah. another article written about you. You don't get any money from, from this race. Like they're the stars of the show. They so are the stars of the and, show. And um, who are you promoting this weekend? <laughs> what? Who are you promoting in the tower this weekend? No, the MXGP. I love the MXGP series. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. Like. It's like having you two and then making it super inconvenient to have you yeah. two at your concert. Amer- you will not convince me otherwise that Team USA is not the biggest stars of that race. I've yeah, seen it. I mean, that's pretty obvious. I know, but yeah. people will, d- will debate. It's me. really America well, versus the world. They haven't been to enough year. of these Help events, out America to be there either. And you could say helping out with the schedule, helping out with the costs, uh, move it. 
uh, and if you want, or even say to USA, look, we can't help you out with the cost. We can't help you out with the schedule. What we can do is every third year, it will be in America, and you guys will save on everything. It'll be super easy for you. Even that. Even but you've that. you've got to have promoters that are can't, willing and able to do it. That's a big part of it. Help them out with the costs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, it is expensive. Apparently, Lakewood and Bud's Creek yeah, lost their butt. Yeah, find an event yep, in America will. that's made money. You know, yeah, so thanks, Dean. Appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, thanks. See you guys. Uh, I just, I think those guys, I think USA should give uh, Ustream a little bit of the double middle finger. Help us out or we're not coming to your race. You're making all this money on us, and you're, it is super inconvenient. We spend so much money, and look what's happening, and what are we getting out of it? We, we won it 13 times in a row. You guys won it 13 times in a row. Yeah, I didn't mean America either. did. I, I, don't, I, I don't understand why we don't get some balls and just tell those guys, help us. Because I don't Put think it, they have some GPs. Will. Have some GPs after the motocross the nations. I think, it's a, I think it's a big ask. For, or the way I see it is, I think MXGP and, and Longo would look at it and be like, you guys are the biggest market in the world. Why are we going to give you guys financial support to come to an event? And that, that may not be fair or real, yeah. you know, but I think that's how it would be viewed. But like, well, again, like they're going to keep showing up. So you don't change anything. You just, you know, if, if USA keeps, but if I'm USA, I seriously don't go. Help us change the schedule. Listen, I, I We're think the stars. I think that there are plenty of ways to manufacture budget or budget for this event. I think as long as you even know, like for for Cowie, okay, yeah. Cowie goes into 2018 fiscal budget time. They're planning out all of it. You know, you've got arguably the fastest motocrosser on the planet, Ken Roxon. Okay, I, I, it's not a. I'm not trying to take shots at anybody. I'm just saying, you know, you've got Eli Tomac on your team. He's going to get picked if he's healthy. That's a foregone conclusion, okay? So you budget in Motocross Nations. Yep. It's pretty simple, right? And to be fair, these teams are overdoing it a little bit. Well, yeah, you're moving money around. You have money for No, I'm it. saying it doesn't need to cost as much no, as it does. Right, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying right. when you're building a budget, yeah. you can move money around. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of money in these budgets. Like, everybody's got money to work with. If you're not budgeting for it, yeah, it's a big cost to just find money for it. But if you budget for it, these things can be done. So you plan for it. The biggest, the money is to me when you're talking about these elite level riders with like a Zach Osborne who's going to be a national champion. Hopefully, he was a Supercross champ. Eli Tomac, one of the best riders on earth. Huge sponsors, billion dollar companies are sponsoring these riders. They're going to find the money. They're, they're, it's going to happen. The number one problem is the scheduling. Period. Mm-hmm. So if you want to change something, if you want to make it easier on the USA, if you want to get them more into this, money. I don't think is the biggest problem. I don't agree, I th- but I think it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah, yeah. It's a problem. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying money grows on trees, but I'm saying that if... Yeah, yeah. You're saying it can happen. They can find the money, okay? There's a lot of money that... You know, these are huge corporations. Racing is, yeah, is yeah, a yeah. drop in the bucket in a big corporation like that. Um, but the schedule is a real problem. That's why Eli Tomek's not going. Yeah. The schedule. Yep. They have the money. I guarantee you, if Eli no. went in, went to Monster, he goes talks to Mark Hall, he talks to Bruce, he talks to whoever he's got to talk to, and says, "Hey, I want to do this thing. Let's get it." No, no. They're going. I agree. And it's, that's irrelevant. Here's so I, something to look at. Problem. How, how about since America started like gone on this losing streak, right? It is really almost 2012. That wasn't a different any different schedule, but I think it was 2013 or 14. We started ending in August. 
right? Uh, outdoor season? Yeah. The outdoor season. I yeah. want to say it was longer than that. Because it, it used to end on Labor Day. At, Labor Day, and it was, man. Long time ago. 2012, yeah. for sure, we, we yeah. were in September. What, uh, what are you getting at? I can remember 2009 being Labor Day weekend. It ended yeah. So, anyways, what I'm trying to say is that we're, we're taking a longer break now than we ever have mm-hmm. before yeah, the no, race. It's the, the, the American and, series and we're is, not winning yeah. now. Yeah, they tried to shorten it up, for yeah. sure. Um, now, also, too, the way the calendars work, this will be the long the the longest break yep. because of the way the calendars uh, work. Yeah. We will be back on the 24th or something next year, however that works. We'll be back. Indiana, like, yeah. Indiana's you know? on the 26th, and US or the MXON is on October 1st. When? This year. This year. Yeah, yeah, no, this I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But I'm saying next year when oh, the calendar. next year. It's even further. Way, no, no, it'll be no, back. It'll be back. Oh, it'll be back. Yes, yes closest, it'll be yeah. closer. Okay. So the and way the America. calendar works. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. I just think uh, I can't believe this race has reached a point where Eli Tomac's doing the USGP instead. And the scheduling sucks. The and, schedule's the problem. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's the number one problem. It is. But money's a problem and, and Monster being a problem and making Eli race and – Something's got to happen, and if you keep, I mean, this nation's used to be September fifteenth. It used to be the fifteenth. It's been, it's been, it's been even earlier in the past yeah. years. You know, back in the day. I don't really think so, that it's necessarily. It's not anyone's fault that their schedule goes till you know yeah. it's a week later. I, I I do think that there could be some concessions made. They are the stars of the race. Well, I don't th- I don't see why. Okay, so MXGP ends Labor Day weekend. September 3rd. No, September 2nd, I believe, is uh, race. No, 3rd. is a Sunday. So you're basically almost a full month later for Motocross Nations. I don't think that's a necessity. No. I think there's there's some room there where, you know, and you read these articles coming out of Europe, and they're like, why should we move our schedule, blah, blah, blah. But I don't see what that harms. So these guys have to travel back to... Europe and they got to ship their bikes and all that. I get there needs to be a little window to get stuff back there. And one off weekend, be but fine. yeah, right. Moving it back a week or two weeks is gonna that make that's still a big difference for guys that are stressing about time for Monster Cup and having yeah. any time off. Two weeks is a lot of time. Yeah, I mean that's two full weeks of training and riding. Like that's a that's a big gap uh, when you're trying a, to get ready I for think Supercross there's a, or take a break. There's a compromise there. Just help out Team USA. Help out your stars. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to keep running into this issue. I think that puts us in a bad light as far as looking elitist. Too not, bad. Not me. I don't ride, yeah. but the team. I'm not even, I'm not even American. Why help out Team US? I think that's the pushback. Because they are the stars. I get it. So, too bad. I get it. I'm saying that's what it looks like from the other side is why should we help them? Keep having the motocross the nations without Team USA there and see how that thing goes. See how it goes. Yeah, I, I can tell you the last time we didn't go was 09. 09 is when no, Dungey no, was no, 09. No, with that, us. 09 was Italy. The year France won, we weren't we didn't go. Uh, 2001. Was it that long ago? Yeah. It, it was a long time well, ago. Well, I know we didn't go in 02 because it was World Cup. We didn't go in 01. Yeah. Do we go in 03? Yes. Yeah. Do we go in 04? No, we did not go in 04. 04. Yep. I didn't even watch. 05 went yep. to France. I didn't yep. even I didn't even watch. I think France won. Yeah, David Villeman won. Yeah, I didn't watch. Right. No idea what happened. I don't know who won motos. Yep. So, yeah, you're Excluding the biggest market in the world, they don't even care. Like uh, honestly, that's I mean. to your point, yeah. For for me, I am not even interested in watching motocross of nations. I'd rather watch a GP from over there than watching motocross of nations without the American. That's team. what I'm saying. I didn't even watch it when well, we didn't go. I didn't care. 
I would still watch it, but yeah. I'd still watch I don't it, but I would rather much. watch him. Oh, I'd I, rather watch an MXGP race. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want. I may. Uh, yeah. I may watch now because it's so easy. Uh, but back then, it was difficult. Like yeah, you had to I, actually try. I don't and think find you it. win without Team USA there, and there's always that but. Always there. You're, you're stoked. You're happy. Your country's freaking out. I get it. But everyone's like, eh, no USA. Mm. So it's this. It's depressing what this has come to. It literally is, and especially the, the what we just talked about those riders' choices. It. it it's not looking good to win. France looks great again. France can send Muscan, Paulin, and uh, um, Patcherel. Patcherel. Yeah. And, and be dialed but in. But I think if they send Marvin, Gautier, or Febra, yep. and Ferrandis, look out. Febra is struggling. He's been better. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah been he's better been lately. Better. They've, they've changed um, the bike quite a bit. He's got the new bike. I don't know, man. I, I'd like to see. I just want this race to be back to where how it was. So let's let's try to. Instead of just making it harder for USA, let's try to make it easier. I'm good with going with a, whatever team of guys that want to go, yeah. that really want to go. As long as it, we're going in there like we're not the favorites, like it's like, yeah. hey, we're not, you know, we're coming in, yeah, doing the best we can here. I'm good to go at that point. That's right. fine. That's the truck hero question of the day, Motocross the Nation segment. Uh, that was what's not up? Thirty seconds. That was no, not that's expense. 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 Thirty seconds. Truck hero is however long it takes. Uh, what's up? Six hour show. Holland's gonna What's be going on over there. What's up, bro? Hey, it's been a couple of years since I called in. Thought I'd give you guys a ring and uh, try to uh, see if how many uh, RJ stories you want to hear to get this thing to finally uh, make a six-hour show uh, instead of five hours and what fifty-three minutes about a month ago. Yeah, whatever we did, we did two long-ass shows in the row. One of them was Ping, I think, and uh, yeah, it was a long time, man. So yeah, so. Yeah, I just uh, called out. I said I'd call when JT is on because I got to try to do something to to win me a set of gear and a helmet. All my stuff got ripped off. So trying to figure out what I can do to get this show to finally six hours and earn me earn me some gear and a helmet. Uh, we're not giving anything away today, so you bummer yeah, for you, that's bro. Okay, I got RJ stories for days. I'll just, call in next just, Monday. Just be patient because right now we're we're concentrating on getting uh, our dealer orders out. So I don't want to promise any gear yet until we get all that straightened out, and then we'll uh, we'll start giving away 18 stuff. Yeah, that's I mean, anything's good for me right now. I'm not picky, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll I can call in every day. I can give you, you hours go. and hours of RJ stories, and they're all they're all good for the uh, air. RJ they're all good. RJ's RJ's like a, the baddest dude in the world. He is. He's a bad dude. We love having him on here for sure. We got to get him back on at some point. Uh, thanks for the call. You want a quick? You want a quick story right now? Uh, no, we got to run. We're up against the clock. But uh, all right, call well, in again. Hard, hard, ne- hard network out. Like, I don't understand what that. Huh? You got? We got a hard network out. Yeah, we got up against. We are up against. Yeah, we are up tough. against. Right, producer right in your now. ear. Yeah, we're way over the time. He, this guy. <laughs> I'm hearing from a source. <laughs> this guy. We we communicate via AOL during the show. I'm yeah. who's on and everything else. Yeah. Hey, he's got and an AOL. He sends me when it goes. No, I'll wait till I get home. Thanks. I don't know what that means. I don't know either, but apparently he's like super busy over there. No, I'll wait till I get home. Thanks. You said jerk off oh. or. Huh. Oh my lord! That must have oh. been a, that must have been a different oh. person. Oh, yeah. Good one, Marks. That's actually pretty funny. You're out of your mind, dude. Mm-hmm. All right, X brand goggle tear off question. Let's do it. It's the X brand tear off segment. Fifteen second rapid fire Q and A. Rapid fire. X-Brown goggles are choice of champions everywhere. Jimmy Albertson once more X-Brown goggles and never. 
has done as well since he got out Never of there. Never lost. Uh, fantastic company. Brock Tickle, Fast Freddy Norn wearing X-Brand. Kyle Chisholm rocking X-Brand up north of the border uh, up there. And uh, X-Brand Goggles Pulp Show 17 is the code to save at X-Brand Goggles. You won't win! If you do not wear X-Brands. And uh, great company, great guys, uh, and we uh, we love having them. They've been on our show for a number of years. Rich Taylor, of course, innovator, ele- elevated X-Brand goggle owner. So these questions are submitted by Corey Moser. JT? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I know him, but I that was tonight was the first time I talked to him. Yeah, yeah me too. And you have 30 seconds to answer these, Jimmy. Um, nah, don't worry about that. Yep, 30 nah, seconds. I got it. All right, let's do it, Marks. Jimmy, we'll start with you. What is the best and worst thing you've eaten out of the garbage? Um, probably um, half a sandwich one time. <laughs> I, I, I've picked up through the garbage a couple of times. And then another one was um, I had to pick through and get a packet of ketchup that was down there. It was closed, but it's that's, still... That's worth it, though. Have yeah. you ever done the room service food? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were room service... No, night. no, no. I meant oh, room service oh, other people's Other room people's service. as you're walking by yes. them? No. Oh, no. I get room service all the time on the road. But you travel? I, I travel, yeah. It's too expensive, bro. Expensive. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. He gets a paper. Yeah. yeah, but I, I don't. Sometimes I don't have a car. So what do you want me to do? Like and you're order, order out. Like, you don't uh, want to go out. Yeah, order in something better. You know, that something cheaper. Like what? I don't eat pizza. But, yeah, the yeah thing, that's pizza, the crappy but. part. If you want to eat a decent meal, you can't just go order pizza. Then you're just... Yeah, it's not a good meal for no. you. Yeah, I, I, get a sal- I get a salad. You, it's like 12 bucks. You pay the service charge. It's like 15 bucks. I got, it's not going to get much uh, cheaper than that. Um, so you've never done the room service on the tray? No, I have but, but what I have, do what I yeah, have done... in Vegas. Yeah. When, yeah. We, when I was younger and this with all my buddies, uh, we would go into like a pizza hut. And uh, steal pizza that was people had left on the table, and they were um, done eating. Before they, the people would come clean it up, we'd just take their pizza they didn't eat. But you would wait there for an hour or 20 no, minutes? No, usually at a peak hour time, but, you, don't, so you just when, take what, it right what up. What would you do when the waitress would come up to you? Huh? What would you do when the waitress come up to you? They never did. They don't care. Oh. Okay. I mean, it's not like I did it all the time. did it a couple times. Do you want to know how to, how to uh, shoplift a candy bar from 7-Eleven? No, I don't steal stuff. I just take stuff that's left over. That was my move when I was a kid. Speaking of sketchy things as children. (sighs) Buy a Slurpee. Put the chocolate bar into the Slurpee. Just be like, thank you. Mm -hmm. You See ya. All right. Steve, list whom you think will be on the overall podium in this industry showdown race at Loretta Lenz. Uh, Which class? 25. 25 is the most competitive for sure. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. 25. Uh, well, no, Paul Pervinus was fastest today. No. He wasn't? No, Not in 25? That was 30. Nate oh. Ramsey, right? Nathan, I think. Well, I, we, didn't see the, we didn't see the results, but we saw the lineup. It was like Nate Ramsey. No, I saw the results. I don't you know did? What it was. Yeah. The oh, times. Yeah. Um, Greg Albertson. Uh, let's go plus 40. Uh, podium at plus 40 will be uh, Brownie, Ramsey, Chris Kiefer. That's your podium in plus 40. Right there. In now, Kiefer, yes, Kiefer took his transponder off to psych out Mike Brown, the 30-year veteran. Mm-hmm. So, and Seth Rarick took his off, too, and I was giving him shit, and Seth, Seth, Seth said, I think I got the second best time. I, yeah. 
<laughs> Dude, I yes. don't know. I wish I could take my transponder off of the race and say that. <laughs> and then just go up to, uh, yeah, just, go up to uh, Jeff just, Canfield and be like, yeah. I was second. Remember when Stu used to do that? Yeah. Stu used to do that a lot. Yeah. Take it off on Saturday. So dumb. Yeah. Uh, hey, Stu, you're the fastest, maybe the fastest man alive. Yeah. You can leave it on, bro. You're good. <laughs> and you're no 125 times they're faster than the 250 class. Yeah. All right. JT, do the unique track conditions at Washougal create better racing and why? Or why not? Uh, oh, Moser's getting serious. Better racing is, uh, I guess, an opinionated term. I don't think that Washougal creates a lot of passing. I think it's very difficult to pass. Um, so, you know, watching like Wes and Pike get really frustrated behind Freddie Noren and some other guys, um, I don't always think so. I will say though, Zach Osborne's pass on, I, I believe it was Ferrandis in the first moto. What? No. RJ's pass in a second moto. On, no, it was, uh, it was Osborne in the first somebody. moto. He, it was, uh. In the back section, you tabletop. Well, he, he scrubbed past him. He oh, railed man, that, that turn so good. and scrubbed the tabletop. That was horrendous. I think it was Harrison. No, maybe it was a star guy. Yeah. It Nichols? Was, it doesn't matter. It was awesome. One of the most awesome. beautiful moves I've ever seen. The corner before it was almost better than the yeah. actual That's what pass. I'm saying. That's what yeah. I was talking about. Yeah. The corner. I, I mean, it was 54 seconds. unbelievable, and I'll take 12 minutes if I need to. It was fantastic. He was bar dragging that thing. Like, Fuck you. It's like NBA. It's yeah. fantastic. Um, done. RJ had an inside-outside move on a guy in the second moto. That was, I know that I saw it. It was great. It, it was, was right for the mechanics area, wasn't was it? Was it, I think? Yeah. He, like, set him up outside and then snuck on the yeah. bank on the inside. It was great. Uh, all right, next question. Jimmy, if Davalos gets an offer to race 450s next season, but he has to take a small cut in salary with the potential to make more money all in with bonuses, should he do it? Nope. He's so, going to make more, nope, more no, than 250 nope. bonuses. Jimmy said today on the... On the no, no. He, should, he should take... If he's got a... Yeah, that the question's not fully there. So does he have a 250... Does he have a 250 ride that's giving him more money? No. He just said with a small cut. Small cut. No, he but said does he have less the, money on salary, but he can make more in bonuses, which isn't logical because he would make more in bonuses on the 250. Yeah. You don't know that. Yeah, I do. I say he rides a 250 if offers are equal in Supercross. Okay, by the way, every Sunday, Monday on Racer X, on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, we review the race. So if you're wondering why we don't talk about Washougal as much. If you want to hear hardcore race coverage, that's your show. Yeah. Racer X. We review each race pod. in depth. Yeah. We spend 20 to 30 minutes arguing about Marty yeah. Davalos. At I, least. My opinion, and the question wasn't, the oh. question wasn't to me, but oh, I, don't, he gets the answer? I don't care. Because we're on an open forum here. It's more of a roundtable situation. This is. Uh, I think that... It, Quiet down! What the hell was that? Was that Tony Alessi? Jake Weimer. Jake Weimer. I think if he has close to the same money, I think he takes a 450 deal. If he has a 450 deal that pays well on factory equipment, all in on 450. But okay. We covered this in the show, in the race recap. 250 teams look full. All the factory. 250 teams look full. Yeah. All the factory 450 teams look full. So now, Marty takes MCR Honda deal. On a 250 or 450? 450. Oh, you got to ride a 450 yeah, if you're riding MCR yeah, Honda. Yeah, yeah. I, believe, I agree. I agree. Next question. That's a tear off. The upside of the 250 is salary and bonuses. If he's on MCR, you don't have either of those. I, re- I recorded that. Big one. time. Or, you know, I'm not saying that. Because... Genova does pay salary, but not big salary. Who makes these questions? <laughs> Steve, hold on, hold on. That, is there a sound drop with that? 
You're not good at this. Who picks these questions? There you go. Someone's, yeah, someone's, perfect. Someone's drop game is a little slow. Yeah. We need a, we need like a dedicated soundboard guy. That's mm-hmm. the next step in this. I tried to get Pookie involved in that. Yeah. You want to just work the soundboard like her hero right. Fred on the Howard Stern show. Ehab from the, that works the DJ stuff at the races. He loves his soundboard. Yeah. He could do it. You can make a really nice produced show if you have a guy dedicated to that because they can really add to it. F you, dude. It's great radio right now. All right. Next question. Steve, did Tomac lay up at Washougal and play it safe? No. Stupid fucking question. <laughs> it was a dumb question. He God, was Mo- angry. Moser is off his fucking game. He even said in the press conference that he didn't oh, have anything. He was trying him. his balls off. Yeah. Like JT said, to a limit. He wasn't going to send it. You know. He tried so hard. He was so tired after the race. He didn't even want to go to the MX Nation. He was, <laughs> he was trying as hard as he could. That, that's how it goes. If and then some asshole in the press conference pissed him off. When you're yep, losing I and you're, the guy's he was riding away from you, you're gonna go, you're gonna try as hard as you can. It's just how it goes. Like, did he have one percent more that he could ride over his head? Probably. Probably. That wouldn't have got the job. All right, let's no. go. Let's no. let's wrap this. Let's go. Let's wrap this segment up. JT, you have the pleasure of spending lots of quality time with Andrew Short visiting fly dealers. I have. Enlighten us with something about him we probably don't know. Oh boy. Hmm. Um. That you don't know. That's tough because I feel like Andrew's pretty engaging and there's a lot known. Uh, you know, man, I don't know that that's not known, though. He is a quality human being. I think most people would that. be shocked at how everyday normal he is to people he's never met. If you've never met Andrew and you just met him at... Uh, a restaurant on you know a weekday and he was eating lunch and you just came up he would talk to you like he's known you for 50 years and that's just it speaks to the human being he is he's, and he's better than all of us in this room he is he, True. but he's very uh unassuming he doesn't have an ego he will talk to anybody and and it freaks me out at times because when he was racing you know, we have this VIP program that we do, and, and I host people all weekend, which we're doing it for U, uh, the USGP in Florida, if anybody's interested. Um, but he would be racing, and I would have these VIP people, and I would introduce them to Andrew, which, you know, part of the deal, they meet the riders, whatever. And he would keep talking to them after I was trying to, like, shuffle them along. Like, let's go, let's go, let's get out of the way. Let's, you know, let's go do this or that. And he's still talking. Like, he's following us, asking these people, Questions about their home life. What do you do? I, I don't it's think a minute thirty, but it's because it's Andrew Short. I'm going to let it go. Don't care. It's Andrew Long. It I yeah. don't think that there are many people in the pits, especially riders on race day, that would go to any links like that trying to get to know. I mean, strangers. Honestly, opinions. Blake, how's Blake with these guys? Is he he's fine. Like, Hi. He's fine. I mean, he's fine, but he's not. No. Super engaging. No. And I, I was the same. Yeah. Like I was like polite, but hey, you know, whatever. I'm. You yeah. Know, I don't know. Jack, he's the same way too. But Andrew would just. He was like. He's asking them more questions than they're asking him. Like it's just. It's incredible. He's a great human being. Yeah, he is. Two Love minutes. this guy right here. Two minutes and three seconds. Jimmy, what yeah. is the latest rumor on more rounds being added to Supercross? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the hot topic right now is, I think, four more races and then going overseas, but who knows? Bouncing back and forth Well, it's definitely not happening for 18. They've already released that. Yeah, 18's already released. Talking about 19. Yep. I don't... 
I, I got into a fight with the team owner a few months, a month ago. I don't, nobody wants more races. Nobody will go no. that way. So something's going to give. If they Take, schedule them, it's like, if you, it's like Field of Dreams. Yeah. Schedule them, they will come. They will yeah, come. But, they will but have now to JT, come. you know, the... It's the field of screens. The AMA's contract. Like, now, the, you know, the Feld needs AMA. And the OEMs want to race an AMA series. So Feld is breaking their contract if they just throw these but, races on top of Nationals. They don't have to necessarily throw them on top. They can do December. They can do... Yeah, but nobody wants more races. I, I understand that. I get it. I'm just telling you... These that. guys are, would lose their minds. You don't think that they're going to, and you don't think that they're going to add any international or extra events in the next five years? Uh, no, I, I don't know, man. Okay, so they're going to take away nationals then. Then it will happen. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the nationals have be, to go away. But I think global expansion is a normal want for yeah for yeah, series. But these guys are losing. Look their- at what they're doing in every other aspect. Monster Jam, all these other deals they have even, even like basketball they're playing events they're playing games yeah, overseas they're, Todd, they're playing Todd Gendro. Todd Gendro was in Beijing with Monster Jam this weekend the, they are after global expansion with their events that's what they do they're promoters I get the, what they're after for sure I'm just saying but, but that the OEMs will be like yeah we're we have a Honda Europe team we support them over mm-hmm. there Martin Honda and Garibaldi okay and how's, we have, how's Honda China doing well whatever we, I'm just ha- saying, we have 100 japan they're trying you know to develop I mean? new like, markets yeah. that's what that's part of business i get it yeah. i get it i but this is going to be a huge i mean they've knock done them, them down they've already done them before i know but it's not like they've never done this i, they, I mean we're not that far removed. the economy's not as good you know fell first year fell paid, paid for, for everything yeah both years yeah. that's apparently not on the table i don't know yeah that. no, I don't, yeah, yeah no, that's, that's not on the table okay so yeah but i do think that it will happen i do yeah That'll be interesting. Steve Rink, Alex Ray's ride, and Moser's mechanicing at Washougal. Alex Ray's ride, probably about a C plus due to the crashing in the second moto. I think a 22nd is okay. C plus? I think I like he was better than that. Uh, I thought. Is oh, I must have missed finish? it where he said JT, rank him. I must have missed that. This is an open forum. <laughs> it is not an open it forum. Is. It is uh, now. And Moser's mechanicing was an A. Anytime your bike doesn't break, you you get yeah you get an A. As a former mechanic, that's what I will give you. If your bike does not break, <laughs> you get an A. You did a great job. Do you have any tuner of the year awards? No, I have none. Oh. No, no. And I, I got fucked out of the uh, Golden Ranch Dominios in '99. I just wanted to absolutely clarify. hooped. <laughs> I don't just know what that means. Hooped. <laughs> hooped. I think it might be a Canadian thing. <laughs> Hooped. Is that like boot it, like a booter? Booter, yeah. I got booter and hooped. <laughs> all the kids are going to be saying Ryan that Morris now. lost two motos all week. Did you know that if you step in a puddle and you get water in your boot, it's called a booter? No. <laughs> no. It. Learn something every, new every do you day. Know, do you know uh, that <laughs> your underwear is called gitch? No. Yep. No. Yep. And so what's what's it called when you grab a, under, wedgie. a wedgie? When you grab it and pull it up the guy's butt? A gitcher? No. Get you some. Get you some. <laughs> it's called a, a wedgie. A gitchy. It's a wedgie. It's a gitchy. A gitchy. Yep. I don't. I think you just made that no, up. No, I didn't. Yeah, sure. yeah, it looked like. Because no, no. you sounded it out. No, because yeah. I was trying to think. That's yeah. a gitchy. No, gitchy. I was think, trying to think like what it was. I was trying to think what it was called. It sounded it right. Like so you guys have never heard gitch for your underwear? A name for your underwear? You know what's rough in England is. I, I try not to add itch and underwear yeah. in any combination. What's rough in England is. P- 
pants are underwear. So your pants are your underwear, and your knickers are your pants. That's you. That's England only, right? Yeah. Yeah. So by the way, like, those are my pants. When no, we go to when pants. we go to the MXDN this year, we're gonna be driving on the other side of the road. Yeah. I had a mind blowing conversation with my wife like the first year we were together about the car keys, um, because she was trying to say khakis. Like a khaki pair of pants. Yeah. But she was pronouncing it car keys. And I'm like, I don't have the – I've not seen the car keys. No, my khakis. I'm like, I don't know where the keys of the car are. I'm sorry. I wasn't driving at last. And it was just like full-on argument over I nothing. have a horrific feeling that I'm not going to be going to England this year. I hope that's not true. I feel like we're going. I feel like we're, we're going to go. We're gonna I go. think the team will go. I would say don't go, though. Who are you telling not to go? You're going yourself. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going no matter what. I'm Who going. are you telling not to I'm go? A, I'm a journalist. Don't I be cover there. the sport. So. I, I, I don't know about yeah, that. I am a Jur- shitty media guy. Journal- about journalist it. is taking some work. Uh, I'm a media guy. All right, let's go. JT, will Henry Miller's success in the outdoors oh, be enough to oh, get God. him a ride for 2018? Here we go. Uh... JT has to dance around this no, because otherwise he will get shit on. No, I don't. By all these a people factory that... ride, like some of the things uh, I've read, absolutely not. A ride to the unemployment line. Absolutely not, nor does, is that appropriate. I don't know. He, he is not, uh, I don't want to say deserving because that's not fair. He's not, a factory ride is not appropriate for Henry Miller right now. Um, but to get a ride, something, uh, I, could, I mean, it's possible. Sure. Uh, Rock River, I mean, there are teams out there that, pay expenses and help riders that he would fit in with. So yeah, it's possible. Absolutely. He's a hell of a rider. He's riding well, for sure. I, I just struggle with the fact when people are like, give him a factory ride. Like he's beating, he's better than them. I'm like, no, he's, he's not. not yeah, he's not better yeah. than them. Not yet. He's only 20 years old. Yeah, he could get there, right, but it, yeah, right. you're right. It's no Weston Pike. Like Wait, they say, give out. him Bogle's by Bogle won a moto at Colorado. Like, <laughs> yeah. are you guys kidding me? You know what I mean? Like, I know it hasn't gone real well. He led laps at, at Millville. Like, he was winning the race for the worst, multiple laps. The you know? worst thing you can do is, um, uh, um, as a but factory Henry ride. Miller crashed, and he would have led those laps. Yeah, the I worst thing you could do is get a factory bike, uh, and then because immediately you become overpaid and you suck. Like, immediately. You know? It's for all, a guy, yeah, yeah, for a guy, yeah. guy in like, like a second tier factory right guy. Now, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's you, you, everybody just needs to take deep breaths. Like everyone's happy for Henry Miller, everyone's cheering for him, but let's keep things in perspective a little bit. Has he ever gotten a top five in two of these Supercross? No, I don't think so. No, he's gotten one top ten in his life. Mm, that's it. Yeah, so he's got a few overall. No. Yeah, one top ten overall. At in Southwick. his life at Southwick. That's oh, it. I thought you were talking Supercross. No, I don't okay, know. Yeah. I, I have no idea. It oh. hasn't been great in Supercross. Right, right. So everyone just take a deep breath. That's all I'm saying. Like, no one's saying he's not running great. Yeah. No one's saying he's not an awesome feel-good story this summer. But pump the brakes a little bit. That's Breathe, all. damn it. <laughs> Jimmy, you've got an Atlas brace whenever you get back I racing. I did. I did. Yep. Atlas brace. Um, I, and you know what's crazy? I have not uh, used the Atlas brace. Or I've not picked up a neck brace since I wore the Liette back in 08. And um, I was blown away on how light they are and, like, you know, you're looking at me right now. I got messed up collarbones. Like, yeah, you're they're, jacked up. They're done. Yeah, yeah, you're a super circus freak. And before, I couldn't even put a one on because my collarbones would just mine. be mine. screwed up. I can't do it either. And the Atlas brace is really good. Like, it just goes completely over, over it. They don't rub on my collarbones. And what I like the most about the Atlas brace, just 
putting it on and checking it out is it goes around my sternum brake the where it comes down the front bit is almost like suspension it'll yep. compress all the way down and just slow stuff down yeah, it'll break and do its job yeah. yeah and then the back part of it does not go on your spine which is huge for me because i got rods running down yeah, my back do. now so um like for me I wouldn't be confident wearing really anything else that was putting pressure on those points because I have a lot of fixations right. there. Um, so out of W wheels, Jimmy, FMF and Works Connection. All, oh, all no, wait, wait a minute. All big part of our show, Works Connection guys, FMF, W wheels. I was meant to be. I hey, I just dropped. I dropped a W plug earlier. That two stroke I'm building. That two fifty. I got like. Talon hubs, Excel rims, W yeah. did them all up with black spokes and a magnesium hub. It, it's clean. I'll show you my Project 89 downstairs. It w won't be as up. good as mine. It'll be okay. better, actually. Actually, actually better. Uh, uh, do you know anything about Ronnie Mack? What's up with him? Anything new? Man, I haven't heard anything in a while. He's from Oklahoma. Obviously, area, Straight so. Rhythm's coming up. Yeah. And he left a voicemail on my phone saying how turns were bullshit the other day. And he right. was just like um, ranting. I really couldn't tell what he's saying, but I, I led that. To we, him saying he's racing. We had little Dion from FMF, and a caller said, "What's up with you know FMF sponsoring Ronnie Mac? And are you scared of any blowback?" And and Donnie just was like, "We can't control him. We don't even know how to get a hold of him." Yeah, yeah. So like, people always like, "Well, how does he tweet or whatever if he doesn't have a phone?" Well, he's got an iPod Touch, <laughs> and he connects to he steals people's Wi-Fi, right? Yeah. Unsecured network. Yeah. Uh, thank you, uh, people, for supporting Race Tech over the years. Pulpamex 17 is the code at Race Tech. The OEMs have a tough task of making an okay suspension setup for a wide range of riders. These two jerkies right here know all about making suspension customized for your ability. And uh, so the OEMs try, but the, they don't do a great job of it. So you're left with suspension that can be, be improved greatly. Racetech provides personalized suspension setups designed specifically for you and your type of riding. Racetech.com. Please check them. They've got an engine department as well. Uh, Cody Gilmore using the engines and suspension. And uh, Michael Essie won Gopher Dunes with, with Racetech uh, suspension a few weeks ago. Uh, not to mention Austin Coba is the new rider on Racetech. And uh, a lot of guys are getting hooked up. So uh, please give your suspension some love. You don't need to be like these two idiots and get coated and, you know, get special valving and everything else. Just get your oil changed. You probably haven't got your bushings and seals and oil changed in a year. And you're, say, you're an idiot if you haven't. Stock stock bikes come with decent suspension, but the whole change and keeping up on your yeah, oil up on is, like, huge. Yeah, you don't need to, like, you know, you don't need, nobody's listening to this. Chances are I can ride like you two guys. But Literally eight hours on a shock, and you're just like, this thing's it's a huge difference. All right, so here's an email segment brought to you by the folks at Racetech. Jeremy sent this in. I want to give you a quick thanks for all the dedication from your guys for putting the show together each and every week. I just bought myself a pair of X-Bound goggles and plan on getting a new set of the new fly gear that dropped ASAP. Ooh, like this guy. Fly gear, best out there, bro. It all looks awesome. Just wanted to send a quick thank you to the crew and sponsors that make the Pulp Show happen. You know, I've done a good job about not not um, saying that I'm, I don't wear fly gear and I'm wearing seven gear. Can you congratulate me on that? Like, I really protected fly tonight. Nice work. Thank you. Up until, Lame. Up until just now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, JD. <laughs> Speed Goat sent this in. Steve, after, lis- after listening Speed to... Speed Goat. Yeah. All right. After last week's show, listen to uh, Moseman, Moseman talk about not having the credentials to race Supercross. So... Uh, Josh Moseman was on the sh- 
Josh. Yeah, Mike's here. Mike's here. Mike's yeah. here. Josh Mosman was on the show last week, and he. I'm like, what are you doing next year? He's like, well, I don't have my credentials for a Supercross. I got to yeah. go race Arena Cross. So the kid wants to ride up, line up at Anaheim, but he's got to go race stupid Arena Cross because despite him getting top 20 every week in 40 Nationals, someone has deemed him not ready for Supercross. I, but Dylan Ferrandez, come on over. No Arena Cross needed for you. No problem, Dylan. Hey, uh, you random Euro guy, no problem. I agree. I think that should it should still be if you have scored points at an outdoor national. I mean, come on, Josh Moseman is good. Yeah, he's really good. That's what I'm saying. If you can score points at an outdoor national, that should be it. If you've scored a point, you don't have to race arena cross. And if you're gonna make these guys race arena cross, put it in November or December so they can race the Supercross series. It's so stupid. Yeah, I agree. It makes my blood boil. So Josh. Won't be at Anaheim. He'll be at some bumfuck city racing arena cross. Yeah. You know, and maybe getting taken out Fun. by Stank Dog. Yeah, it's a bit silly. I'll give you All that. right. So uh, this guy said, I had an idea. So tell me what you think. Why not make the first time entry fee into Supercross five to ten grand with separate three separate races to make the night show? And if they don't make it, sorry, you're not ready. You can try next year. Take their money and put it in the main event purse, letting those riders bet on themselves and giving them a chance to make that money back while also helping the bottom of the main event guys. But oh, that's money. a disgusting idea. <laughs> that is the dumbest idea it's ever. Not, it's Why not. are we even paying to race to begin with is what I want to know. Like who signed? You don't, you shouldn't even have to sign up. Uh, hey there, Mathis, big fan from South Africa. Been, did I read this last this week? GL. Did I read this last week about Millsaps? Not that I remember. Yeah, I think I did. You might have. I did. Sometimes I don't listen to you. Uh, most times you <laughs> don't. Uh, yeah, this guy just wanted to know about Millsaps and the Kawasaki parting a few years ago. And nothing's... Yes, you did. Yeah, I did say yes, this. Right. Did. I talked about it. Okay. So listen, last week, I'll give you my opinion on what I think Davey had in his locker and what happened with that deal. Um, Jordan sent this in. After listening to the post-race interviews and knowing you had Marty on the show earlier in the year, JT, what is the percentage pie that you can have Marty as a co-host for the show after the Nationals? Uh, I would say pretty low. Maybe you can get Ricky as well. Yeah, it's zero. Okay. All right. Donna sent this in. Uh, hey, Steve, I want to thank you for being so gracious and taking the time to chat with me in the pits at Washugo. I'm a big Pulp fan and listen each week and also listen to your other weekly podcasts along with after race uh, rider interviews. Each year I drive 11 hours from Montana by myself to attend the Washougal National and wouldn't miss it for the world. I've been a big Moto fan since I attended my first race, which happened to be the 1980 Carlsbad GP. Wow. Washougal is my go-to every year ever since moving from SoCal. I've been a widow for three years and want to keep the tradition going. It was perfect timing Saturday morning as I was also able to meet Weege and Kenny Watson. I now have picks with all you guys so I can prove it to my friends. You guys are the coolest and Weege is definitely a hoot. Weege is a hoot. He is. Yes, that's the only word to really describe Weege. Is like, awesome. I noticed that you had your token Starbucks cup with you. I also got a pick with Wacko Zacco. I bet there are a lot of ladies out there that enjoy all the content you provide, but I must admit that sometimes I do blush uncontrollably. Thanks again for being so friendly at the track, Donna. Donna, uh, nice to meet you. Thank you for listening. This lady, as she said, she's a widow. She used to go to Washugo with her husband. He's passed away. She's keeping this 11-hour That's tradition. so awesome. Godspeed. She's giving yeah. us. She's driving eleven hours to Washougal. She's by herself. She's yep. telling me she's hoping to meet some people there. It's awesome. This is what Kenny Watson does to her, though. <laughs> so, Did he know this? That poor girl. I think she told him. Come on. 
I think she told him the whole story. And Kenny wasn't listening to one word. I love probably. this guy right here. He, he said she didn't know he was Kenny Watson. She just knew him and met Wagner and Kenny and started talking about the Pulp Show. And Kenny was like, what about Kenny Watson when he was on the show? And she said, I didn't like him. He was rude. He didn't seem to care. And Kenny was like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and all this. And, and, egging her, and egging Donna on. To talk crap to talk on crap him. To talk crap on Kenny. And then Kenny said, I'm Kenny Watson. And she felt terrible. Yeah, it's not nice. <laughs> Kenny that's, Watson, that's everybody. Not, that's not nice. Now, after that, he was very nice to her. And and I witnessed, you know, the, yeah. like they were friendly. Cool. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny has a good heart. Yes. He yeah, Kenny's awesome. <laughs> Poor Donna. Was like, oh my god! I just destroyed Kenny in front of Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> got to be careful. Got to be careful. I've learned that lesson before. You got to be careful uh, with. Oh, I hate that one guy. Uh, Who you're talking about when you're talking around people you don't know? So anyway, so Donna, thank you, and that's awesome that you do that by yourself. She was hoping to uh, find some older pulp fans, and she met Wacko Zacko and and Weege. Weege probably tried to. Save money, get a ride home with yeah, her or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Can you swing by South Carolina? All right. Uh, last email from the Race Tech guys, Wyatt Carmen. Uh, I want to let you guys know that you did a great job week in and week out. There was never a subpar episode. With that being said, the bar was raised with the Mad Mike Jones interview. I was a fan of the original FMX and movement and all these guys doing it back then. Lots of memories came to the surface hearing his stories. One in particular was the bag over the helmet. Oh, I remember that. He made it sound like the bag over the helmet. I was telling you this, JT. Mm-hmm. He made it sound like the bag over the helmet was only three or four times type of deal. But I saw him in Salt Lake City, and maybe he did it more often than he recalls. Either way, his interview was a fun one to listen to. With that being said, if you ever consider getting Metzger or Deegan on the line, I couldn't care less about the current crop of FMX, but those OGs would be fun to hear from. By the way, I'm a Vegas guy. I think Chick Fil A is pretty good. I'll gladly hook you up with some, some to try while live on the air. Chick Fil A sucks balls. No, it does. Thanks for kicking ass and keeping the interviews real, Wyatt. Um, Definitely more than three or four times. I saw. Right? It, I saw. I it, saw it. I saw it in I, Dortmund, Germany. I, I saw it in Montreal. Yeah. I saw it on TV somewhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This it guy was sucked. sick. Well, yeah, it was Mad like, Mike, I have seen the the jump. Mad Mike is like, yeah, I only did it three or four times, and then I ate shit, and I didn't. So there's three of us. Yeah. Three different and times. Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah, that's covered four. Three to four. We got because you guys saw it at places where I couldn't have seen it on TV. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what else is your Mad Mike story, JT? Good God, you must have some. Um, you know what? I don't have a whole lot. Because um, he was probably still racing in Germany. He was. Uh, but he was, like, the last year he went was my first year there. And that was the end of 99 in the beginning of 2000. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, the bag over the head was the one event I really remember him. I remember him in the, you know, the there was a party at the below the lobby at the hotel. Yeah. Yep. Oh, or in Switzerland? No. Oh, Dortmund. Dortmund. Yeah. yeah. Losing his mind in there with Jerry Bernardo. Those two are tandem. Shocker. Right. Uh, but I don't, I don't have a whole lot of craziness because I think I missed his window. Yeah. He was before Mad me. Mike. And then I wasn't going to freestyle events, so he wasn't. You know, I wasn't there. And then I missed. Like if I would have been five years older, I would have ha- probably had crazy stuff. He let me park my box fan at his house in Steel City mm-hmm. uh, to go fly out, and he and he drove me to the airport back in the day. Yep, he's a, he's always incredibly nice to me. You got Mad Mike Mad Mike stories? Yeah, I actually do. I met Mad Mike when I was like 13 years old, and Guy Cooper was running a amateur 125. Um, 
KTM team. Guy Cooper, the same one who likes titties? Yes. Yep. That same Guy <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> okay. Still like titties back then, too. Um, and so anyways, they're building this massive triple down at the bottom. I just got a 125, and I'm like, dude, that thing is huge. Like, I'm not touching that. Mad Mike comes ripping down. He, he'd come to hang out and stay. Goes for it and just completely weeds his brains out. Tears his knee up. He's definitely got a torn ACL or something at this point. Cause it's massive. <laughs> so later on in the week, they have this deal at the end of the week. Well, whoever can't like make up the hill, cl- they do a hill climb contest. Mm-hmm. And whoever doesn't make it up the hill has to wear a dress out to dinner. And, yeah, he didn't make it up the hill. He had a torn oh, ACL. <laughs> so he wore, torn ACL, dress, going for it. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, Mad Mike Jones, good podcast. Check it out, please. Thanks to the folks at Racetech. Pulpamex 17, Racetech Motors and Suspension now. Uh, those guys have been great to us. We also do a Racetech Privateer Profile, Privateer Island Life, I should say, uh, podcast uh, each and every week, or most weeks anyways. So please check that out. And uh, and we thank the folks at BTOsports.com and Fly Racing, of course, for, for being on this show. Uh, 702-586-7857. You can call anytime leave a voicemail. Some angry people this week that I didn't put in. Oh, yeah? Um, yep. Mad but- at me? No, no, no mad at you. That's, but uh, yeah. I just didn't put them in. They were very angry. Do you remember I, when? What? Do you remember Mad Mike Jones? He had his. He lived at Steel City. For people who'd never been to Steel City, front, front yard. Of Steel, Steel City, City hasn't even had a race since when was the last national? Oh eight. No eleven. Oh no, twelve. Twelve was the last time. Your last year racing. Yeah, twelve was yeah, the yeah, last yeah, year yeah. they did it. So they haven't had a national in five years. But this was a staple for twenty years. And Mad Mike Jones was married to. Property owner's daughter, is that right? I don't know. Mathis, I don't know how that he lived on the was. property. Yep, yep. Right, but it, he was married to the daughter of some connection to the track. So they lived right in the front. When you pulled in, his house was on the left. He had a bunch of freestyle jumps because he was a big deal in freestyle in the nineties. Well, I did that podcast. He won X Games gold. He won X Games yeah, silver. He was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, okay, the, the, I'm sorry. I'm cutting Jump your in. story, but real quick, the freaking Rocket Air was so gnarly that. Superman it was a kiss of death, but it was he called it the Rocket Air. That's what won him X Games. No, yeah. he invented the kiss of death. Or did Hart invent that? No. I was honest. Was, I read this first. The, the 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 Rocket Air wasn't quite where you. Nobody knows it what you're talking about. Okay, so anyways, I'm sorry. I cut <laughs> that story. Uh, Mark's the Rocket Air. Remember? Who could forget that? No, it's that like a kiss of death, but it wasn't all the way. Like it wasn't like. They, like they do. Hey, Marks, by the way, can you pull up your MX Fails? I was telling him you're doing good MX Fails. Can you pull yeah, it up? Yeah, sure. Anyways, so, I'm so sorry. Cut right over your story. Jimmy knew nothing Jimmy's about it. Jimmy's never seen it. And he didn't know anything no. about your backflip or anything. So, so anyway, yeah. uh, he had this He has this huge freestyle course set up right, yep. right as you're pulling in. Yeah, ramps. and Yeah, so I'm trying to think if it was 98 or 99. One of the years, they did a drug test, random drug test, Steel City. And back then... It, there was PEDs were like, nobody even knew what PEDs were. I don't even think yeah. the word PED didn't exist. But it was just like, you know, cocaine, marijuana, whatever. Yeah. So Jeff Willow, who was very fast in his own right, former Supercross winner, uh, he liked to partake uh, in his marijuana. Um, everyone knew this. This wasn't a trade secret. It was pretty out in the open. He got randomly drug tested and they would announce your name and you had like a certain amount of time before the race to go over there and do a P test while the doctor watched you, whatever. He's like, F that. I ain't going over there. I ain't racing today. So he and Mad Mike Jones throw an impromptu freestyle sesh, like for hours 
on his course. <laughs> and like, I don't remember this. I was there. Oh, but yeah. absolutely. Half of the crowd migrates over and they're just watching these dudes bust tricks for like hours. But it was just epic because Willow gets his race bike. Yeah. That he's supposed to race a national. He's on like he's like Chaparral yeah. or some real team. Like he was legit. He's over there just busting tricks all day. <laughs> yes, it was classic. Nineties moto. So transparent of why he wasn't racing. Right. He didn't care. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, my, that's so seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Call any time. Leave a voicemail. These are the best of the best of the week that was. JD and Glendora here. Marks, you got to do a better job at screening the callers. We got to change the uh, protocol or something. After the first 10 motherfuckers ask Steve and, the, and whoever's co-hosting, hey, how you doing? And every time the answer is the same, hey, we're doing great. Steve's trying to get right to, uh, right to the question by saying, what's up, what's up, what's up? Tell the fucking callers, quit asking, hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Get straight to the fucking question, man. And somebody's got to do something about these fucking people that can't hold a motherfucking phone to their mouth. You listen to Christian Craig, and he's in and out, in and out, in and out. I know exactly what he's doing. The phone's at his mouth, then it's uh, then it's under his chin, then it's at his mouth, under his fucking chin. Villapoto does the same thing. Fucking Millsaps does the same thing. So many of these fucking guests do the same fucking thing. Canard was crystal clear, but you know that's Trey. He's, we got he's a fuck above count the rest. Yet? No, no, no. Um, just man, you guys got You got to do something about that shit. It's so fucking aggravating. And then Steve's got to say, "Well, hey, uh, you, you're in a, we're losing you or something. You're in a bathroom. You know, get out of the bathroom or the closet so we can hear you. Just tell them to hold a motherfucking phone up to their mouth." So that's it. Anyway, take care. I'm not. Later. I'm not that mad. This guy. That guy's mad. But that guy's I agree. Like sometimes you're like God. Like. I, I, I do they just like very concerned with audio quality well some of these guests you're just like and there's noise and like like yeah. i'm just need you for 20 minutes yeah just 20 minutes you agree to come on right yeah just 20 minutes i I, I don't i rarely talk on my phone without having my earpiece in yeah because i never have to worry about just like that because i hate when people are doing that myself when i'm trying to talk to them yeah. What's so. the, what's the protocol? Because because I listen I listen to talk radio a lot, and I have my favorite podcast I listen to, and I know either the producer or it's like a known thing, because some of these shows I listen to, if they bring in a guest, a, not a guest, a, a caller, and they ask, "Hey, how you doing?" Like they just hang up on them and they just go to the next one. Like there's zero tolerance for some of them. I know, and we don't have that. No, I know, yeah. and most shows don't either, but. Shows that are based on callers, it's kind of like known, like, just get to your question. Like, No, we got some guys that are like, hey, man, how are you? Good, how are but you? I feel like that's human yeah. nature. I that's know, human nature. But luckily, we don't take a lot of calls, so it's not a big deal, but yeah. whatever. No, I know. I don't. I, I'm with you, though. Like, just get, I am with you. Just get to the point. Yeah. Get in, get out. You know what's mm-hmm. aggravating me? People that can't form a sentence without dropping an F-bomb. Just that throw, guy just throwing that is out there. aggravating as hell. I don't care how event. angry you are if you can't form a sentence without dropping an F-bomb for a whole minute and a half. Yeah. I'm, what about I'm, the same, I'm the same Phil. way with the word like. Who? 480 Phil. Yeah, that was a little much, too. I'm not making exceptions for anybody. Right. I'm the same way with the word like. Stu, Stu is so bad with Limit likes. your likes. That's all. I just likes bad, but when somebody's just cussing off the top of their head it, it drives oh, me I'm, nuts yeah, yeah. I, I obviously you know, that like, is it's just like man come on you don't have to be using that I like anything. for families 
to be able to listen to the show. I have reps that listen to the show with their kids in the car, and I want that to be okay. I don't want a situation where they're just like, yeah, I used to, but I can't because of that. That that would be a bummer. If you really need to use the F word to explain a certain thing, mm-hmm. you can use it once, but don't be just throwing F and this, F and that. It can be a one time a show deal, but don't don't make it a habit. Well, I feel like most of the, when those usually happen, the guys at home usually drinking. I feel yeah. like F bombs and drinking are usually hand in <laughs> hand. Hey, what's up, Steve-O? It's Gringo. Uh, I want to call in and wish Mark Stahlbeer a happy birthday. And uh, I wanted to put in a request uh, about the Loretta Lynch thing. Um, you got... Do, do we? Can you find the birthday rap real quick and we can play that again this week? I don't think I've ever heard it. Can we I find that? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, we'll find it and play Gringo. Okay. I'll, let's listen to these two guys and we'll probably laugh at Parabinos, all them guys going down there. They should go down there and cover it. I want to hear. I want to hear your Loretta. opinion. This I guy's a wise guy. Who's going to go down there you and tear up that? Made man, I did. Come home wearing a colostomy right. bag. Why? Mm-hmm. Okay, I want yeah, the breakdown. I want the full coverage, bro. You know, give it to us, bro. Give us what we need. You know what I mean? And break down each rider, oh. Lars and all these guys, and why you think they're going to. Gringo, this guy. Oh, yep. Daytona. I had I stayed, you know, amateur day. Then we're the title sponsor of AT, ATV Supercross. So I'm still there. I don't fly home till Wednesday. He finds me, RCSX, and wait, waves me over. I'm like, hey, okay, I'm busy. Like I was in, I was trying to get to get our amateur truck parked. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, I'm, I'm going somewhere. He's like, oh, you got to come. I'm like, all right. It was Gringo. He's like, look at this helmet. It was a, a one. It was either a fair. Eh, it wasn't fair. I think it was Danny Smith replica. From like 03 or 04. And he's like, look at this helmet. I'm still wearing it. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Like, we got to get your new helmet. Yeah. I'll work with you. Hit me up. He's like, yeah, but it's, you know, budget. And I, I need to, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I'll find, I'll work with retailers. Like, there are deals out there. Close out. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's my biggest memory of him is he was wearing a 13 or 14 year old helmet. I didn't know Danny Smith even had a replica. Yeah, he did. Danny did. Yeah. Okay. My yeah. old rider. Idaho. He's from Eagle. He's yeah. like, yep. There. Um, did he get one? I, I think he bought an F2. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because there's, you know, close out every year. Close out deals are yeah. crazy good. Right. All right. Do what they're going to do and how it's going to end up. I think it's interesting. You know, that's, that's some good stuff right there. And the other thing, bro, when you guys were singing happy birthday there, you and the seven deuce deuce, you better watch out, bro. Mark's dog, you know, he's got skills, bro. He'll be hacking into your computer with, you know, with that ugly Teletoby thing and all that bullshit, bro. He's smiling, but in his head, he's thinking right now, you got a camera on the front of your iMac, right? Mm-hmm. You better watch out, throw mm-hmm. some duct tape over that thing, because He's going to get you there with your pants down around your ankles while you're sitting in front of that thing. And oh, boy. Watching Sweet Fanny 22, and he's going to post that shit all Sweet over Fanny the 22. Internet, all over that dog <laughs> I like Sweet Fanny 21 much better than 22. You're playing with fire. It's like a YouTube video of anyway. Chad riding. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet Fanny. Yeah, man. Check it out, man. I want to see. I want to, I want to hear more about Loretta's with these guys. That sounds fun, bro. I want to hear that. I want to hear some jive talk, too. Let the guys talk some smack. Interview them. You know what I mean? I want right, to keep up the good work. Peace. I want him to call somebody a jabroni. <laughs> Do we have it? I have it on my phone, but I, I don't have a made after. All I can think of is Goodfellas. What's give the, me, give me, what's the timestamp? 
Of the of the wrap. Four twenty five. You gonna get your your pulp army on it? No, I got it here. You got it? Let me play another voicemail. Yes. Hey Steve, Jay from Michigan, and a couple things for you. I'm dumber after I listened to the Hansons last week. Come on, bro. Something has been stripped from my brain and I'll never get back. What the fuck was that? And Josh and Donnie on. They were fun. Can Travis tell the guests before they get on with you to take the cocks out of their mouths so we can actually hear them talk? See? Just a couple suggestions. Thanks. Later. Arsh. Uh, what was the timestamp? 420? He wasn't very clear 420. himself. 420. 424? For what? 425. All right. So it was his birthday. I gave Entignap one job last week. I said, you got to come up with a birthday rap for Marks. I said, uh, he asked me how old he was going to be. His middle name, which he never used the middle name. He found a beat for it, and uh, and then we did it. We rapped last week, so here it is. So, happy birthday, Travis Marks. Thank you. Myself. Yes. This man. Yo. More this man than, than anything. Uh-huh. But I had a little bit of it. I want to present something. I would say he initiated it. And I helped. Yeah, he did help. A little bit. I'm, yeah. st- I'm scared. You should be. Hold me. <sighs> Where's my snare? Yo. That's me. Where's my snare? Hey, Steve. Tell. <laughs> Turn my mic up a little bit. Yo. Got it. I can't hear my snare. Let me hear my snare. Turn the beat up a little bit for me. Happy birthday to the Doom Doom. Yeah, you made an app that's pretty damn cool. You went to TPs and did a backflip too. But you forever known as the fucking Doom Doom. You behind the scenes for a reason, dude. Steve and I, we pretty and you ugly. You look like a deformed Teletubby. I'm sorry, you fugly. You ain't lovey dovey. But since it's your birthday, I'll tell you what you're worth. Ten bucks and a fake Louis V purse. JK, homie, you a bad mofo. You deserve a lot like 20 in a stripper hole. We appreciate all the last though. It ain't a rap without the bash though. Happy birthday to the boy Trap though. It's your birthday, birthday. Yeah, you birthday, birthday. It's your birthday, birthday. I'm back up. Yeah, you 30, you 30. It's your birthday, birthday. Yeah, you 30, you 30. Put your fucking hands up. 30. You hear me in the back up? Yeah, you 30. 30. It's your birthday, birthday. Yeah. There we go, everybody. That's the seven deuce deuce. That's pretty epic. Birthday rap. That was good. Pretty strong. It is pretty good, right? Was that your best present? By far, uh, probably that Hummer he got from his wife. I wasn't gonna go there, right? That's better than a rap. It's better than a rap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so seven deuce deuce coming through. Strong. Him, I mean, he did call him a deformed. He said, "You ugly." Deformed tele- Teletubby. Yeah. You, you ugly, and you're a deformed Teletubby. I could see it. <laughs> Now that you mentioned it, I, I didn't notice it. it before. Right, right. Now that's all I no, see. Now write a rap about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, we're going to have a rap off uh, here in the studio. So, all right, let's go with the voicemail. Nine Mile. Mathis, Marks, it's Rob from New England. Not going to say exactly where because, well, I don't want this uh, 480 Phil guy to come track me down and kill me. But <laughs> Listen I to believe this, I was behind this cocksucker at Southwick. Uh, I don't know if he was the guy that was running around with no shirt on, slamming down, looks like Bud Lights for 
the whole day. Um, yeah, I mean, he was complaining because of the VIP guys, but those guys are all up on the hills with their tents, not blocking anybody else. This guy I could barely see, you know, the uh, the straight after the um, after they came out for the whole shot. So, you know, this guy was kind of a dick all day. I'm glad you got him a T-shirt, though, but I'm with, uh, what's his name, Zach from Tennessee or whatever that said he's a complete douchebag. Um, other than that, though, mystery of my only complaint Phil. with the show is that um, the callers, the people that are on the phones that call into the show, like Trey Kennard, the shit like that, Filipoto, I don't know. I listen through, like, uh, headphones while I'm running equipment at work, listen to all your content, but I just have trouble hearing them. And I got to turn the radio down when I'm listening to this radio. So I don't know if it's my end or your end. I'm not sure. We got Other caller that, issues. I don't miss an episode. I listen to all your content. It's good shit. Uh, Seven Deuce Deuce is hilarious. And uh, keep rocking on. Thanks. More caller yeah. complaints. Okay. You know? Thing and 480 Phil. The mystery deepens. Yeah, that one. Is he a D bag or not? Who the hell is forty? This Phil? one's gonna go on for a while. Four eighty Phil. Who the hell is four eighty? He Phil? called that into the Tony sh- Phil. He called into the show. He was at Southwick. He's been there for forty years. He's friends with Jimmy Ellis or something. <laughs> he set up an easy up in the first turn. He got there at six in the morning. Like, oh my gosh! Like a whoop monster. Uh, this guy did he throw a fit because they yeah. made him take it down? I was. I was over there when it started. He was fired up. How is this even possible? Oh, my gosh. Somebody- so he called in. He said, okay, so he set up an easy up. He got there at 6 in the morning. He's been oh, I saw him when he got busted. I was right there when it happened. No, he says he didn't get busted. He said, so he, wrote, he didn't bring the caution tape to rope off his easy up. Mm-hmm. So people started getting in there. And then it started raining. And he tried to charge everybody a dollar. That's what we And nobody was paying. Nobody was paying. So he said, Billy Sue, Bobby. They each grabbed a corner and they folded that easy up up. And he said, you know, these people are assholes and all these people wanted to take it down. And he wouldn't do it. He got there at 6 in the morning. It's his spot. And it's raining on them and they're trying to get his easy up. Well, for sure he can't charge people a dollar. They came over and said, you need to put that down. The people are behind them. You're going to have to put that down. And he's like, I'm not. He's like, he said, um. Wow. He said, "He said I'm Marks. not." He goes, "He said I'm not going to take it down or something like that." And then they left, and he turned to his buddy. He's like, "Who the f do these people think they are? I've been coming over there." He just kind of went he, off on them. Four eighty Phil, dude. So I gave him a T-shirt. <laughs> that is crazy. And then we still Small then, world. So then we had four eighty Phil, and we had a big debate on the show. Like, was this guy a d bag, or was he? Did he have a right to be upset that he sacrificed? Oh, he let me know that he had been there for a long time. 480 Phil. Hmm. Yeah. That was, sounds like you need to be 420 Phil. The plot Calm down thickens. Down. Yeah, if he was did 420 you, Phil, there wouldn't be a problem. Shirt yet? Yeah. You might want to get it back. Why? Maybe, maybe he shouldn't get it until we figure this thing out. No, he, he seemed s- to be very rude to the, the he people. He said, uh, he said, I started raining and everybody started getting underneath his easy up. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, this is my spot. I agree on that. If, if they're, if they're, um, if they're giving him a hard yeah, time yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that part. And then he said, all right, you want to stand there? You pay a dollar. And everyone refused, and he took it down, and everyone got wet. <laughs> Including him. Yeah. He didn't care. <laughs> wow. Put me in the dick. The 480 film mystery <laughs> continues How with Jimmy Albertson. So, I can put a face to the name, though. So we had you big debates can't. on what this guy's etiquette was. Did he have a point? 
to be upset or not? No, he was just old school. He already always had it easy up there, so yeah. what, screw the new rules. Right, all right. <laughs> yeah. You get to slide Moto 60 show a nice little link on your website. I can't find it anywhere. I can't find the Moto 60 show. Fix it, fix it, fix, fix it. it. Fix it, he says. IT. Come on, Got Marks. It. It's easy. Intern. Overpaid. My bad, Steve. It's only Wednesday. It's not Thursday. <laughs> this is, is what I show. have to deal with. Uh, this, now that's 420, Phil. This is that's what I Phil. have to deal with with you people. That's fantastic. I can't find the shows. They don't download. I don't know what's going on. I'm. That's what I got to deal with, that's, everybody. That was good stuff right there. That guy. That might be one of my favorites. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Can we listen yeah. to that again? What? Let's listen to that again. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Silence. The extortionator. I can't find it anywhere. Fix it, fix it, fix it. IT guy. Intern. Overpaid. My bad, Steve. <laughs> it's only Wednesday. It's not Thursday. Thursday is the Fly Moto show. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Shit. Shit. That's my favorite part. Shit. <laughs> this guy needs to go buy the app. Some bitch. <laughs> get the app. You get a notification when the show's on. Uh, all right. Hey, Kennard, um, stopped on the part where you're talking about Chick-fil-A. Just wanted to say Chick-fil-A fucking sucks. Ooh. Kennard was with me. Disgusting. Oh. I think well, you didn't anybody like it? who actually genuinely nope. likes Chick-fil-A probably has some type of mental illness. I love Chick-fil-A. I'm it sorry. Sucks. I'm it's retarded terrible. as they come this in. Guy's out of his mind. It sucks. It's terrible. Trey cannot agree. Trey cannot agree. I've seen Trey eat Chick-fil-A. I talked to, I talked to Trey about this on Saturday because a, a fan asked him about this right in front of From me. From the show? Yes. Oh. About Chick-fil-A. And he said, if you're used to eating fast food, which he doesn't, he doesn't eat fast food, if you're used to eating fast food, like if you're going to McDonald's, Wendy's, whatever, Chick-fil-A is probably awesome because it is significantly better than that. But if you don't ever eat fast food and that's not your thing, then Chick-fil-A is not great. Funny how he didn't elaborate on any of this last week, but then JT's just slamming words in his mouth. No. I was with Trey for multiple hours on Saturday. I'm not doubting that, but he had that chance to say that on the show and he never did. He said, "Trey." He I said have a way of getting info out of oh, okay. out of a guest. Um, by the way, Trey Kennard, Jimmy, let's talk about that real quick. Mm-hmm. Your buddy, your friend, helped your career immensely. Yeah. Um, called the quits. What'd you think? I think good for him. At the end of the day, like geez, the guy's been to the ringer, and he's had a hell Were of a career. Were you surprised? No. No. JT, you really weren't either. No. Yeah. No, I, I didn't think it would be until the end of the season. Yeah. I, I, I agree think, with yeah. JT. Yeah. I didn't think he would announce it now, but uh, I did not think he would be racing in 2018. I think um, if he would add a decent end of the season and not had that concussion um, I and had maybe got on the podium by the end of the season, I think that maybe it would have gone into the next year. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like – I'm hoping everything happens for a reason. Maybe, you know, that wasn't a road he should have gone down. So at the end of the day, like, dude, he had such a killer career and he affected so many different people. 
on a level of just being able to come back from crazy things. Yeah. And, um, yeah, time for the next chapter. Funny how you guys are both might be done here. <laughs> I know, you know right? I mean? Isn't like, it? Isn't it? You guys came crazy. up together. You came up together. You, you intersected. You, you le- came together. You laughed. You came, yeah. to, you know what I mean? You know, best, at one point. Best friends for a long time. And at one point in time, like, I mean, we, we spent a lot of time with Ryan growing up too. Cause we both, all three had the same coach. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. I have a good trace story. I want to take a second. Uh, I didn't, I just learned about this story on uh, Thursday. So Daniel Blair is uh, announcing PIR Thursday night motocross uh, that I was at. And uh, we were talking about Trey and, you know, um, just the same thing we're talking about right now. And he said, you know, that guy, I will forever respect that guy. And he does stuff that people don't know about. I was like, all right, you know, do tell. So a few years, I think it was, man, 09. 09 would have been when Daniel was yeah. replacing on that yeah. team. So yeah, so 09, he raced, his teammates with Trey yeah. for a short period. Then it's not long after that, he, I believe he broke his femur. Um, crash, whatever it was, beat up. So he gets a phone call out of the blue. Uh, doesn't even recognize the number. It's, it's Trey. And he says, hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry. And he's like, you know, they were teammates for a few weeks. It yeah. wasn't even a big deal. They yeah. weren't even close or anything. He's like, hey, you know, I'm really sorry. I hope you're okay. Like, I know it's hard to deal with injuries. Um, you know, can I get your address? I, I want to do something for you and your family, whatever. And I, ho- I hope that Trey and Daniel don't mind me sharing this story. I mean, this is the person that Trey was. So Dan's like, yeah, I mean, you don't have to do that. But, you know, okay, I'm not going to say no. Like, yeah. Okay, here it is. Week later, or whatever, he sends him a check for like a significant amount of money. Just what? Yes, just to help him out. Like I was I know, thinking, like a fruit basket. No, no, <laughs> and I, I'm not. It's not my business to share amount yeah. of money, but it was more money than I would give somebody. You know, just just because he broke his. Just leg like, hey, I know you're yeah. dealing with some hardship, and you're going to be out for a while. And I, you know, I've been fortunate, and wow. I have more than That's most awesome. people. Yeah, cool but I, it was. It you was completely unexpected. What? Did you know that? Yeah. Oh. But it was one of those things where, like, Trey doesn't go around no. touting that. He doesn't no. tell people. And- but I didn't know. I, I knew he helped. He knew. I knew they got a hold of Daniel. I don't know. I had no idea what he did for him yeah. or anything That's like awesome. that. That's cool, yeah. Because I remember at the time he was kind of. Especially in Moto. Around. It's such a doggy Yeah, dog and most world. people. It, it's not really anybody's business what he did for him. But that's the type of person that Trey yeah. did. And he didn't want credit for it. He didn't talk about it on, in an interview. Right. It was just because he wanted to do it. There was gave, no upside for him. I gave him $500 next week, and I've mentioned it 20 times <laughs> to let you know what kind of person I am. Here's a good, here's a good Trey Kennard story, kind of along the same lines. Um, so I'm riding one day. We're all riding at the tracks in November. We're getting ready for Supercross season, and it is just insanely cold outside. We get done riding. He's like, hey, man, you want to go downtown with me to downtown Shawnee? I've um, I've been helping this guy out downtown, um, a homeless guy. He's like, I've just been kind of, he'll, I just sit down and talk with him. And then it, he gives me like stuff that he might want, you know, and his stuff is random, like, like bags of rice. And like, you he know, he gives Trey just, that he gives Trey a list of stuff that, that he needs supplies. Oh, oh, he needs this yeah, guy's, yeah, yeah. you know, out yeah, of a shopping cart. Yeah. 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 I forget what his name was. I mean, Trey would know his exact name. He he would literally just show up with maybe like the time I was there. It was, it was something ridiculous, like a bag of rice and a gallon of water, you know, and give it to the guy. And he would just sit there and talk with this homeless guy who had nothing. And um, 
That's he cool. Just, yeah, uh, for no reason. Maybe, maybe Kennard's better than Short. Maybe we got to put Trey above Shorty. Cut now. from the same cloth, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll reevaluate this <laughs> yeah. your short ranking. But, I mean, he do, he does stuff like that. I mean, that's just yeah, the that's stuff awesome. that I know. No, but, I, mean, I think yeah. it's stuff that he just yeah. enjoys doing. I think for people, people never know, though. That's no, the crazy. No, no. And I didn't know. Yeah. I was like, wow, like, that's really thoughtful. And, and he didn't want anything for it. In a sport, in all sports, where people want, they're cool with doing stuff, but they want gratification for it. Or, or it's hence, like, hence me giving him fun at all. Well, it, it just, I, it was really telling of the person yeah. that he didn't want anybody to ever know about that. You know, it was just, he yeah. saw a need and he had the means to do it and he did it. Like, it was, it's really cool. All right. I'm driving around down here in Dallas selling Craig the 2018 Martin. Fly racing uh, gear that's soon to come off the embargo. And um, embargo, embargo, I was listening embargo. to the Pulp Show and you were talking about whether or not Zach will take the number five. And I was a little, I'm a little confused on how that all works, and I was wondering if you could help explain it to us. The um, Since Dungy raced the Supercross Series, wouldn't he be able to keep the number five for 2018 season? Yep. Big um, Dowdy and all these guys coming back and riding nationals to just earn a point to keep their numbers. But... Not sure how that works with Supercross. I was just curious if you could maybe explain that to us as to whether or not yeah. he has a grip on that number five for next year or if if they give him a year to not show up before they give it away or how how does that number five become available and when? All right, that's it. First up, how's Craig Martin's sales numbers? Do we need to get him on and pump him up some sales numbers? Craig kills it because he was a KTM dealer, Mm -hmm. and uh, he was in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So that's old Craig from Kawasaki, Team Green. Loyal listener. Wow. Yep. Yep. Awesome. So he was a KTM, Team Green. Then he he had his own KTM dealership. So he competed with all these dealers. He told a story one one time about wanting to sign Ryan Dungey, or he missed out on Ryan Dungey. I wanted that guy to... Yeah. Signed me so bad when I was younger. Never did. Yeah. So then he oh, sold. Oh, so he's an asshole then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sold that dealership, and now he's a WPS rep. And he's, yeah. uh, it's awesome dealing with reps like him because he truly understands the full scope of the sport and the market. Used to own Oak Hill, correct? Yep. He owned Oak Hill for a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess we talked about Osborne's single-digit number. I texted Osborne today and said, what number are you taking, bro? Mm-hmm. And he said, I have to win well, this title yeah, first. Yeah, I mean, he's... Yeah, and I think I called him an asshole. Still got six motos. I don't yeah. care. I think I called him an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's an asshole. Seven's up, right? Got to be up. No. Come on, dude. Why? They will never. They're not going to give that away. Why? Unless... It's uh, there's a rule book. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I pick, I, no, agree, I pick but... number nine if I'm Zach. Number nine? Yeah. I think I stay sixteen. No, well, I mean, if you're picking a one digit, no, no, but I, I like st- sixteen better than nine. Bro, I, I would love to be a single digit. That'd yeah, be sweet. Yeah, I would. You wouldn't take seven or eight. You can't. Well, you can't take, take seven. seven yeah, and you can't take yeah, five. You can't. Yeah, Legally, you can. Stu's not racing. Oh, he hadn't scored any points. No. Yeah. Oh no, you can't take seven. They will not let it go. Why? Because they, they just who? won't. They just won't. Does that mean that Zach gets the gear brand? I mean, this is a nom. <laughs> there are rules. <laughs> oh, JT, a little naive, JT. This is a nom. Naive, JT. He hasn't been around the sport much. <laughs> no, no. He doesn't get the doesn't inner workings of it. He doesn't understand. Yeah. He doesn't it. understand politics. No, no, no. Not at all. Um, what are they, I mean, they're, how are they going to know that nobody can get a hold of Stu? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. He doesn't have a cell phone. Yeah. I mean, you think he'll notice if we give away seven? Everybody's like, I don't know. <laughs> all right, let's go. So, love the show. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Craig.
I just want to let you you guys know the Dune Goon birthday song was fucking hilarious. I was dying. That's some good shit. That was good. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. Hey, man, fuck all these haters saying that the Steve Mathis cup is a bad idea. No yep. no disrespect to the Seven Deuce Deuce or Christian Craig because I, I do think they are great guys. But here's the thing. Oh, they're like, oh, you know, I have the training facilities race. Isn't that what we do on the weekend? Nope. You know what, it's man? Not. You know what? There what? are way too many variables yep. in each weekend to really get an idea of who better, who's better. 1v1, mm-hmm. five guys a team, best five, whoever wins the most races wins. They keep going. Bam. And then you can't say, oh, well, this person only won because this person got a bad start. Yeah, well, one-on-one, no mm-hmm. one gets a bad start. Exactly. So, you know what? Fuck the haters. Do the Steve Mathis Cup. I'll sponsor it. I don't care. I'll do it. Okay. All right, bye. I, I'm a visionary, and that will probably happen after I pass away. But it, it it's a great great idea. It's a great idea. Here's what I would like to see. There's is, another. By the way, JT knows about this. There could be something. Stop coming. interrupting. There could be something coming down the line. Well, I'm just going saying, to be like a legacy it, moment for me. If it's some sort of cup where you're you know tra- training about? facilities battling, you have to have them do ec- like. Is this on? Facebook. Oh, okay. I was going to mouth the words to JT, but I can't. You know, like this. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what's coming down the line. Hold on. Keep talking, Jimmy. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Keep talking, Jimmy. So anyways, if you're going to do a training facility. um, I want to do a training facility race. Race. They they need to. Oh, yeah, yeah, It shouldn't all be. About the riding, they should have to have like yeah. training competitions uh, like together, a, like a, a, a like a bench press battle contest. Battle of the network stars. Yes, a tug of war. Tug of war be great. Uh, That's flip, another good flipping one. Flipping the tractor tire. Yep, uh, three legged race. race. Three legged race. What? At a race. I want the training facilities to have a battle of the network stars against each other. You have a decathlon. So. And then that be worth points. <laughs> I just I saw watching this Indiana Jones to come back to this. Okay. I really feel like Eli Tomac would be like, yeah, I'm not doing donations because I'm doing the Steve Mathis Cup. Thank you. And so JT, by myself because I train by myself. So the Mathis Cup will happen. It's a brilliant idea. The legacy idea, if that happens, JT though. Yeah, what? yeah, that will be if that, a landmark moment for this show. I mean. Do we take the show on the road for the announcement if it happens? No, but you, you're you, there will be no stopping you. <laughs> I, I'm out on this one. This is the inside. We'll tell you later. There will be no stopping you. Anybody with half a brain that listens to this show knows exactly what you're talking. No, about. I don't no, think so. I don't think, I don't so. think so. I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, you didn't I, even I knew know. about I knew, it. I knew right away as soon as you said that. Right, but you are you knew. Do you think it's worse? Do you think it's correct though when he says that there will be no stopping me? <laughs> oh, that's undoubtable. Yeah, there's there's no denying that. God, what? It's gonna be, it's I kind of hope it doesn't happen. Just so I don't have to hear your mouth. It's you, you hear how much we hear about Marty being on a 450. I mean, it is going to be thousandfold. It'll be that. Okay, so where are you done with your story? I don't know. Okay, uh, let's keep going. Legacy. Yo, Mathis, love love the show, man. It's awesome. I'll give a shout out to my boy Mike Davis. Get ready to go to Loretta Lynn's 30 plus class. Gonna tear it up. Mike Davis. Mike Dog. Make sure you uh, play this for him. Oh, oh, oh. I know he's listening. Keep up the good shows. Rock on. Does Parabinos get it done? 
Does he win? He was fastest today. He was? Yeah. I mean, he's won before, so he's okay. got to be the favorite. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's, he's a really good starter, and he's, he's prepared, and he's really confident. So uh, Our own Chris Kiefer is no slouch. How about this? Top the three. The only thing that could, I think, derail this deal is if it, like, super muddy or yeah, something. Yeah, yep, that yep, could change everything. Yep. Top three. Well, what about a gate pick draw? Bad gate pick draw. Yeah. He's a great starter, though. Okay. I, I like his chances on Top the Top three in the four-stroke class at the Minios. Um, overall in the Olympiad in 2003 was Paul Parabinos, Eddie Ray, and myself. Wow. All well, Pulp Show connections. Strong. Yeah. Strong four-stroke class. Strong. Quite strong. Hey, uh, I don't know if AT's on the line or yep, uh, right maybe here. you know the answer to this, Mathis, but... I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago when Stewart was in between gear deals. They, uh, those videos came out of him in all white gear, no no logo, no uh, gear company or anything. And then I saw the same thing with that privateer who uh, I think he started Canvas or uh, that gear company or something like that. He did the same thing when he was between gear deals, all white gear. How did they go about making that? Is that just connections in the industry or some gear company agreeing to do it for him as a one-off? Like, how did that happen? I was, I was just curious. No, I don't remember. No, I couldn't, okay, I couldn't remember. I was wondering. No. If you, okay. Yeah, I remember, I remember the studio. Yeah, he had all white gear. Yeah, he was all white gear. But I think they I were they just cut logos off or something. Yeah, you remember what I was talking about though? And that there's a one picture where he's just I don't know, he's whipped out over some jump and all white gear. I, I know uh, what he's talking no, about. I don't remember. At all. Uh, yeah, I'd have to. Um, I don't remember. Michael Lieb is the guy that started bringing in canvas. Man, and, he went down bad on Thursday at PIR. Oh really? I hope he's okay. He was down for a long time. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thursday night motocross. Hey, man. Just wanted to call and say all your sponsors are awesome. Um, just so there to help out all the fans and everything. And mm-hmm. I was, I'm only saying this because I was listening to one of the podcasts, and it was JT going on and, you know, being – very, very helpful to the one guy asking about helmet sizes and, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, it just makes me want to go out and buy a fly helmet in all in all honesty just because of how helpful JT oh, is to that guy. guy and, you know, how cool everything is and mm-hmm. how cool your show is. You can't stop ever. And I'm telling you that right now. You're going to be 100 years old doing the Pulp Show, I promise. Oh, no. This is the last <laughs> year. This is always this the is last year. This is the last year for the Pulp Show, everybody. So Hockey I pot. Hope- I hope you all enjoy this, and I hope you all realize the grief you've given me by calling in and saying, where's the Thursday show on Wednesday? Hockey Pod going to pay the bills? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. All right. You get RJ, RJV to sponsor that one. Um, yeah, we do have cool sponsors, and it's great. Sponsor What's deals. Up? I guess we're on. Never mind. I guess I'm done. It doesn't. I think the mouse is You dying. are a bit long-winded. Pulp. I just want to vent a little bit about what the hell this whole Chris Aldridge thing is about. He shows up to PIR racing on, from what I believe, is a borrowed Dungey Edition bike with his own custom graphics on it from Golden Tire, and he does decent in the heat race, but then what does he do in the main? The same shit he always does. He goes out, gets a decent start, and nukes his fucking brains out in the whoops, sits out like five laps on the side of the track, then finally, they walk him back over to the pits, and all of a sudden, with like maybe five minutes to go in the main, 
here comes Chris Aldridge rolling the track again. It's like, dude, you just nuked your fucking brains out. Why are you back on the track, and why do you always have to crash? It's like, if you knew that. Trying to race Washougal, if, I just don't fucking get it. This guy needs to get Aldridge's number and just right, let him that's know. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, I was saying, like, how... How upset are you? You're calling a show about Chris Aldridge's career, which we all know. That's a fantasy motocross player right there. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, he, that's what he does. Yeah. That's what Chris that's Aldridge does. That's why he does. has a full-time job now and doesn't race professional motocross really? for a living Really? He's got anymore. a full-time job? Yeah. Like he's yeah, working? He doesn't race for a living anymore. Yeah. yeah. That's what, but that's why. Yeah. Uh, he couldn't stay off the ground. Right. And But to call a show and be like, what's he doing? <laughs> uh, wow, I like the passion, but yeah. Yeah. So if you don't know by now, you're never going to know. Yeah. Some light on this. I'll go back to drinking. Go back to drinking. That sounds good. Hey, Pope Max. This is Victor. Just listened to uh, the new Moto 60 show before Washougal. I'm ready to hear about RCH, but hey, just ask Kenny. Get him to come back on the show, even if it's just a phone call. Please. Hey, buddy. All right. Love your content. Thanks. We're going to get Kenny on at some point. I talked to him a little bit. We're going to get Kenny on and do a little RCH thing. I just don't know when. Fuck you and your show, maybe Mathis. Yeah, maybe like not. a walk down memory lane. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good idea. Steve, seven deuce deuce. The birthday jam. I think that could be number one on iTunes. If only it would be on the app. There. Marks. If only. Like ugly deformed Teletubby, I think was the verse. Mm-hmm. Keep it up, guys. I think that's Adam's best song ever. That's pretty messed Later. up. Only called, it would get put fugly. on the app. He called you fugly. That's messed up. The leopard seal drop on Do the you app. Do you even have the app? Yeah, I have the app. I have Do the you? old one. Yeah, I, do, I have the app. The the test version? Or did you break down in? No, I have the test version. Oh. So. It's only $1.99, dude. No, I know. I, I just want to let everyone know Steve doesn't even have the app. I have the test version. But if I buy the app, then I'll be like giving it to myself. Are we talking beta? We can give you. We can get you a code. You know that. Right? Is it on the app or not? No, it's not. Well, that's what I'm asking. No. Why aren't you putting the leopard seal drop? Been and... busy, bro. Really? Yeah, really. Okay. All right. Been busy. The extortionator. <laughs> Been busy. The extortionator. Yeah. Just holding out for another one ninety. All right. That's all we got for that. Uh, BTOsports.com. Uh, whether it's floating a dirt bike through the air or blasting a sand berm in a UTV, one thing you have in common with BTO is passion. BTO Sports, is uh, their foundation is built around family, which allows them to offer unparalleled customer service. Uh, $85 is what you need to spend to get free three-day express orders, uh, three-day express shipping on orders. Uh, BTOsports.com, proud to be a premier source for motocross parts and apparel for well over a decade. Use the code PULPMX when you call or put it in the notes, and they will give you a deal. BTOsports.com, great guys. Been a supporter of our show for, um, well, it's the last year, so uh, seven years now. So thanks to BTOsports.com. Um, these are the questions submitted to at Pulpamex Show on Twitter. That guy over there. We interrupt this broadcast. Forget it. All right, forget it. Run the show. Do it yourself. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. These uh, these are questions submitted by you people. Uh, long show tonight, but we're wrapping long this winded, up. Long-winded, that's you. We're All wrapping right. this up. Um, I got an itchy, itchy trigger finger over here. Five, five, fifteen? Five hours, fifteen minutes? Yeah. Yep. Um, Killing it. Uh, what was I going to say? I'm not I sure. Know. I cut you off, so. You did. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. All right, let's go. <laughs> this one's from Chris. Ask a real question for once. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
why don't top guys like ET3 simply put in their contract that MXDN is one of two off-season races? They could, yeah. And could. Cowie could agree to him. Yep. The bottom line is JT had a good point. Uh-oh. Remember, remember this. Ryan Dungey, Eli Tomac, they can go. If they said, I want to go, the teams would go. Oh, for sure they would. They would not say no to these guys. No. So that's the bottom line. And I don't want to put it all on Eli that way, like heat-wise. I get it why he's not. But the bottom line is these guys could go if they wanted to go. Yep. Tyler Devine wants to know for Jimmy, how is your back feeling now that you had the fusion surgery? It's really good. Like, um, honestly, I did not expect at four months post-surgery that I'd feel the way I do. Like, I just, I thought that I'd be completely miserable and it'd be something that really sucked the rest of my life. But right now I'm looking at it and honestly, like, my lower back feels better than it ever has because I've come completely straight with my upper back. Do you need to get these taken out anytime? No. They're it in. stays in there. That's so it. I'm fused from T8 to T or T2 to T8. And how is the x-ray machine at the at the, the airport? <laughs> you know, people always say that and that's the dumbest thing ever because they didn't pick up metal in your body. But they did. No. I thought people go through there and be like, it's my hip, it's my hip. No, the people are idiots. It's the hip? It's the fucking... No, whatever it's they, the, I don't think I don't they have a metal hip. It's the zipper on their pocket that's next to their hip, probably. Okay. My knee, it's my knee. Your no. gun is digging into my hip. Exactly. I almost got, exactly. I almost got in a brawl on security uh, with an old lady that I, I would have took her, that's for sure. Illegal. I would have won, uh, going to uh, Washougal this past weekend. I counted... I, have, I walked up. Okay, so this lady is, is getting her bag at the... Pre-check. Pre-check. She is standing at the end of the thing, and she has got a water bottle and oh, yeah. everything going on. And I and her her people in front of her are going through the X-ray. JT, are you listening? I'm listening. Yes, because I want your water opinion bottle. on this. I want your opinion on this. TSA. So I wait ten seconds, fifteen and seconds. You bust around her, and she is still struggling. And yeah. I go right around her. Pre-check. Every, yeah, I'm yep. all ready to go. I have everything's done. It's it, everything's on the belt. I go right around her. She quickly grabs her purse and goes back around me and puts it there and i'm like if you're and she starts fiddling Mm. again and i'm like if you're not ready i'll go first i'm with those people she said the people that had already long gone through the x-ray and i'm like they're not going anywhere i'm like if you're not ready let people go it was my turn i pull that move all the time and i've Mm. never been busted for it no one's ever said anything that would drive me nuts if someone did that dude if you're not ready if you got water and all this other stuff don't worry about it. Just let people go. Like, I literally, I wear sandals in the airport because I just want to be the speediest well, you gotta, dude. You gotta, so if tomorrow. you don't have pre-check, if you travel in a motocross circuit and you don't have pre-check, something's wrong with you. Yeah. Something is wrong with I you. Was, I flew from... You. Look at Jimmy. Look flew, at Jimmy. Doesn't you don't have it? it? Oh, no. I have not got it. Oh, boy. And I fly every weekend. I and it doesn't it. bother me, though. The airport I fly out of, OKC, it's not. Oh, it's. What about it's the ones you fly back out of? It still matters. I never have to worry about it. I just it. got Global Entry yep. two weeks ago. But uh, I flew from Portland to Boise on Saturday night after the race, and I had flew in Alaska. And I, on their app or on their website, you can't put your known travel number. So I'm like, ah, it's Saturday night. There won't be anybody there. I'll put no. No. There was like a hundred people in the line. I was so pissed that I had to wait in line. Pre-check? No one. Now, no one in pre-check. I did a Southwest ticket without checking in or something, without putting my info in. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. 
And on the way to the airport, I said, hey, can you put my global entry number in? And they yep. said, sure, right away. And then I got pre- my boarding pass right. changed. Got, yeah. I should have done yeah, that. Yeah, you should have done that. But I was already, yeah. yeah. Jimmy, you got to get preaching. I know. And I'm, the show's long It enough, takes five so. minutes, literally. I know. It takes five minutes. But, no, so the, but you have to, like, I can't just go to OKC Airport and, and do it. Yeah, I have to set up an appointment, yeah. You busy? What? <laughs> you got a lot going on? I mean, honestly, I never... I, I mean, I'll honestly tell you, I've never stayed in the pre, in the regular line. Uh, I've maybe wasted ten minutes of my life total not, not having true. pre-check. That's not true. I don't. Will buy you that. punch him in the face? I burned. Will you punch him in the face I right now? For twenty me? on Saturday night. That's not even true. Like I, I just don't. I never hit lines at the airport security. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. I never hit lines. <laughs> the airports are. Empty these days. No, I, I'm sorry. I just I'm air, like this year travel, I haven't. Air travel's way down. This year I haven't. Just let's carry on. Jimmy's been doing a great <laughs> job all show, and he's, he's it's late. Yeah, he's delirious. He's, it's derailing quickly. If it was that bad, I would have got it by now. I'm just gonna leave now. Okay. This one's from Mike Sullivan. RCH has gone with them two good 450 rides, so I'm curious. Does MX does the MXGP series have more solid 450 rides than our series does? Not really. No, the guys were over there complaining. Uh, Tixie is going to have to. Tixie is going to lose his ride. He's not going to be able to to have one next year. There's uh, two spots at Rinaldi. There's three at KTM. Factory KTM. Three because Hurling's is Hurling's that's a weird deal. Co- Hurling's Coldenoff. Yeah, yeah, but Coldenoff and Coldenoff and Corelli on a different team. team. So, Hurling's is on know. 250. Um. There's two at Honda. There's three at Cowie. Tixie. No, Searle's not there anymore. What am I thinking about Searle? Searle's on DRT. Yeah. yeah. DeSalle. Tixie. Yeah. DeSalle, Tixie, and Searle's on DRT. It's pretty close. It's to pretty the close to the same. Yeah. Yeah. Husky's got three guys Paul and Nigel. Nigel and Covington. Uh, um, no, the. Covington rides for them, though, doesn't he? Um, Anstey. Oh, Anstey. Yeah, Covington rides for the 250 team. Yeah, but same same guys. Yeah, yeah, Kimi and um, Conrad Muse and the Latvian kid. Um, maybe not Latvian. <sighs> you know what I'm talking oh, about, Suzuki, right? And Suzuki's got two spots: the the, the Janikonis and, and the Strybos. Janikonis is good. He's huge. He reminds me of Kindedeiker, but better style. Oh, let's go. This one's from Big Bad 408. Steve, you'll like this one. Why, why, why are there so many factory-supported 250 rides and so few 450 oh rides? Why don't the factories move the support to the 450s? Honestly, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> like, we got to wrap this show up. Okay. But, I mean... Next question. Like... How long you got? Why are you going to answer that question? Just don't even answer it. Sometimes I ask questions. And I just like to see your reaction. It's not even like I really want an answer. The um, I'll tell you what. No, never mind. <laughs> Let's just go. I'm done. I, I've said enough. This one's from Charlie Worthy. If you were to sell the show, how much would it realistically be worth? Five million. Not including the Bassets or you Marks. You have glitter on your face. Probably. He's dodging the question because he's making millions. Look at his gl- he's got glitter on his here. face. I just noticed it. <laughs> is it pink? Whatever. Right eyebrow. What? Is it pink? Turn your head a little bit. Way to change the subject, Steve. He does have glitter on his face. What the hell were you doing? All right. 
And then on deck, on deck is Maserati and Lamborghini. <laughs> from Maserati. <laughs> Maserati. Um, yeah. You're supposed to sell a company for five years of profits, I believe. Is the is sort of the general, or is it ten years of profits? Uh, depends. Twelve. I, don't I think know. you're some sort of magic formula if you want to sell your company, but I can't sell it because I got it hosted still. So how am I going to sell it? You could sell it to someone. You are. You are. I, I'm it. Yeah. I'm it. I mean, you couldn't put tits in this chair and run the show. No, but you could sell it to somebody and have them pay you to be on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blow your mind. Honestly, there is. It's. It's the show's done. We're done. So. Maybe this week. <laughs> Maybe this is the last show ever. It would be a great finale. No more Bassets. <laughs> Jimmy's just like, yeah, that sounds great. All right. Uh, this one's from Chase Sloth, I think. Shane Slother? Sure. No. Shane Slother? No, yeah. that's Lineman Cycles. He's a WPS dealer. He, he bought a ride with PJ1 Team when we were running out of money that year, 96. He was my sponsor in 2000, mm-hmm. Yamaha's. Right. Nice guy. Like AA sponsor? Excuse me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, <laughs> I'm not doing good, Shane. man. I just had 17 Subway sandwiches. I need help. <laughs> We're sponsored I think, I'm thinking about by a Husky contract. <laughs> yeah. You gotta talk me out of it. Shane Excel Yamaha has offered me a hell of a deal. I got deal. his voicemail, and the rest was history. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, this guy wants to know, JT, what are your thoughts on the new CRF uh, 250 dual headpipe? Uh, I don't know. You know, it's early and I don't think a lot of people have tested that bike yet. It just kind of got released. So we'll have to, uh, we'll have to see that bike needed help. It needed an update, um, both for the race teams and just for image. Uh, so I'm interested to see how it is, hear how it is. I know when they were wooing a certain rider for 18. Yep. That the, the, the plug was like, this bike is going to be massively improved yeah. obviously they're going to say that right. but they're really building their pitch around well it. the That's proof will that. be out there i mean it's i'm not giving the rider's name away can't they, hide it if they were wooing i'm not going to give his name away i don't i don't know it may or may not rhyme with schmadam shmeem shavillo oh yeah okay yeah schmadam cj gotcha. we're CJ gonna find out pruitt wants to know so, how much does jmart hate his honda i don't know i honestly i don't know jmart that well but i do Talk to him off the record quite a bit. Uh, he's never saying anything to me. I talked to him about Phil and, you know, all that deal. I haven't heard a word. Phil still hates him. I know that. <laughs> Although he's lobbying for him to get the Motocross Nation spot. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a complicated world of Phil. Yeah, Phil. it is. <laughs> it's a filthy, dirty world. What are you memories, Jimmy, of an amateur when you would look at JT? Did you ever? No, we were two, two age difference. Yeah. No, no, when, no, you, when, am, he was when a I pro. was in amateur oh, class? He knows who I was. No, oh, for sure I did. I followed closely. Justin Brighton told us one time that he was racing JT and was like, man, if I could get as good as JT, I'd be so happy. Jimmy was I. good making a living. Brighton wasn't good as yeah. an amateur. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I had a good year in 05 where I, 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 beat, I beat Villapoto straight up in three motos in a row in 05 before he turned pro and then raced professional. That... That at you did? I don't remember whatever. that. That's really yeah, good, Lake though. Whitney. Oh wow! Yeah, Lake Whitney, and then this is a crazy story. I beat him um, in the in a runoff straight up at Lake Whitney, and then I beat him in the one of my first qualifying motos at Oak Hill, and then the next qualifying moto it was a last lap, and I pretty he was all over me. I had him beating that one, and Eddie um, better. 
No, not Ray? Eddie Vedder. No, not Eddie Ray. Eddie. Um, Van Halen. How, how can I? Uh, his old mechanic. <laughs> um, Good pull. How am I losing it? Anyways, he's his mechanic. He. Um, it's super late. He freaking <laughs> nailed me with his pit board, and it broke my finger. No way. Yeah, and I I oh, sucked wow. all week because it's my clutch finger. Yeah. No yeah. shit, asshole. So. He kind of ruined my life, my career. But then now I don't know why I can't think of his last name. Lariat. That was not what we're, any of us were thinking. But, Eddie but, Lariat, you yeah. know him? Yeah. Lorette. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I thought he had a, does he have a Ford? No, he's a, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, he ended up, he was my mechanic at Monster Lines, Cup in 2011. Yeah. All right, let's go. Yeah. Come on, come on, Marks. I fucking love Ridgelines. Oh, boy. JS Turbo wants to know, AC has referenced his fitness not being there a few times and seemed to fade second moto. Any thoughts or insight on why this is? Who did he say? AC. AC. Oh, AC. There um, are people. There are people, and I'm not saying who they are, and I'm not saying whether I agree or disagree. But there are people that are like, dude, those guys at the nest, they're all grooming the tracks perfectly. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're not doing moto, long motos. They're all just kind of like... As long as you just do what the other guys are doing, nobody needs to push well, too hard. It seems to be like Hampshire and Duvalis are doing pretty decent right now. They're gone. Hampshire is gone. Yep. And oh, really? Duvalis is with Timmy. Yep. And Jimmy, oh, I thought the, oh, yeah, left. the nest and the whole thing moved. I forgot. Yeah. My bad. So I'm not up on that. I'm not saying, because I don't know what goes on, so I'm not saying I agree, but there are people in the pit saying, those dudes aren't really working that hard. If you ain't with all, then you ain't shit. That's the new tagline. Hanging out with this guy too much? <laughs> yeah. No matter. All day. So, Tickle's going with Alden, by the way. Because <laughs> he's... he's yeah. Well, then he's... He wasn't shit I'm this su- year. He'll I'm be su- shit next year. I'm surprised. He's moved... Like, he's a Cali guy. Chick's Cali girl. Like, he's they're moving. He's just wherever he needs to be guy. I think... No, he looks at Osborne. I heard this from somebody that talked to him. He's like, look at Osborne. Yeah. I can do that. Like, All right. step up. Tickle's never been afraid of hard work. That's for sure. Yep. I know that for a fact. Right. He's he's one of the fittest dudes really? in, the, in the pit. You think? Yes. Yes. One of the fittest dudes? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, w- I would. Almost as your, your fit. Glitter, your glitter is down here. Almost as now. fit as A-Ray's six-pack. <laughs> he's fit. He works yep. hard. All right. Why are you checking out my glitter, bro? I am looking at you and your mm-hmm. glitter is. I'm just shining. Seriously, what's with the glitter? You want the real story? Yeah. So my niece's second birthday oh, was this weekend. Oh, that's just disgusting, you <laughs> pedophile. <laughs> I'm not even going to let him tell that I, story. I, he was trying to tell it to me when I first met him. He's like, yeah, these, these, all these chicks, they were like in second grade. And I'm tell like, you no. What, Marks After Darks is really fucked yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it is. is. <laughs> there will be no sponsors for these Disgusting my <laughs> glitter child raper. It was my niece's second birthday. And uh, I had to hide one of her dresses that didn't fit. It was a princess dress, mm-hmm. like a Rapunzel, and it had glitter all over it. The closest thing was my backpack, so I stuffed it in my backpack so that they could, so, so she couldn't see it. They could take it back. Now everything in my backpack is just covered in pink glitter, and it's been all over me all day. So, how's your wife feel about this? She likes it. She likes it. Yeah, right. it's a good look. Okay, it's all good right. look. I might get lucky tonight. So, all right, perfect. Uh, this one's from Gus Keeter. Steve, can you work a deal with Deuce Deuce to custom wrap voicemails, birthdays, and other important things for profit? He'll do that, yeah. Hashtag birthday, birthday. He'll do it. Uh, Troy Benjamin wants to know, Top Jimmy, what has been your favorite race bike? Um, 08 Factory Honda. 
<laughs> Shocker. Yeah. There, and a it's a everybody in Minnesota. Of Minnesotans. Yeah. No, my practice bike was their favorite race There's bike. There's a guy yeah. with jeans and a tank top yeah, also is ripping. Bike. Ripping. Uh, last one from KJ. If the 450s had a smaller CC, would the sport keep the top guys longer, do you think? Mm, no, I don't think so. But they should be a smaller CC for Supercross, I believe. What? I'd like to see that. I'd like to see the the bikes governed a little bit. Yeah, I, I think that'd be good. Uh, I don't know how you do I it. I don't think the CCs are what make people quit. I think it's the grind and the schedule. Yeah. One, well, more, that, one more I lied. Okay. Did you want... Sorry, I No, go ahead. From CanMX. Jimmy, I heard a rumor that Ronnie Mack pretends to be a regular dude sometimes. I feel betrayed and confused. Can you give me some advice? Never. People want to ask me all the time what's going on with him. I have no clue. Quit asking. That's why would, all. Why Ask you, Trey Kennard. Why would you know? It's a weird, weird yeah. question. I heard it was Trey Kennard. Yep. And that's why he's retiring. He's full Ronnie. Uh, that's been the BTOsports.com tweeted Travis segment. Yes. BTOsports.com fly racing, NFAB Jeep and truck parts, race tech suspension, Vortex racing, gear alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X brand goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, EK Chains, Guts Racing, Get Data. Uh, Ride Engineering, uh, please check out their website. Ride Engineering took a 2017 Honda CRF 450 and slapped everything on it. Looks great. And uh, Grant Stone Boots as well. <laughs> they slapped it on there. Thumbs up. <laughs> I think it's time to go. I think you're like, yeah, what, it's me? Hilarious. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, it's just so funny. Wait till you hear what? Mike Oretta's tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. After like two hours of sleep. It's just going to be in the middle of the motos. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wygant says it's this big uh, orgy of dudes wanting to go uh, announce uh, like for free because they just want to announce. Gay. Like, I don't know why they needed you. Like, Wygant says literally they got to like people are just coming up to this booth all day to announce. And oh, they're yeah. Like, and they're like, they just want to talk on the mic. Yeah. Yeah. That happens in pro motocross too. I came but, in there. Yeah, I came in there and talked. But um, I no, it's to not. Talk. I, it's, you had to go handle a plumbing. It's good when certain people come up. What high point? Oh yeah, like you were good. You're always good. JT's always good. But sometimes it's like, eh, yeah, not so much. Yeah, I don't. I don't go up there to talk. I go up there to watch the screens. I know. I, and then we, I have we lap times, and then we bug the hell out of you and screens, so we can get a break. And it's Twitter, and everything works. You know what worked? The phone work service worked at well, Shugleton Tower because yes, you're like did. above everybody. In the mechanics area, no he's bueno. pulling the whole shot on people yeah, to the tower. I was stoked. Um, so Jeremy Albrecht, uh, Langston, uh, Joey Lancaster, all on board. The Stank Dog, uh, Moser, all on board. Jimmy, what was your favorite interview tonight? Um, I mean, GL is always good. Yep. So all right, yeah. JT. <sighs> I like J Bone with the Barsha and the Chad yeah, stuff. J Bone and GL. I mean, they're both good guests. Yep. I yeah, GL. And Stank called back. Boom, right Mathis. Put that in your no. pipe and smoke it. Larry Sellers. Larry Sellers? Larry Sellers, my favorite. Uh, Mark, what was your favorite interview we did tonight? I didn't get to hear them all, so I can't have a fair right. answer. Uh, the extortionator is spoken. Wor- I was he working. Is, he is Extortioning. In. Working. He is weighed in. fine glitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. Jimmy, thank you for coming in. I really uh, thank you. It's been great. Um, it has been so you, good. You always do a good job on the show. We tried to get you in earlier, and you had doctor's appointments. Yeah, at all but, sorts uh, of life issues. We, let's. Co- let, why don't you get back out here with your wife? Yes. And come I, in for another show, and but like hang out for a day If we're or still two. together, yes. Yes, if you're still together. Yep. 
And uh, and JT, thank you. 2018 Fly Stuff. I wish you could come down more often too. And I got permission from your boss that you could. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. He said no problem. Jerk off. I I, I wonder if he just said that because it was just me and yes, like probably like, yeah. He just wanted you to stop talking. Right, just stop exactly. Talking, stop talking. Um, uh, so I, I'd love to get you in studio more. Every each and every week is, is fun and uh, and more. And uh, so thanks to Swiss Court, thanks to Mo, uh, Moser, Marks. You're welcome. I think I'm out of you. Why? I'm not going to thank you. Uh, he was. <laughs> Why? You were yeah, a little off you. tonight. Between the extortion move <laughs> and you were cutting over him, uh, cutting over me, uh, dropped the intro for Joey Lancaster over his segment. Like we have to talk about before the show too. Extortionator. That's what I mean. The extortionator. The extortionator. Yeah. Brutal. Yep. Always extortioning. Hell of a show, Marks. Way to bring Why? everything down. Why are you so mad that I'm going to make you money? I don't quite understand this. I don't, no. That's a, that's, a, that's a hell of a way to look at yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you agree uh. with that situation? Uh. The way you could make <laughs> us money is by not extorting us, and we'd make even more. No. <laughs> He's got glitter on his face. If I didn't extort you, you could just make none whatsoever. See, see how uh, that's gonna go. You see uh, how it's gonna go, JT. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks, Swiss Court. Uh, thanks to Moser. Thanks to Marks. We are off next week, buddy. I don't know if you knew that over there in the corner. Yeah, I did. Yeah, we're off next week. No show. Yep. Thank you. Uh, and then we'll be back after that. Uh, after Unadilla. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Greatly appreciate it. For Jimmy Albertson, for Jason Thomas, I'm Steve Mathis. See you in a couple weeks. Hootoon. What the fuck? There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer. When you went away to community college, I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.